And we're live, Painkiller Ready, episode 351 with our guest, Harley. Kyle? Few sponsors tonight, Bombfell, Me Undies, Lyft, and DraftKings. You can check them out in the links down below if you just can't wait, but don't worry, we'll get to them later on. Yeah, I got Harley with us tonight. Lots of cool topics. We're going to get to some that you guys have been requesting that we get to, so don't worry. Hold on to your pants. There's going to be Game of Thrones talk. Nah, 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 nah. But first, where are we that going was, to? you know, that was a bit of an oversight. To not talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> we must uh, have until done now. It in like PKN or something. I, that's what I was thinking. We must no. have done it in PKN, and we no. often no. wildly overestimate. I know we didn't, but it sometimes feels like we do. And then it, it's easy to overestimate when you talk about stuff like Game of Thrones or Rick and Morty or whatever, because it's just one show, and you kind of tend to be like, "Well, I don't know. Let's kind of move off that." But yeah, you know, I'm excited to talk about Game of Thrones. But yeah, in, in another cultural. Uh, exciting event burning man this year there's a super super interesting uh, too bad we don't have dick masterson here he's he's a big burning man guy he goes every year uh maybe he saw this apparently they have big fires at burning man where they burn wicker men and Giant. this gentleman i would assume he's on mdma there's a picture of him running uh in in the article there and he just ran right into the fire and he wow. burned to death at Burning That gives totally new meaning to the spirit molecule, right? Molecule, right? Like, like he just he just burnt up and and went away. Like that's honestly that's that, that's a great way to go if you're that kind of person. Burning well, alive for me is one like, of my least favorite ways to go. Uh, I, I, he didn't I, feel a thing. I mean, I mean, Maybe. I, I want to be sensitive. I want to be sensitive a little bit because uh, you know, a person actually died here. Uh, like, but at the same time, I mean. He didn't just go to Burning Man. He became Burning Man. <laughs> and, like, he went all in. Like, and he was probably telling people on the way up, like, yo, I'm not just going to Burning Man this year. I am Burning Man this year. He may have done. And there are going to be a lot of tasteless graphic tees sold at Burning Man <laughs> next year, picturing that silhouette of the guy, you know, running do in or maybe sell, on fire. Do they sell things there? I, I was under the impression that it's, like, all an intense barter system there. I have, yeah. I've never been. I have no idea. That would. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that like money is no good there, but people bring their goods and and people have like very specific skills, and many, they'll do those skills in exchange for like drugs or food. I, I like this. How many whippets does it cost to get a blowjob? That's what I want to know. Show I mean, you need to make day. sure she's still it's, conscious it's, at it's, the end of it. It's the other. It's the other <laughs> way around, actually. It's actually like Go whose on. dick do I got to suck for a whippet? Well, actually, that's the same. Isn't like it? that's that's what Burning Man. That's two sides of the same coin. I'm the guy with the tank of whippets. <laughs> yeah, it's the flip side. I'm like, the dick you've got to sell. Like, like, <laughs> if, you, if you go with seventeen hundred, you know, whippets, being like, I hope I get seventeen blowjobs. Like, no, you'll probably get seventeen hundred blowjobs. Like a blowjob per whippet. Like you're good there. You're a god. I I don't know anything about Burning Man. You have to be I a just god assume to if you bring a thousand whippets, you get a thousand blowjobs. Like what? I don't need to expose my age, but a couple blowjobs in, and I'm really satiated. We're good here. Yeah, no, when I, I get I, to like number nine. I'm just gonna. I'm like, thanks for trying. Like we're done here for the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting chafed. Like my my dick looks no, like no. I'm just like I'm like I want to like you know what you know what just just breathe on it while it's soft then. 
Just just breathe on it. That's <laughs> fine. It's all wrong. You're you're thinking that you're gonna go to completion with each one of these mini women, but there's not mm. time for that. I mean, a whip it lasts like ten seconds. Oh, there's time. A blowjob lasts like ten seconds. So you're getting like ten seconds of a blow from each girl. You're maximizing your numbers here. You may be no, guaranteed an that's, STD. That's yeah, but I was about to say that's good because I was worried I wouldn't have an STD at the end of this. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> really locked that in. Uh, Kyle, that's Dick, like. Can no, you imagine the? festering wet dick you would have 11 girls into this burning man fiasco yes, like these I, girls i assume didn't brush their teeth that morning mm. or or anything like that and and i was thinking about the bartering system it, i bet if cash is good for anything there it's just good for drugs like it's all and like water. bartering like hey man like you give me like a sprite and i'll give you half of this ham sandwich and they're like yeah i mean like we all just work at our core competencies you know this is how things should work you have any pot yeah that's gonna be a uh, 70 uh, uh for an eighth <laughs> yeah i'm sorry it's no, really no, expensive no. See, here because, I, I, uh, because I feel i'm like, a drug dealer i feel <laughs> like the drug it's got to be a crazier drug like like pot is just like yeah man pass it around but like it's the other it's stuff like, it's the old man drug DNA. where it's like do you know how much this shit cost me <laughs> like drop the fucking burning man gig for a second here you know how much this shit costs bro and you just <laughs> dropped it on the floor you owe me a hundred bucks so what drug do you it think this guy was on serious. to run into so, so i've just seen images of this oh. stuff like like you i know very little about burning man it always seemed very odd to me i i what but, but the images i see are always like festival chicks who are like naked or body painted and that's always attractive or yes. It's those gigantic wicker men that they've built. And by gigantic, it, I mean it, it, it's, 75 it, feet tall. To, to me, Burning Man has looked like, uh, from pictures and stuff, it's looked like Mad Max, a triple X porn parody. Yes. And, and that's yes. what it looks like for me just looking at pictures. And then the things that I hear. Uh, I mean, the last time I was on, we were talking about like the cougar tent, right? There's a tent where you go fuck a cougar, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, like, I, I don't know. These, I only hear these legends and stuff like that. And, uh. So at that, that SIV course, that paramotor or paragliding thing I took where they teach you to do acrobatics, the people there never miss a Burning Man. They were talking about it. It was like coming up or happening or something. And uh, they were the guys were like, yeah, Burning Man is so easy to get laid. Like everybody's getting laid at this thing. And I was like, like I, I just don't buy it. Like there's no world in which women freely have sex with anybody. And they're like, Burning Man is that world. And uh, I feel like. I feel, like the same, I feel like at the same yeah, time, though, Woody. Yeah, yeah. I feel like at the same it's time. It's called Fun World. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was like, like it, you know, like it's just not that easy to get that many hot girls to fuck you. And they were Woody, like, you've oh, been out of the game a little while. I, I know, I know. But, but they're still going. And they're like, yeah, well, you know what? They don't have to be hot. No, stay in your weight class and, and, and you'll get some action. And I was like, oh. stay in your weight class. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, you know, just, you know, where you are. If you're seven, stop eight minute tens. You're going to miss. Oh, I thought you meant I should look for other 200 pound girls. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you weigh? Fucking perfect. <laughs> I, uh, I've thought of a great thing to do. I've never gone to Burning Man and it doesn't seem like my jam really. But if I did ever go, I would do the whip it thing where you buy a tank, but I would buy a tank of helium and put a GoPro on my chest and <laughs> give it to people for free and see how many people I could dupe into pretending to be high or people who just love or are addicted to whippets. And they're like, oh, thanks a lot, man. What did you even give me here? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I gave you helium, idiot. And that's a, an element that we're running out of. So this joke is expensive. You know, in the long run. There's a cap on that. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with silver. 
Yeah, we, I th I'm pretty sure that we've mined like all the silver there is. How can we know that? I don't know. That is a good point. That's just <laughs> a thing. That's a thing we don't get to know. We haven't even drilled through our own earth, you know. Yeah, well, we, like, we 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 got shit that we don't. We got valuable shit maybe that we don't even know about that we're like sitting right on top of. Or stuff that we just don't know how to use yet. Like every time I hear like, oh, we're out of silver, or we're out of oil, or we found all the gold that it's not on asteroids. It's like, yeah, but like, who's deciding this? Like some dude who owns a fuck ton of gold, and he's like, all right, all right, that's enough. I think I think we found all the if gold. If there's anything I've learned like, from reality TV, there's still more gold out there. Yes, little tiny flakes to be hunted by toothless men in, in Alaska. Oregon. Yeah, but I'm yeah, very into it. I, I who have to enough. subsidize their gold business by bringing a TV crew in. That is yep. also true. But there are other people who aren't subsidizing their business, they say. Yeah, those guys are going out of business, though, right? I, I guarantee <laughs> yeah. the, guys who, the guys who don't have a TV crew to watch them sit there and, like, dig for gold, they're like, fuck, there's no way to make it in the actual gold business. You've got to have, have an audience for this shit. It just, this is performance art. This is not real <laughs> mining. Like, I'm I, a seventh-generation gold miner, and my family probably should have stopped this about four generations ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got into plumbing or something. Yeah, <laughs> that, would, uh, that would have been much better than like, hunting for gold. And can you imagine like going to a bar in a local area there, and you're all dirty, and you got shiny tipped fingers or whatever, and you have to explain to a girl like, "Oh no, I, I hunt for gold for a living." Like, how long are those conversations going to go? Well, are you good at it? Well, I just ordered a Bud Select because they're two dollars. So no. <laughs> Wait, like, <laughs> why does he have shiny tipped fingers in this scenario? Because he's been he's been poking around gold dust all day. So you're saying his he, his fingers are covered with gold? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, he's not back good in, at this. Back in the gold, olden gold days, fingertip. Back in olden days, they used to leave slits in the floor of those places. So that when the people who mined went in, they'd obviously have gold little tiny flecks stuck on them. They'd sit down to drink, and the little flecks would fall through the floor into pans or, or dishes. And then the owners of or the proprietors, because it's olden days, right. of the bars would go under there and get it. So that's a real the, thing. The other thing that they would do is, like, you would pay for one thing, like a shave, or you would pay for a whore. And free, like, along with that would be, like, a shower. Like, they would give, like, wash your hair or whatever. And they're like, oh, well... I get a whore for a dollar, and, and I get a bath for free. I'm sold. But they were really, like, baiting these guys to collect the gold dust from their hair. So they're, you know, collecting that out of there. But you're right. The, the slits in the floorboard thing was totally true, too, because they would pay with pinches of gold dust. And, you know, there's no way to, like, not spill a little every time you buy something with a pinch yeah. of fucking gold dust. Can you imagine if, like, that was our mode of currency today? You know what's like, funny? Is like imagine like you use gold and like that's it and like you just have a ton of gold and it's like a big deal to you you know and you you manage to find a, a ton of it and uh, eventually someone explains to you that they're gonna take it and hold it and exchange you get paper but trust us that like this paper is equal to your gold we promise. <laughs> that your gold is equal to this paper and this paper you could use it everywhere trust us like and everyone's part of this everyone yeah. agrees it's good so just put your gold in here we'll hold that and you take this paper here it's then like can I just keep the gold mr Pinker? and then eventually it's actually say, you know what? It, the gold thing's gone it's just paper based now i i would say that it's it's actually similar to someone coming up to you right now and being like yo you know like your bank account forget that what you want is intensely long algorithms. <laughs> algorithms, and that's your money, bro. Like, you don't want to have 
like real money that the government has their fingers in, what you want to do is you want to have these computer codes and and that's going to be money from now on. And we're all cool with that. Trust me, everyone. Trust me. It's worth four thousand dollars for a Bitcoin. You're good. Trade. Give me four thousand dollars. And I'm going to give you a chain of characters <laughs> on your computer. No, no, it's cool. Keep it on your USB drive. <laughs> well, I put guess it on the internet. Is... Leave it on the internet. They, when they you put it that hacked. way, when you yeah, put it that, that way, like a ruse. it sounds insane. Just as insane as the paper one that he brought up the first time. I, I, like I'm trying to process why it's different, and I'm not coming up with anything. Uh, it's not I, really different. It's, it's, it's really not. Except there's slightly more benefits within this Bitcoin scenario than with the paper thing. Because in this Bitcoin scenario, it's like, let's take the middleman out. The thing about the Bitcoin, it's untraceable um, like online exchanges. And that's a tricky thing. Now, it, it might be traceable in some tricky like CIA way. I don't know. Trade. You trade Bitcoin hand over fist, though, also. Like, at Woodycraft, we used to accept Bitcoin as payment. I didn't invest in Bitcoin. I would just convert it to dollars every night. But, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, Why? I make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> if, if, if I was a smarter man, I wouldn't have a broken leg right now. <laughs> so let's just put that aside. But um, uh, the one of the reasons we liked Bitcoin so much is we had a ton of fraud, right? People would, like, buy stuff and then the next day claim that we ripped them off or something. And it was just like that... that Cyber criminals make up a decent part of my customer base, and uh, with Bitcoin, that was never a fear. There is like, there's no concept of like buyer protection or chargeback or whatever. It's it's somehow even less than like dollars. Like it's untraceable. It's meant to be anonymous. We yeah, can double do check refunds. before you send that. I guess like if they were like, hey, I bought this and it didn't work out, and it was at this time, it was ever. We could confirm there was a purchase and it was them and. But uh, in terms of, like, robbing us, they couldn't do it. Do you know, as, like, an aggregate, if you had saved all of the Bitcoins or the fractions of Bitcoins or whatever that you'd gotten, would it have been significant? Like, yeah, a significant number? That's it, not fun do to that. calculate. It, don't no, do that. Have, I mean, we're talking about four digits. Like, not life-changing or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah four digits what? In dollars. A profit. Like, yeah, like like, it, like if he like if he kept the bits instead of uh, transferring it to dollars, he'd have you know eight thousand dollars more to his name or something like that. Something like well, that. That's like, not nearly I, as intense as I, I was mean, imagining. Like yeah. it's, but percentage it's wise, it's in, it's considerable. In the last five years, it's gone from like like one hundred and fifty bucks to four thousand dollars. So like, do we need? Like if if you had it like five years ago and you were like you know t and you had like two hundred and fifty bucks of a bitcoin, like that two hundred and fifty dollars is worth 4000 now. So like I, I still just don't get it. Like I, 4, I don't understand which what is it outrageous. is. And but how it, you get it. It would be from I remember We're not going down that road again. No, we're not we're again because I'm not going to get it. It's, it's not even worth it. You it's don't even want to know. Since you don't even want to know. I, I already know. It's tripled since 2014. So some, some guy bought a pizza or uh, online yeah. I heard with like a bunch of bitcoin and that equal like 20 million dollars today or something. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. But yes, yeah, so I bet he Bitcoin, regrets that pizza. <laughs> not many people had Bitcoin, so we didn't. Most of our sales were in PayPal. That's that's where the. Oh, okay. And of course, there's that guy in the UK who threw away a hard drive with yeah, I many bits one. on it, and like he looked for it for a long time. But every year that passes, it's like maybe we should go look some more, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like maybe maybe we should hire some people to help us those, look. Like those like, gold digging, gold mining. Those toothless, those toothless gold diggers should be looking for that.
yeah. to me, it's like the people who find sunken treasure ships and shit. Like, like you know, it's a waste of time to find a ship when gold's at like a hundred. But when gold hits two thousand dollars an ounce or whatever it is, it's fucking yeah. A, you know, ships ahoy. I don't know. I what remember people say. <laughs> ships ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too long ago, that's, some no, guys. That's what people say. You got it. <laughs> Some guys found like some Spanish doubloons or something off the coast of Florida and like waist deep water or something like that. And I, and I don't remember the, the figures, but it was like $20 million worth of gold or some shit. And they immediately go to the government and they're like, oh, we found this here. U.S. government, you take your cut. Spanish government, and for some reason gets their cut, even though they stole it from the Mayans or the Inca <laughs> or some shit. Like, right? They, they, they just raped the whole civilization to steal well, that gold. There's no Mayan government left. Right. <laughs> They'd want their cut too, but fuck them. No Mexico, you get nothing. Um, so they got to, but in the end, they, they're keeping like 30% of their money. I, I was like, why the fuck did they not? Who cares if it's a doubloon or whatever? Melt that shit down and go to one of those cash for gold places, right? Like, just just cut all of those people out and keep well, it all Well, definitely don't go to cash for gold. Not literally <laughs> cash for gold, but there are markets where you can go and sell, sell little, little bars of gold and shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's baffling to me that they would find doubloons and then go to the government on their own and say, hey, we want to give you your cut. It's like, no, they, no, they, didn't, they, forgot, they didn't know those doubloons were there. They weren't searching what, for did it. They, get they didn't a cut or did fund they your get expedition. Taxes on the income. The Spanish got a cut. I don't remember yeah. what percentage the U.S. government got or how it was justified, but, but, but it was a lot of money. That, and and it, it didn't seem like it was just straight, straight up taxes. It's been a while. It, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If it's straight up taxes, then I'm kind of on board. Because, like... I, Living a life not. of Shit. like tax evasion and you know, like hoping you don't get like there's a lot of you don't want that. Oh, and the U.S. government will destroy that. you. The U.S. government. But, but, like, but if you find twenty dollars on the ground, you got to report that. Like you found it. Well, you you didn't about earn 20. it. Twenty. If you find twenty million on the ground, then dude, kick the government their eight or something. And then for what? For what? And what? Oh, what you so, get in so, exchange for that? Are restful, sleepy nights for the rest of your life. That's you never what I mean. go to prison. No, no, no. See, it, see, Woody's right as far as like the, like I'd rather have three million dollars or four million dollars and know that I'm safe and secure and that uh -huh. nobody's gonna be kicking my door down than have twenty million and be waking up every night sweaty like, oh shit, are my doubloons safe? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. But the point is, the point is to Kyle's point, which I think what you're saying is, the fact that you have to pay taxes on buried treasure that you find. Is an abomination that like that takes that that's a big middle finger to every single person's childhood in the world. Like that you have to, if you find never did Captain Planet find treasure and go ah ha let's talk to the government you know no you just keep it in uh, in uh, I'm I'm pretty sure like where I live Quebec Canada if gambling isn't your means of income like if you're not like a professional poker player then your uh, winnings, lottery, and whatnot are uh, not taxable. So if, in the reverse, in, in Canada, if you find, I'm pretty sure it probably is under the sim a similar thing that, like, uh, you know, you wouldn't get taxed on coming across treasure. And, uh, um, yeah. In the U.S., well, you do get taxed. It doesn't have to be a primary I, income. I but if you win, Sorry, I think if you win even in Vegas... And you're from Montreal. Uh, I think you can get your taxes back, like your or Quebec would get a certain amount of it back for you, even if you got taxed. You know, uh, gambling abroad. 
See, I don't like the, or wait, I'm just you mean curious. Quebec would fund it and and take care of it or they they would like bother the US yeah. to make them give the money back. On the uh, in the airport terminal on my way home, it was just like, did you win? Did you win in Vegas? You know, contact a, a Quebec lawyer. You don't have to pay taxes on your winnings. Oh, nice. Huh. I wonder if, around if Americans go to, you know, Quebec and gamble. Do we have to no. pay taxes there? No, you always. I learned something. You're American. You pay. You always, <laughs> no matter where you go, no matter what you identify as, no matter what country you end up in. You pay. So oh, I, this I, isn't fair. I can't easily Google the Harley like thing you could, in Canada, you could, but in the U.S., if you win $1,200, they report you to the IRS and you'll pay on that. So there it is. Uh, so anything under 1200 well, is good? It, okay. This is an area I happen to know a bit about taxes. Um, if you win a dollar, you're supposed to report that. But at 1200 they make it so the IRS can check on you, and uh, you have to report it. Otherwise, you'll get caught. Man, that's like... And that seems like a really small amount. Doesn't it? To avoid, I mean, I, I've never gambled, Uncle but Sam I don't really gamble, cut. so I don't care either way. But it was be 600. 600 is like the 1099 limit. Like if you earn money through you know, independent, mm -hmm. 600. So that's what I expected it to be, but it, I just Googled it. It's, uh, it's 400 in Missouri. Really? It's, yeah. Yeah, they really need that money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, $400 goes a long way in Missouri. In certain parts, it does. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we're on tax code, <laughs> yeah, now that we're on I'm tax really code. glad we had it. I took it in this direction. Guys, I had to fuck get the Game of Thrones. There. Let's talk about taxes. <laughs> We've got three and a half hours. You know? I know you want a Game of Thrones talk, but I haven't even talked about the IRS class life of farm animals yet. Uh, I, uh, what is your guys' prediction for this Irma hurricane? Is it going to be just as devastating as More. harvey or is it going to be worse Ooh, i don't know if I... or is it going to like peel off kind of like uh what was that one that did a couple years ago that everybody thought was going to crush florida and it just kind of like you're not just like barely that ended up hitting new york and new jersey are you i might be yeah oh. yeah i might be thinking of sandy because i don't think that hit florida so but Irma, what, do you, just, what do you guys think Irma is you just currently the, that, the like, most powerful storm ever measured in the caribbean i don't know if it's going to be the most powerful at the time it impacts but i i've been watching so i have some free time i've been watching these like hurricane models like all oh, they start off like spider webs headed everywhere some are in the gulf some say it's going to hit maine you know like it goes all over the place and then as time comes, they, they constrict and like all the models start agreeing with each other. And almost everything seems to say right now that it's slamming into Miami, skirting up the coast, and then hitting like Georgia's South Carolina area. Like that's yep. there's a concentration in there. So yeah. last one that hit Miami hard was Matthew, I think. It killed a bunch of people and it was the most devastating storm for like until Katrina came along, like it was a really big deal. <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people are going to die in Florida because uh, this the, the whole thing in Houston. Everybody gets it. It seems like that you always see those people in Florida who are like, "I'm not going anywhere. Nothing ever happens." They always blow these things out of proportion. And and Rush Limbaugh, I, he informed me about this. It's all fake news anyway. I, I'm Jones sitting too. here holding tight. I mean, maybe they got maybe maybe they they're onto something. You never know. But I, I don't think that a lot of people are going to die in Florida, but I think there's going to be some significant property damage down there, especially on the Keys. It's going to fucking hit them at 175-mile-an-hour winds. And uh, it That's looks so like it's going to slam ridiculous. into either Augusta, uh, from Augusta to Myrtle Beach, or just getting fucking slammed. They're uh, not Augusta, Savannah. They're, they're evacuating Savannah, uh, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. 
and uh, it looks like it's going to dump a shitload of rain on us. I, I keep using Ventu Sky, and I'll, I switch over to Precipitation to see what I'm going to get. And there's these massive bands of dark red predicted to like sweep over the state. It's uh, it's going to be eventful, but I don't. I'm hoping, you know, you always do that. Not that, that not that many people die. I, I saw there was already half a dozen or so deaths in those uh, islands, and we don't even know what happened in like Haiti. Like like, do they even they even count them down there? Like. It's I mean, like, it's usually always, so devastating in Haiti, they don't even know the count because it just tra- just trucks right over it. You know how they uh, retire the hurricane's name if people die? Maybe at least a couple. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there'll never be another Hurricane Irma now that it's killed someone. There'll never be another Hurricane Harvey. Uh, they'll just find some other Harry or something. And whenever that happens, like when someone dies, I'm like, oh, did we lose a good name? Irma? Nah, fuck Irma. That's a stupid name. I'm glad it's yeah. retired. <laughs> It'll save us. But then that. you'll get like you get like Hurricane Edwin, and everybody's fine. You're like, God damn it! Like, might <laughs> 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 only want... you know Hurricane Xerxes come through next. <laughs> yeah, time I wonder who has the longest streak. Which name has the longest, like the most returns? Like, oh, Hurricane Steve is back. Never <laughs> bitch does made. any damage. I bet it's yeah. <laughs> so you know, they, bitch I, made Steve's coming back around. He don't do shit. Probably Hurricane everyone knows Steve, this. Uh, they go. He's a point eight, a category zero point eight. <laughs> they're they're named alphabetically, and it goes boy, girl, boy, girl, and then the next year it switches it and goes girl, boy, girl, boy. Who who came up with this tradition? Like An such Australian a- scientist, right? And at first, the nobody oh. wanted to adopt it, so he started naming the hurricanes after. The politicians who opposed him until ever and until everybody got on did board. you make that i didn't know that part no that's the truth see marketing, really because yes, you don't that, there you go you learn something new every day well i think you're gonna google it whether i say yes or no so <laughs> i just want to know it's kind of tricks me on this it was actually uh it was actually an eisenhower jobs program they <laughs> they just picked someone to, to start naming hurricanes yeah. so there you go i uh uh, it, wait, you said uh, Myrtle Beach is getting Yeah, Wings of Redemption. You don't have Kyle to worry about Wings. not telling close. the truth, just so everybody knows. <laughs> um, I, I read that. Just now. It wasn't, maybe it wasn't Australian, but the other part was true, how he would name them after like the politicians who opposed his system of categorizing hurricanes and naming them. Oh, really? I just, I just read in 1953, the United States began using female names. Maybe you're right. I only, you know how Google gives like a little snippet from yeah. the first article? I was like, oh, it's American. Therefore, I assumed you made it up out of whole cloth. I was Google bad. always gives you like enough information in that little box to be like, I don't really care. Be like, oh, all right. So it happened in 1964. Oh, oh my God, this is my life. Like nobody, nobody Googled this. You know, 40 years ago, they were probably reading. Or the other thing you know? that happens is they'll give me that snippet, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't answer my question. So I click on the first link and I'm like, that was the snippet. God damn, like, yeah. I, like, I gotta go to the second link. Damn it. And then you just say, oh, fuck it. I, I wonder if there's any new animals fighting on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what you I do. don't want to go too deep but, into hurricane wait, names. But... Kyle, did you say that uh, Myrtle Beach was evacuated now? So wings will have to get out? Uh, not evacuated. They're evacuating Savannah, Georgia. I didn't hear oh. evacuations from Myrtle Beach, but it is going to hit Myrtle Beach. That's the projected path right now. That seems very likely. You know, there's lots of models, but they all hit Myrtle Beach. You know, they're fucked <laughs> one way it, or another. Are they within five days from Myrtle Beach? Because uh, I keep hearing five days. It's like a magic number. Like these models are all pretty accurate for five days. Yeah, man. But when yeah, you get out to are. like eight and eleven, they're not that good. Uh, I think it's like uh, on the tenth when it when it'll hit Myrtle Beach, and then on nine eleven it starts really dumping it on us. Um, it's like it's like the tenth or eleventh when it happens. So yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Okay. So don't worry about wings. He floats. It's all good. 
But, um, oh, that was mean. Everybody was like, "You have." I, I, I'm sorry. I should. I mean, it was a little mean. You know what? I try not to throw stones at wings. I, no, I I'm just teasing. Him. Like Jesus okay. Christ, it wasn't like I hit. I like threw a harpoon into a man's soul or something. I, I try to back you up, and <laughs> I also harpoon. try not to like just. It's a harpoon. Just, just a pile on like old. <laughs> yeah, like I old also try not or... to. And, and <laughs> certainly, not, you know, like bring him up. Like I don't know. Like wings. Jesus Christ. Isn't well, like, you know, you think about Myrtle Beach right and like, now. like you know, I would rather pick on someone who's on top of the world, someone who can handle, uh, you know, a spear thrown at him or something. Global warming happens and the and the caps melt. He'll be on top of the world. He'll he'll float to the top again. Just just it's funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Not not trying to strike at the man's soul. It's just a funny little fat joke because he's overweight and all. Jesus I Christ! I think it, no, you don't have to explain it. I got it. Yeah, I'm just making like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like uh, this is a category five one. This, yes. uh, it goes, this it goes Irma up to five. and Katrina, I believe it was Katrina, was only like a two, a four, or something. Ooh, was it a four? Which, I'm going that's a good point memory. of reference. Was it? I was there. Was no, it wasn't a five. Chiz, it was not. Like there was one that I thought it was the one that destroyed New Orleans, and it like wasn't even a terrible, terrible hurricane. It was just out, like flooding, and flooding tore everything down. It was a three when it hit land. Thank it, you, Chase. It was a three when it hit land. I, I I saw that too. I'm trying to see if it ever hit four. Because also this one won't be a five when it hits land, based on what I saw. Who knows what's in the future? I don't know how many years I could live. Oh, in Katrina was a five. One of those. Oh, and a yeah, three Jesus when it right. hit land. Okay. It just we could get wiped away so quickly. Like everything we've mm. done, everything, like all of oh. it could just get wiped away so quickly. So I was talking to my mother the other night. And uh, she's telling me, like, oh, this would be an interesting PKA topic. Yellowstone might explode. That there have been some, like, a, a ton of earthquakes there. And it's, an, it's, an, it's a volcano. I don't really know active, inactive. But there's some sort of volcanic activity in, in Yellowstone. And if it blows, it's a big deal. Like, 22 states are gone. And the whole globe Globe is goes impacted. into darkness. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way that... <laughs> That I first so heard great. it, it wasn't like a dinosaur, you know, being wiped it, out, it, but it was I bad. mean, virtually like, like we could it, lose two thirds of the planet's population or something like, like it'd be a big deal, but probably not extinction. Complete dystopian future. Like, like the, the, the our trajectory gets fucking plateaued and goes down because, because, you know, yeah. the, the whole earth would go semi dark it'd get hazy and then there wouldn't be enough food and then there'd be starvation and then fuel wars. And then you got Mad Max all of a sudden. That, that's totally what happens. That's not even being like bombastic about that. it that's what happens like it, it's I, i've seen a, a few documentaries about that about it, the super volcano or whatever they call it there it erupts like every one hundred thousand years or something like that like it's a massive time period and so like i looked into it and i was like all right this does sound like an interesting topic and it's, it's like let's go look and i find that there's a one in seven hundred and thirty thousand chance that it will happen during our lifetime and I, you know by this point i'm off the you know how i google it whatever and i'm like oh mom is this like a hoping for end times thing again? Is this yet another? <laughs> like, is that what we're doing here? Did you get this from the church? Like one in seven hundred and thirty thousand is. Uh, it could just be the old person thing, like of like watching or like reading stories that are clearly catastrophizing things. Like my, I said it before. My grandma, when I was in college, told like after that guy ate someone else's face in their street. 
you know, yeah. the homeless guy. She was like, now, Taylor, I've heard about this thing kids are doing in school, and it's called bath salts. Now, you promised me you're not going to do any bath salts. And I was like, Grandma, <laughs> like, no, just because you saw it on Fox News. If I if I went all around my university campus like, bath salts, looking for bath salts here, <laughs> like, like people would be like, what? No, I don't have that. And, you, you know what the the worst part about that incident is? That guy was not on bath salts. Yep. That guy was, was sober, sober as a fucking hammer. Like, like he was on. He wasn't even drunk. That guy just went nuts and ate a man's face. When I, I think he was a veteran. When I saw that video, I literally like I remember like being on the phone and I was like, "Yo, you seeing this? It's going down right now, like zombie apocalypse. Like it's going down. Like I was saying it and believing it. Like I remember really? that moment. I was like, "This is it." This is what it looks like. <laughs> that next person is the next one. Like, get ready. Here's it's, what I remember. We're in Canada. Oh. We're in Canada, but I know this shit. It's at our doorstep in 12 hours. <laughs> Heard there's some and guy going from Miami to Toronto right now on a plane. It's it's happening. It, it, what struck me about it is, so that happened, and it was really zombie-like, right? You know, a guy mauling, eating a face. That's not normal human behavior. And then the media was like scratching and clawing to find other zombie-like incidents in every yep, police yep. blotter in the world. Like, oh, look yep. at this guy. You know, he, he twitched after death or something. I don't know. Yeah, just <laughs> I was thinking about the uh, I was thinking about the hurricane, and, I, and of course, North Korea is a big thing, too. And I was like, oh, my God, the target isn't Guam. The target isn't South Korea. The target isn't Japan. If he shot a, a nuclear weapon into that hurricane, it would... It would throw fallout all over the entire eastern seaboard of the United States, and then it would just keep going across the Atlantic, right? Like, imagine Is that, that how situation. that works? Yes, that's how that works. Yeah. And then yeah, and my they, understanding, he and can then only they hit go the West Coast. And then, he can. Are you sure it wouldn't yeah. just kill the hurricane? No, that, that that's it's not how, Now, that is not how that works. <laughs> I saw a Vsauce video about that, and that's horse shit. <laughs> Dude, no, that, my that, Facebook feed, well, I'm on Facebook too much now, it's very embarrassing. There are groups and people post, they're all shooting their guns at Irma. I don't know what they're hoping to accomplish. This. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, and there's graphics made up, Photoshop brilliance of guys in their shotguns and, and you know, 50 cows. Like, they're going to really get Irma with a bullet. Oh, some poor fool 20 miles down the road. <laughs> Who's also shooting at the yeah. hurricane? Because <laughs> it's Florida. Is <laughs> Hurricane Irma has a record amount of lead spinning around in it. We're not quite sure how that happened. <laughs> you know what the best interview would be right now? Like, like go down there to the Keys right this second because that thing's like barreling down on them, mm. and interview the people who are there. Like, like find the guys who are just out there in lawn chairs and interview that motherfucker because he's got something to say. He's got a stance on life that is a little bit twisted. It's not quite like the rest of us. Those people have an interesting perspective, the ones that are still there. Because it's not even a question now as to if it's going to hit or not. It's like, no, no, there it is. There it is right there. You see it? Yeah, it's coming. Like, like they know it's coming, but they're still Wait, there. I don't I Would you guys stay there? Is there? If you lived in Miami, is there any chance at all that you would stay, or would you have gotten out days ago? It really or depends on the situation, right? Like, like, if you're in a mobile home down there... Uh, yeah, you gotta fucking flee. But if you're in uh, like a high on high ground in a brick house, you know you're the smart little piggy, no no straw, no wood. Maybe you consider it. You know, may, I'm sure people down there have had their homes built to hurricane standards. You know, if you're a wealthy guy and you live there on Palm Beach or West Palm Beach, more likely, you're like, yeah, this this house can withstand a Category Four, and it, it'll be four by the time it gets here. I'm all good. Like I'm sure there are people like that, but that's not the guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about Otis out there with his natty ice fucking 
watching <laughs> the thing come with a shotgun across his knee. That guy is the one you want to interview. Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear what Otis has to. Would well, I mean, I don't think the Weather Taylor? Channel is going to put anybody. What would would I stay? Do? Yeah. No, no. Even if I had a brick house on a hill, if I were in Miami, where it's just going to get smashed, like no, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Like trusting. Like, even if it's like, okay, this house was built to withstand a Category 3 or even 4 hurricane. It's like, okay, well, those gas station condoms are also meant to prevent pregnancy. But I wouldn't use one of those and trust it. Like, I, I think would, I'm going to leave. Our house I is think in, a chance I'm staying. I think an element of it is, like, I guess that there would be, a, you know, it's your community to an extent, maybe. And, like, if, like maybe that manpower is needed at, you know, like, for the, the end of it. But, you know, there's also an element of... Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, like the, the only thing is like, you know, to help. But like you got to know, I mean, if you're standing right there in the eye of the storm, like I feel like under circumstances, no matter how awesome your house is, everything can be fucked up. Like everyone should get out of there. So like pe- to- someone should go yeah. in there. You you go there and you see Otis like you don't just interview him. You also like disarm him and drag his ass the fuck out of there. We used to live. Too uh, I mean, I'm not messing with Otis. And, and when we so it was New Jersey, which doesn't really get hit by storms that hard. But um, we would occasionally get evacuated, and Hurricane Gloria came, and it like it swept over the island. Ocean City is an island, and the waves would come right over all the way to the bay, and it was a big deal. We evacuated, and the reason we did was like there were a couple. One, there's not much you can do. Like if the wind is 150 miles an hour, it's not like you're holding the shutters on, like keeping everything yeah. <laughs> intact. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's not a thing you can do. You're just inside, kind of bundled up. The other thing is the power goes out, so it's like you know what. Like, this is a good time to get out of town. Let's go get a hotel a couple miles away or whatever. We'll make a little family vacation of it. We'll do something. Uh, you know, like, that disaster area with the power out and stuff, it's not even good to be there. So just ah, go. You, get to, you know, roast some s'mores or whatever. You get a campfire going. No, it's horse shit. You want to fucking get out of there. Yeah. Go up to Georgia. Like, like, like you don't have to drive. You drive six hours and you're in a happy place where it's just going to get rained on and you get you get yeah. you know bent bent over when you rent a hotel room. But Go so be it, right? It's better to be alive. Like, and I like, I don't I don't understand the hurricane proofing of a house. Like, how could you proof against like a giant log flying at your house at a hundred miles an hour or something? Like, it just seems like there's no way. Or a car hitting. We're, it. we're exactly talking chips. about we're talking about Mother Nature. It's a false sense of security. Like a hole can open up under your house. Like <laughs> hurricane like proofing though. Like they yeah good okay. You wouldn't want in a hurricane a porch you know with like a roof on it and stuff because the wind goes under there and lifts it up. You know your your shutters and stuff have to be locked down. Maybe put the plywood in front of the windows. That that's what hurricane proofing is typically about. Just like design standards that make it wind tolerant. But even that's like rolling the dice that a big piece of debris isn't gonna crash into the side of the house and bring it all down i, I, I think a lot of- especially if you're on the beach right like literally oh piers shit. get knocked down and then yeah. like boardwalks come floating by and hit your house like what are you gonna do this <laughs> you know, yeah brace <laughs> yeah. yourself we're approved for this we were coded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like remember the world trade center was built to withstand a plane crash turns out planes were smaller when they not built that. that plane yeah. yes yes <laughs> thank you yeah yeah <laughs> Much smaller plane. Yeah. And the hurricanes were much smaller back at, where maybe. I don't sure know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this back is in, the uh, most powerful one in the Atlantic ever. So Our house I, in Ocean ever... City was 130 years old. I, I think that's true. At least the, the original part of it. Who knows? But uh, it was really, really old. So we were like, oh, like 
this house must be built to last. Like it has. Don't tell me this is the like only storm in the last hundred and thirty years to do this. And uh, and it was also in a really hot part of the island, so it was always fine. But you still don't want to be there. It's no, no power, no air conditioning, no TV, no nothing. I, I honestly don't understand living in those areas that pre- that frequently receive disasters. Like there's areas in the Midwest that that get flooded like every five years, like legitimately flooded. There's there's you know areas where there's earthquakes, but you know that's a different story, right? It, it seems like earthquake proofing is pretty much a thing now. We haven't had a big one in a while, but like like. When was the one when all the freeways collapsed on the that people? Was in San no, Francisco. That, was that San Francisco? That that one changed everything. I thought that was the one that made LA. that changed the way that houses were built. Yeah, I I would guess so because that shit hasn't happened again. I remember seeing like uh, the thing that really fucked with my head about that is when the the you know it's a multi-level freeway, so there's cars pancaked between two levels of freeway, and those people are in there smushed, <laughs> and there were people who had like limbs pinned, and they had to go in and just amputate the limbs. And, and take them out because there's no way to get them out uh, otherwise. Like, yeah, that was yeah. fucked to me. That's the kind of stuff that makes you want to just leave the West Coast, I would imagine. But if you're down in Florida, it's like, shit, you're, this happens every year. Like, I remember, like, virtually, you know, every years. other year, every three years. Well, okay, I was reading an article today that said that uh, Florida, Floridians have perhaps gotten, had a little short memory because they haven't had a big one in over a decade. Now, I remember the get hit, but big one. When was, Nothing severe. When I was in the first grade, which was like, I remember, I, I remember there was a family that was displaced. There was a big one in Florida, and there was like a family displaced, and they ended up like moving to where we were, and they were they were like telling the sob story was it about their house. Right? That sounds really familiar. So probably yeah, yeah. yeah I, that was the last it, yeah. big one. In first grade, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, then move somewhere where there's no, uh, well, less natural disasters. Like, the one that gets me is the people every year, and this is every year. It's not even like hurricanes. It's the people every year who are just shocked that fires are moving quickly towards their home in a dry (laughs) land. And it's like, this happened last year. It happened the year before. It happened the year before that. And the year before that, it happened. And then before that, it's like, move somewhere a little more moist and save yourself the trouble. That's a well to so the Ford, to the we, flip. We've had a ton of disasters yeah. this year. Apparently, fires are going to be off the charts this year. So, so everybody knows uh, the West Coast had all this drought, yada yada. This year, they didn't have drought. This year, the West Coast has been pretty well rained on. A lot of the like long-term droughts have been solved and such. And what that means is there's tons and tons of fuel plants that grew this year more than normal. And uh, like, I, I did my SIV course, the people were talking out there, and they're like, look at this. Like, you know, there's thigh-high dry grass everywhere the eye can see. It's like, this isn't normal. These plants don't normally grow to thigh-high, but this year they did. So that, that's what I'm going on. Uh, in uh, in uh, Canada in 1998, um, remember that? Remember El Nino? Yeah. Like, it had come through, and where I live, Montreal, at Island, it's super, super moist. And, like, so the summer gets really, really, really humid, and the winter is just, like, it's, like, pierces to your bone. And uh, El Nino (laughs) came in, like, it it was, like, the coldest weather we've had in, like, God knows how long. And it was, like, the warmest wind coming through. So we had tons of snow and everything. And there was tons of rain, well, tons of snow that kept happening. It snows like crazy here, and it gets really, really cold. And then this hot wind came by and melted everything, and it instantly froze and kept snowing. So it built ice on top of ice on top of ice, and uh, 
trees fell into people's houses and like power lines went down and my entire like town was completely powerless for about six weeks like the whole city wow. had power for like six weeks all the power runs on like water and i guess with all the ice it was fucking it all up and everything like that and the power That's an oversight in canada <laughs> <laughs> shit we we got a generator today it just well, came in well that was it my buddy had like it was this was a time that the 64 just came out with wcw versus nwo that awesome wrestling game oh, like okay. first wrestling game on 64 and that came out and so this was all during school and the uh like he had a generator so we were just like chilling there was just like lots of snow lots of ice but we were good there he had like four families staying in his house he had like a big house and we just played so much fucking n64 the I whole have time a question for canadians so here's the deal i've always been impressed by how op automotive hvac systems are right i could wear winter clothes in the summertime and the car's air conditioning is so cool, you'll pull it off, right? It'll eventually get cold. And then in the winter, I could wear shorts and a t-shirt. Now, if you're from Canada and it gets to be like, I don't know, negative 20 Celsius or something, whatever it is, the crazy system you people use, can the H, can the heat, let, like, get, does it get warm? Do you get your car like hot when it's that cold out? When you uh, start your day, like when I started my day growing up, mm -hmm. I'd wake up and I'd put on a bathrobe and I'd put on my boots and I'd run out to my car and like honestly like sometimes literally the door is frozen or your handle is frozen yep. and uh, I'd get in and I'd turn the car on, turn on the defrosters, all of them and blast the heat and then I'd go inside and shower and change and like pack my bag and when I come back out the ice at least visually is melted and the windows are clear and I might have some brushing to do. And uh, yeah, it's like hot in there that you wear a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Like you I wear a t-shirt like crack, awesome. crack, crack a window or something. You small know? space. Yeah. I, um, and they, they have a lot of like, they have to overcome, right? They're not just maintaining. So that's why remote start is the way to go, man. Like, yes. like, well, like now. Yeah. But I just remember when I was younger, that just wasn't an option. for Yeah. Me. Yeah. It's just, that that's so nice to like because I've done that so many times. What you're describing, like like run out there in the in your underwear, often just, ah, 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 you just start the car and then sprint back. It's in. the like, worst. Damn it, was it's that even horrible. worth it? Have you guys yeah, tried just, air conditioned well, seats yet? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, I have I have those I, in my truck. I don't care for it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. It's, it's so if people don't know, probably most people do. They don't drive 15 year old cars, but. Um, they have seats now, like leather seats that are like air hockey tables, and they just blow sometimes car air in there and sometimes air conditioned air uh, at your shorts. And it's, I only had it in a rental and it was glorious. Yeah, they've had those since 2005. I remember. Uh, makes your butt feel yeah. wet. Yeah, we don't have yes, any it does. cars that makes new. it feel wet and cold, which is <laughs> why I don't like it. Feel wet. Really? Yeah, I like any. The seat has like these like uh, perforations, blasts makes... cold air. Mm hmm. Just give me a moist feeling. It doesn't make. Yeah, Woody's feel right like in the description of powdered, uh, powdered. Like it's not. No, I like. I know what you're talking about the the air hockey thing. Like the slight, like little perforations, of, of cold air, the perforations. I I know what Harley's saying. I think it feels more wet. Like I sat on a wet towel and then stood up and then sat back down again before my you know jeans dried or something. It's like oh well, damn. Honestly, it. that's just because you got wet ass from being out in the hot and all of a sudden the air has cooled the wet ass down and you're feeling it. Mm -hmm. And that's all that's going on there. Yeah, 
Yeah, it could the be. The AC is just like it's it's cooling down your sweat, your sweaty yeah, you, butt. Yeah, you got swamp ass. What does the AC dry that makes sense. your ass? That's what I want. I want like a cool air hair dryer on my rear end as I drive around. Nah, See? like like an air bidet. Like nah. That's <laughs> yes. Not you just want a bidet in your front seat. In it's your just car. one big jet of air just right <laughs> up your ass. Just a hair dryer down. That, that's I love getting in the car and you're like really sweaty duster. and and you funnel like the uh, the AC like up a sleeve or up your pants leg or something. Oh. Like especially up to like your shorts leg, Both and it's just like it just hits your balls and junk <sighs> and everything, and it's just the it's the greatest feeling ever. I, I wish that there were pants, like a whole track suit that you could like plug a thing into in your car. <laughs> just, <laughs> they make that for your bed. All right. They, yes. I, I wish. I saw it advertised on CNN. It's one of those products they like pitch toward like old retired couples for sure, like along with the recline the beds that are six thousand dollars and all that shit, and it's like. You have this air conditioner that hooks up to your bed or heater and it like inflates the the blanket and like ke- keeps like cold air blowing in there and you can get like a single uh, temperature one or you can like dual climate control that bitch like a car. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you want to stay warm up here, but your lower half's dying. No, 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 no for your cold. wife. So your wife yeah, can get like super cold. And, yeah. Yeah. Silly Merka puts it on sideways. Yeah. <laughs> My feet are fucking freezing. <laughs> I, I would want to know that thing is working for 10 years without starting a fire while people are sleeping before I can Right? Get to it. Mm, yeah. I hear I, you. I, like, I, I don't want to be the person that burns in my bed using that thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, they took it off the shelves. Yeah, you don't want to be the it, one who had to die for that. You don't want to well, be like, the best zero. The it's a unit that sits on the floor with ducting that connects to your bed. So yeah, you, it would burn. I guess it would start the fire under the bed for maximum efficiency. I take it I've all back. I jerry-rigged that <laughs> system up myself. Like, like, there's an air vent right next to my bed. And if I just, like, throw the blanket over there just right, it's like... Mm. It's so nice like it, when, when that cold air, like like the full blast of the vent. And it's, you know, it's super inefficient because I just kind of toss a blanket over it. But just just that alone on a hot summer's night is, is just real, real nice. Like, air conditioning is the greatest fucking thing. Make sure I remember going. like it might have been Sean Hannity or somebody who they, they were they were making this statement about capitalism or meritocracy or something like that. And they brought up like the guy who invented the air conditioner. And like, and like when he first invented it, like everybody was like, <sighs> Cooling the air? Who would buy such a stupid thing? And like, <laughs> he'd like, like raise the money himself and get investors and stuff because like no company would like like go with the idea. It was this, this whole thing? It's Can like, you like, imagine it's, how fucking sweaty and stinky all the people were making fun of his invention as they just fans. smelled like shit? Like no with one's ever old... gonna need that. Do they, we just carry one handkerchief and wipe ourselves? You know, it's disgusting. Oh, it's Captain Woody. Yeah, with the with those old school like metal fans just spinning so slow you can count the blades. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. That wasn't that long ago. That's what our grandparents were dealing with. Imagine what our grandchildren will deal with. My grandparents have complained to me about how hot it was shitting in the southern Missouri summer in <laughs> a wooden outhouse. And so they just sat in their wooden outhouse and would take a shit as a kid at night. And she, my grandma's always like, and I was always so scared to go out there at night because cause my dad said snakes live in that hole that you're pooping in. And I, I always believed him. It turns out he was joking, mostly. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one who's shocked that oral sex was even a thing in an era before air conditioning? Can you imagine how gross, mm. how gross oral sex was before the advent of air conditioning? It had to be, have been just like, just like mainly like a po- just post-bathe. 
You know, like when you're just oh you, yeah, that bit that that bug that bowl of water it, over there on the countertop. Yeah, let me let me freshen up over here in the bowl <laughs> of water. I wonder. Well, you know, I, I I'd say that the downside of it is uh my for me is a little bit more specific in that like uh you know sweaty blowjobs should be appreciated as their own category. And back then, all blowjobs were sweaty blowjobs, so there was no way to differentiate. You know. Like yeah. there was no way to be like, ooh, you're going in on it now. You're bad. <laughs> but like back, like back then, it was just like you're licking my ass. Oh my god, you are hardcore. Yeah, oh, at least I really now. appreciate least, you, but I don't now. want to kiss you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, can you imagine a rim job before fuck 1940? Like, <laughs> like that's horrible to imagine. That cost a whole silver dollar. Goddamn it! Like you had to pay up. That they was the one thing. Those, those, no uh, algorithms, no yeah. paper money. She was going <laughs> to bite that coin when you gave it to her if she's going to give you a rim job in 1909. Yeah, I bet that was expensive as shit to get with those prostitutes in Vietnam. Because you're just sweaty and horrible. Or actually, uh, they lived in know. Vietnam, so they didn't yeah. have AC. So they I just. Feel like, I'm I feel happy like you're not sweating curry out. Vietnamese Harley's children always work point. I feel like if you were trying to get uh, 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 an escort or a prostitute, to eat your butt like 80 years ago and he propositioned her, I feel like right away she's going to be like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the constable. <laughs> Artie Lang told to, like, they would, They'd burn you. Artie asked me to lick his fanny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> story. I, I was listening to him the other day and he was, he was talking about uh, like someone bought him three prostitutes when he was in Vegas, and he's like, "Yeah," and he's describing. He said one of the chicks was, was was heavy or something. He's like, and he's like not giving her any attention. So while he's fucking one of the hot ones, he's like, and she just dove right in there, tongue right up my ass, and I, and I was just thinking, like, dear God, that's Artie Lang's ass, <laughs> and and. And then he didn't mention going to like shower up before this happened. That's Artie Lang doing eight balls, fucking a prostitute ass that, that she's just diving right swampy heroin ass to Chiz's I, point. I don't understand why he would get three prostitutes at the same time. Like why not spread it out? Because if you spread it out like if like Kyle, you love steak. I bet you love crab and I bet you love uh you know salmon or fucking lamb chop or something like that. Yeah, but if I gave you a giant plate of all three of those at once, you'd be like, "This is almost kind of douchey." Of you. Well, uh, <laughs> have you ever been to a Brazilian wait, steakhouse? I, I'm not. Yeah, come on, keep it coming. Wait, yeah, I want some have, have you ever, have you ever done drugs? No, those are illegal. Yeah. Right, <laughs> me neither. But there, are, there's a certain, uh, there's certain ones that like. You, you. I understand you like uh, steak and lamb and 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 beef and whatever, and you like you know you could yeah. eat them separately. But there's certain drugs, I guess, I would imagine, under circumstances <laughs> that you could do, that you would be like, I want to fucking, I want three steaks on top of each other right now. Would this be a drug that gives you <laughs> And I'm monkeys? not even fucking hungry. Like, I'm not even hungry. I just want it here around me, near me. I just want it. I want to see it and know that I could have steak at any moment right now. Not only could I have steak, I could have too much steak. Just to know but it's I'm available. Not even, I'm not even going to eat it because I'm hungry. For those of us That's that don't really know our drugs, is this the kind of drug that would be legal in Colorado? No, of course not. Oh, it's a different <laughs> kind of drug. Uh, the old man. The old man drug. What is the old man? The Viagra drug. <clears throat> oh. Right? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Does that give you hunger? Like, you just, you just had the option. 
Yeah, we're it, not it would to get there with euphemisms. No, no, we're not. No. Just drop. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, cut this around for five minutes or something. Some, the kind of nose clams that make you want to party the night away. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh, delicious nose clams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good shit. Oh, you could see that? <laughs> no, they can't, but sometimes shit happens, and what happens in the chat gets on the screen, and then it's always <laughs> fucking like my... Like, if the call ends and I lose everyone's video, then the chat goes in the middle... And then, like, I'm the biggest dick in the world because the chat showed. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, so he's yeah. got like 50 bucks. That's hilarious. Paste ready. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was for people wa watching. What when someone writes something in the chat that's supposed to stay private, I write bump like 50 times, and then if it's shown, that's the only word you funny see. Funny, it's kind of funny that that bump is what you use to yeah to, <laughs> to, to, to hide cocaine. <laughs> um, oh, now yeah. all is lost. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but I, I totally see what you mean. Like, you just want the stakes there because you like knowing the option is there. Like, you just want to know you could if you wanted. Not necessarily yeah, it, it, you're going to gorge you know yourself like, you on will. it. You know, you will, and you're like, you know what? Like, I also want a fat steak over there on the side to lick my ass at 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially like... It, it's like uh, you would you would find yourself in this scenario where you, you just got to overdo it for the sake of overdoing it for no other reason other than like you can in that moment. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, why? Why the fuck did I have all those? <laughs> <steak?"> <laughs> came on the show and said cocaine was not as good as Adderall. Uh, what? Yeah. He what? Adderall is the same thing, but stronger. Who said that? Extra said that. Oh. But I, I think at the time he did Adderall on a professional level. He said so. a lot of things, though, right? Like, like, <laughs> that is know, true. I don't know why you're, you're you're taking his like drug advice and, and like, like put it up here when he also had all that. Up. I, and, and look, Sam, I love you, Sam. I, I hope you're doing real well. But you said some crazy shit that night. We all know it. <laughs> and and so, so, so I'm going to put the, you know, his opinions about cocaine versus Adderall or whatever right on the same regard as the brain science and the hundred millionaire well, stuff and all that. You know. So. Okay. Um, the uh, yeah, I don't know why I took like everything he said that it was silly and like oh well the cocaine Adderall thing that's fact file that <laughs> not, away. It's not the craziest thing. Like I can tell you one thing, like Vivance is like these 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 drugs like Adderall, Ritalin, Vivance. In your country, like I, I've seen how it works, like being there. It's funny because I'm Canadian, but I'm still like in your country. <laughs> but like in your country, like I, I see how it is, and like to get Vivance is a thing that you know I've seen, you know, friends of mine do by going and be like, yeah, I have a hard time concentrating. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I just get Vivance? Sure. Let me hook you up with forty-five milligram pill. Yeah, and is for a person that like I mean they could be 16 years old, you know, and their parents yeah, are telling them younger. to do it or whatever. But you get it, and you know the whole kickback system of that doctor gets paid off of the Vivance that he just prescribed you, is like it really in a way like a lot of your country's structure is built off of this like pills and like stuff like that. And in Canada, if you want Ritalin, the hoops you have to jump through to get it involve like you know paying like for a $300 psychological exam to prove that you need it yeah. because you know a kickback for prescribing it to you all they do is just maybe it's a potential problem if it's they shouldn't be prescribing it to you and like something like Vivance 
is I don't know if it's ter- uh, called like a class A or a class one, but when I was in LA, my girlfriend at the time had it. And I remember taking one and uh, when she was out of the house and I was there and I'm not this type of person at all, I cleaned the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I, I got you clean it well. And I, I told, I told my friend about it and I never touched it again. And I told my friend about it and he was like, that's like, if you Google, like what smoking meth will make you do a lot of people, the first time they smoke meth, they'll clean their house. It's like, it makes you super overproductive in a way. And the, the dosage that they give out in the States and I've seen kids have, or, you know, like that girl I was dating had like 60 milligram pills, which are like, you know, first of all, you could sell them for a ton on the street. They're like crazy expensive. They're super, super, super powerful. So like when you compare it to uh, cocaine, it's like, yeah, to an extent you're dealing with like 60 milligrams of Vyvanse versus, I don't know, whatever a person would get in for a night of cocaine. I doubt it's in milligrams. You know what I mean? So you, it takes more to get that, but it's a different balance. Actually, what the real comparison comes down to is comparing Adderall and Ritalin with mushrooms and LSD because the psilocybin in those are similar in, re, in, in, in what the effects could be for from Adderall or Ritalin. Like, remember back in the day you would hear rumors like, oh, acid used to be like the government tested acid to make super soldiers. Yeah. Really what they were doing was they were looking at like psilocybin as a means of basically what Adderall ended up being, what 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 Vyvanse ended up being. It was going to be one of those types of drugs. So they weren't really going to be super soldiers. They were just going to be awake and focused and yeah. peppy, kind of like how you are when you take With Adderall or Vyvanse. In the, it's, it's funny you mentioned it. In, in the Air Force like crash kits, like like if you crash your Air Force plane, and, and there, are, there are amphetamine pills in that kit. So like I watch these YouTube channels that unbox like old MREs and one of the things sometimes they unbox is those crash kits and he's like look at this the amphetamine pills are still in here usually that's, people break into these and take them and that's it's so like crazy cuz like that that was just focus factor and that's why like the the thing is though is with psilocybin is like people microdose these days it's like a a, a trendy thing that's going on amongst like you know young entrepreneurs want to broaden their blah blah whatever they microdose mushrooms or lsd and it acts like a like a vivance or an adderall and if you find out what your threshold is and you never pass it you find yourself in this position where you know you're more engaging with people you communicate better with those around you you're more active in communication so you're just always a little high well yeah and even they uh they this one guy was on uh Joe Rogan saying that he does it when he kickboxes, he microdoses, which I would always be like taking LSD before a kickboxing match is a good way to get your ass beat up. <laughs> um, and what he was saying, sorry, Muay Thai. Are we fighting, man? I beat those other three blue men up, but the, the, the white guy kicked my ass. <laughs> like, He's all these like 60 feet tall. He's like <laughs> they, uh, yeah, the, uh, he, he had said that he does it while, uh, for fights and he can see moves before they happen and now that sounds like okay that's bullshit right but when joe rogan brought it up with this like specialist it seems like at least a specialist in drugs <laughs> what he was saying is that like <clears throat> the things we care about and it's kind of true like the things we care about are all here in the foreground like you know like i'm looking at my computer and i'm looking at like the faces on there whatever you know but when you do these psychedelic drugs the background of life comes forward 
to the forefront. So you'll that's how you find yourself being like, whoa, like trees are crazy, man. <laughs> and they're everywhere. Like it's because you 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 take things for granted because it's every day. It's like, yeah, the fucking trees. But you do a drug and you're like, bro, I don't think you get it. Like they pop up and they'll be here when we're gone. And like that's the background coming to the foreground. And you add in if you don't do too much, if you if you if you pass your threshold, you add the psychedelic aspect. But if you never get there, you don't get the the you know funky trippy purple elephant aspect. You just get the background to the foreground thing. And if you look at people communicating with people, people have micro expressions, and micro expressions also happen in micro body language. And if you're in a fight and you're normally going through you know strategy, fighting strategy, whatever, if maybe that just becomes your your instinct. And instead, the background, like twitches on a shoulder muscle or a twitch on a tricep, is now something that you could see better or you're paying attention to better. Then you could telegraph, you you could predict where someone's going to punch because we do telegraph. We we telegraph before we 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 make a move. Even you ever see like two cats and they look at each other and no one's moving and like it could be ten seconds and then like in an instant they both move at the exact same time and we barely <laughs> see it. But there's there's movement there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't know. Don't do drugs. I'm just yeah, saying. I've got a I've got a prescription for <laughs> for Adderall, and right on the right on the bottle of Adderall because it's like the generic kind. It says amphetamine salts. You know, they're they're not even trying to hide it behind some kind of a brand. I guess when you when you go generic. And as far as getting it, it was just like, uh, hey doctor, um, I would like some Adderall. And he's like, oh, how many milligrams? Would you like time released or 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 you know the the regular stuff? And I was like, oh, no time released. Uh, and eh, 10 milligrams. Cause I, you know, I can break them in half if I, if I don't have much to do it just no, 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 no sweat at all. I can't in imagine universe, though, I wanting to do those for fun. It's only ever stressed me out. It helps you study. And that's the only time I've tried Adderall and it really does fucking excellent at it, but it always lasts. Maybe it's cause my tolerance was non-existent, but it lasted so much longer than I needed to study. Uh, I don't know if it's called crown molding, if it's on the floor or if it's just the crown molding that's on the ceiling. But I had never deep cleaned the crown molding anywhere until I had finished studying. I was on Adderall and you're just sitting there fucking tapping and just being like, well, my, my stove's spotless. All my dishes are brand new looking. You know, there's not a speck of dust anywhere. Oh, my God. You know, a hair. For, like, and you have to just go. I don't know. It, and what, once again, use it recreationally, it sounds horrible. And in my area, it's hard to get Adderall. Like it, I have filled out questionnaires sent to like friends and family and stuff like that. Um, you know, the psychological evaluations like Harley was talking about. You can't just ask for it in amongst like the, the doctors in my world. It depends and I feel like on the doctor. Also, have you yeah. ever told, but, but you tell them why you need it. And you like, look, I have, I've always had ADD. Um, I couldn't, con- I, I could never concentrate, but I've taken Adderall before and that helps me. It's tax season's coming up. Could you prescribe me some? I could tell you totally about your prescription. If you went and you were like, I want it. Really? If you went and you were like, I want it. Trust me, I need it. And you weren't like, oh, for uh, my my kid and I'm not sure. Do I need it? Am I like, if you're genuinely going down that path, yeah. But if if you want and you went in there and you went to like, I'm sure most doctors, you were like, I listen to me. Hook it up. All right. No clowning around. Let's go. You got it. Like Maybe you will get right. It. What happened? Here's where that's it the approach me. you want to take. With I doctors. was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I had a physical, and there was, it wasn't like a terrible physical or anything, but I need to lose weight. This is before I lost the 23 pounds I had lost, and 
in, in that context, I was like, yeah, you know, like I can't concentrate too. Like I could really use some Adderall. And I think she saw right through me like, aha, you're using Adderall as a weight loss drug. Well, it is effective. Fuck off. And that's, I think that's how I, uh, it went down. The bad thing I've seen with Adderall, and obviously this isn't, you know, a study or anything, but I've noticed with friends who were on Ritalin and then moved to Adderall and then moved to, you know, Concerta or Vivans or whatever. I don't know the difference between them all, but it's almost like it psychs people out because I'm at an age, I'm 26, where uh, people I went to school with were like seven years old when they were getting like given these pills for the first time. And That's so by the time, part. yeah, by the time we're all 18, I never took it, obviously. Like by the time we're 18, you know, or in college or whatever, so fucking many of these people cannot study unless they have drugs. And it's either totally, you know, it's either true or it's psychological or, or a combination of both. But there were so many times where I'd be at the library with people and I'm just studying. They're like, oh, I can't even do anything until I get my next prescription filled, but I can't do it because I, I ran out early. And it's like, no, you can do it. You can do it. You're just so used to being on steroids that now having to play the game fair and actually read shit that is boring and forcing yourself to internalize it, you're totally ill-prepared. You're not ready for it. Are you going to take this before every day at work for the rest of your life as you're sitting there looking at Excel trying to do something and you go, yeah. this is boring. This isn't grabbing me. No shit. You should have been preparing for this. Like You should yeah. know how to get boring tasks done. Yeah, but that's 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 what they'll do. Is they, uh, Yeah, they will do that every day before work. I wish All I right. knew the answer to this. I can I keep going, Kyle? I guess. I, I, like, <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I find this. Well, I think you want to do an ad or something. But uh, um, the this like ability to concentrate where you say, hey, you know what? Just override this cloudy, distracting, you know, see something shiny impulse you have with discipline and you'll be fine. It, it, in my head, it somehow there's a correlation to like just tell a depressed person, be happy. You know, hey, you know what? You, you can't get off the couch. Yeah. Nothing motivates you or excites you or interests you. Go outside and start doing fun things and you'll find a reason to live again. Hey, you can't get off the couch. Sleep schedule's fucked and, you know, nothing happy. Have no friends. Mm -hmm. Go find a purpose in you're, life. You're right. You'll feel better. You're right. You're right. But, like, I mean, in, in, in the small understanding that I would have of depression, my experience with people that I know who suffer from it are never like, oh, like, honestly, I'll be happy. Just let me get my drugs and I'll be good. They actually don't like the drug either. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the reverse where like what he's saying and like we're talking about discipline and willpower is it's like, I'm not going to start until I get my drug. And that right there is a fail off the bat because like, I've noticed that, like, you know, I saw this whole thing. It was, like, this military dude, and he was, like, we think we spoke about it. He was, like, uh, make your bed. Make your bed. Wake up. Make your bed. And, do the first thing you do when you wake up is make your bed because you'll have accomplished something, and it's that. easy. And the ball will start rolling. You'll accomplish more things. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel like if right off the bat you're, like, ah, oh, not until I get my drug. It's, like, even when you get your drug, then it'll be, like, I got to touch – I got to change my, my, my Instagram display pick actually and now you're doing yeah. that and you're like i should facetune this and you're like <laughs> doing that and then you're like i should also you know what like i should clear up my desktop and it's like bro you have schoolwork to do and now you got your drug and you're just concentrating on nonsense yeah and to woody's point of like the or i guess just put that too that not everything is willpower that's true but i i see a huge difference in antidepressants and <clears throat> add medicine 
just yeah. from personal experience seeing people who take them. Uh, Woody's right. A lot of people who take antidepressants hate it because they hate the way it makes them feel. They feel empty. They're like, it's not that my emotions are worse now. It's that they feel non-existent in a way. Like, I just feel numb. But I, I bet I've met less than a dozen people in my entire life who genuinely needed ADD medication. And those people who I did know, I could tell when they were in class and not on their medica medication and they ran out because they genuinely could not focus. They, they were so scatterbrained, like in the middle of answers, they would forget what they were talking about and, and or be onto something else, like so stream of consciousness. But the overwhelming majority, I think, were parents who were like, hey, my nine-year-old son is behaving like a nine-year-old boy. And they're like, well, this isn't a job for parenting. This is a job for drugs. Uh, we'll calm them down for you. And so it's like, First then of all, you're creating a dependency. <laughs> yeah, you, you so, Yeah, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, say I don't know. Like, choose wrote, not everything is discipline. Of course he's right. You know, all of these things are brain chemistry. And, and even discipline is brain chemistry. I, I find it very yeah. confusing. You know, I, I'm starting to become a little more like mental health is health. You know, it's okay to, it's important. You can prioritize it. You don't just say you're a douche for having a mental health issue because oh, of course not yeah right. it's 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 real health yeah yeah and, and and even i think like add is mental health it, it's not the kind you usually think of mental yeah. health as being depression but you know there's all kinds of mental health and, it's just so uh, over prescribed i i probably i agree actually i agree and uh and, and i like the way you call it steroids <laughs> steroids for schoolwork i, I love that mm -hmm. i just um I don't know. It, it, I have a hard time drawing the boundaries of like when it's good, when it's not good, what's okay. Steroids for a lot of things. All those pro gamers are on it. If Cormier and John Jones that. had a Sudoku off and it turned out John Jones was on Adderall, and he would that be. would be just as unfair as <laughs> steroids in the fight. Fuck John Jones. Let me tell you about Bombfell. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. When you sign up, you pay zero dollars because there are no fees to work with them. You only pay for the clothes you keep. Bombfell is the only service that can make that claim. They're fully personalized, so every piece has been handpicked for you by your own stylist. Your stylist will email you their selections, uh, after which you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You're in total control of Bombfell. It's the most simple, straightforward service around. They're on your side, and they don't make any money if you don't find some that you want to keep. Bombfell is completely flexible. You can receive clothes uh, once a month, two months, or three months. You can pause or cancel at any time. The service is actually that straightforward and easy. You sign up, provide them with your measurements, your style preferences, and your budget limitations, and then you set up your order. Uh, you get a preview email from your stylist, and then you start receiving uh, clothing. It's really that simple. We negotiated with Bombfell, and get this, you're getting $25 off for our listeners here. So for $25 off your first purchase, Visit bombfell.com slash PKA. That's B O M B bomb F E L L fell.com. Bombfell, open and close. Oh, how clever opening. Right? Close. You like oh, that? I yeah. see what they yeah. did there. <laughs> I, uh, I got some I got some nice stuff from Bombfell. I got uh, like like basically a whole outfit, I guess. I got uh, jeans and a, a button up shirt and uh, a t shirt. And uh, I really like it. Everything is, is, I don't know, you touch it and you can tell it's, it's nice. The jeans are that stretchy material that's like 100% cotton and it's, they feel really nice. And the, I like the button up. It, it looks pretty smart. For so I'm happy while, with them. I used to get all the PKA uh, swag. Swag. Yeah, it would just like they roll in. But I swear, I don't know what it is, but it was like 
Like back in the day, they'd be like, "All right, we got a new sponsor." They make snap bracelets. We sent yeah. one to Woody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, now Kyle gets all the swag, and it's like clothes that I that you want. And like I don't. It's like cool shit all the time. I'm like, man. When's it gonna be Taylor's turn to get jeans in the mail? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the time Taylor gets it, Chevy's gonna be our sponsor. Yeah, Kyle will be like, all I got was clothes. <laughs> I love my new Ford Focus. You know, like whatever the hell it is. Woody got enough uh, 100% food to survive a hurricane. Okay, all right. Let's not discount that and yeah. all of that oh. wine he got. And we know how much Woody loves wine. Okay? <laughs> okay, so so I don't want to hear it. All right, all right. Kyle, when you're right, you're right. Okay, <laughs> I, I should have fucking paved one of my driveways with that natural food bullshit. Ah, oh, shit, there's a hole in the asphalt. Let me get a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, the flax seeds. Just, yeah, you're hardening right up. Yeah, oh, yeah. They never work with us even oh, once. I, I, I underestimated how many birds this would attract. <laughs> <laughs> You could put it around your enemies' cars. <laughs> you could. Oh, what a, no, oh, feed it to that dog that keeps running in your yard. That'll be the end of him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll clog him up. Yeah. That would have been great. You're, I'm uh, so sorry, ma'am. Your dog appears to be hardening yeah. from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like calcifying? I'm afraid so. Here's <laughs> a lot of calcium Spackle. Yeah. <laughs> I have Did a topic. Break into a Home Depot? I don't know if oh, you yeah, guys want to do it. I, so, so here's the topic. I'll just pitch it. One of my frustrations with the left wing groups is that they never have any organization or like even goals, really. So you look at like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Occupy Wall Street. I never see some like violent 19 year old boy wearing a mask and a helmet and, and carrying a club saying we really need to raise capital gains taxes to equal that of ordinary income and dividends yeah. and double taxation. Like that never happens. It never happens. They're just I've never like, seen that either. Yeah, they're just like, fuck the man. I hate you. I'm going to hit your storefront with a bat. Um, but Black Lives Matter came out and gave their list of 10 demands. Do you want to um, see them? They have a list I, of yes. demands? They do. Yes. It's called white people. Here are 10... Here are ten. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Okay. What's that? This is a very short article. Yeah, and I I just scrolled down. The first comment is: Is this satire? (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, read one off, or I could read. I'm actually. I'll I'll read with you. All right, number one: White people. If you don't have any descendants, will your property back to a black or brown family, preferably one that lives in generational poverty? Well, Why? So then all your wealth can become gone? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that doesn't make sense. Uh, number two, white people, if you're inheriting property you intend to sell upon acceptance, give it to a black or brown family. I like how they're including br- brown in here, too. Very, you know, intersectional. Uh, you're bound to no make yellow. that money in some other white privileged way. That, did you hear that? You're bound to make that money in some other white privileged way. Ah, nice. So you don't need your inheritance. You've got one. No, you're going you're gonna to go use a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, if you are if you are a developer or realty owner of multifamily housing, build a sustainable complex in a black or brown blighted neighborhood and let black or and brown people live in it for free. Ooh, cool. Sounds sustainable. Sounds like a good investment. That's how you get people on your side. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, a sustainable complex that you let people live in for free? Okay. It doesn't mean anything. It 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 means give me. It, it means I I needed to come up with ten things and I got the seven. And I'm like this doesn't make any sense. Uh, 
Number four, white people, if you can afford to downsize, give up the home you own to a black or brown family, preferably a family from generational poverty. So far, this is like the definition of the bigotry of low expectations, where it's like, hey, uh, I understand how non-white people work, and you have to give them a bunch of stuff. Otherwise, you know, they're just going to be in generational poverty. It's like, don't you realize you're being pretty fucking racist here? By acting like that's the only. I think this I person know. is black and therefore exempt from being racist. Look at the look at the English. Like like, are you seeing some of these? Like, like you want to start on five, Kyle. White people. If any of you people, you if any of the people you intend to leave your property to are racist assholes, change <laughs> the will and will your property to a black or brown family. That's a commonality in all of these. It's all about <laughs> giving what, give your shit to a black or brown family, but not a yellow one, even though. Because because they're no longer an impoverished minority. Not a Jewish person either, because they're doing fine. They don't count. Only black or brown. Preferably a family with generational property poverty. I, I like the this one. I'm trying to find the language that was ridiculous in one of them. Yeah, here we go. Back. In, this is. I won't skip. Go ahead. White people, like. rebudget your monthly so that you can donate funds or for land purchasing. Rebudget your monthly. So I, this to, <laughs> like what are you a church? Yeah. <laughs> they, they want tithing and just donate Give your funds. Give eight percent of your income to black or brown. You know what? If I could talk to this girl, I'd love to just be like, uh, you know, I was planning on giving my house to to a black or brown person, but honestly, could you tell me who deserves it more, black or brown people? Mm. And make and put her on that spot and make her be like, well, it depends on poverty. It's like, well, but you know, intersectionality is something that's very important to me, and so I want to ensure that I'm giving it to the most victimized. So who wins that fight? It's like. <laughs> White Black people, especially those white women, because this is y'all specialty, nosy gentling, Jenny and meddling Kathy, get a racist <laughs> fired. Y'all know what the fuck they be saying. They are complicit when you ignore them. Get your boss fired because they racist too. Now, Woody, I want to I wanna jump in there. It sounded like Woody said, y'all know what the fuck they be saying, because that's what you would imagine them to say. It's y'all. As in, like, Y-A-W, like when Randy Marsh is describing how to measure a penis, like, the yaw, yaw. the yaw of the shaft. Like, that is the word. Why? This, this is this is satire. This has to be satire. Well, I, I was going to say that, actually, like, uh, it... Uh, These are strong ideas. It, it, it's not even that. Like, it, it actually, like, it, it's so funny. The last time I was on, I got, like, a couple tweets. Someone said that her, I was very SJW or surprisingly SJW, mm. which I was like, how the fuck did that happen? But, like, uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that I am. I, I think that I, I could look at things from every perspective. And if I, uh, like, spoke freely, bluntly, if I thought of myself as, you know, I don't know any of you. And I'm only looking at this. What it is is three guys that I understand were, you know, Trump supporters, all white. Two Trump supporters. Okay, but you're all you're all white guys. And someone put up an article. Uh, what? How? How much of this is satire? It has to be some it aspect has to be of, satire. of it, joking. It's all satire. Yeah, but, it's got to be all satire. This what what happens? What happens? I notice these days is, is I've seen a lot of this. And I think what it comes down to is the fundamental belief right off the bat is you guys, I will assume, believe that you could be racist to white people. And I will assume that she believes you cannot be racist to white people. Correct. So yeah. Yeah. They would probably be racist against anybody. Article written, 
you guys are both going completely opposite directions. It like it like proves if you were on that side where where they go with it, it proves as a litmus test to who is racist deep down. Because if you look at this and you're like, what the fuck? You give up your thing. And I'm not saying that means you're racist. I'm just saying to those people that comes off racist. Because if an article, a silly one, goes out and you defend yourself at all, it's like in a racist if you do, racist if you don't type scenario. Yeah, there's right no winning. It's and not like, satire. Well, there's. I just mean there's it's some aspect of humor. Satire. I looked it up <sighs> on Snopes. I forgot while I was doing it that everyone was looking at my screen. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, is it sad? Like, oh my God, did I fuck up? You well, know, like, it, it did does I fall say, for fake news? No, no. Let's it's, look at other it's, articles it, it and says see. In, that, in that southern black grandma voice, so it's got like there's like an editorial decision here, like a creative liberty that there's humor <coughs> used. There's a level of, I, I, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised these days. Who knows? I'm not going to assume anything. All I'm saying is that, you know, it's, it's, it's written there. It is what it is. It's like what I would say is um, like uh, it, it's, it's, it's touchy. Listen, I'm Jewish, but I have to. I have to recognize the fact that I, I benefit. I recognize that I benefit from white privilege. Privilege. I, I really want to address the satire thing, though. It, it, at first, I was like, all right. In my head, I'm like, this Black Lives Matter doesn't have a singular leader. Like, there's no elected official president of BLM. Uh, Kyle will, will go right to you. But um, apparently this person, like, wh she wrote this. I, and then, like, it came. She put it on her Facebook, if I'm, if I'm skimming this correctly. And she was organizing a rally in Boston that turned out to be thousands of people strong. So to say that she's not one of the many leaders in Black Lives Matter would be wrong. Like if yeah, she organized a, a thousand person strong, okay. multiple thousands, this is, thousands this is of people. And, 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 and uh, just, well, 10 seconds. And, uh, um, and she really did write this and she really did want this and it is what it is. Yeah, this is Chanel Helm, the co-founder and core organizer of Black Lives Matter Louisville. Uh, she listed her PayPal here if you want to get right to uh, the reparations. And a couple Jesus hashtags Christ. here. Hashtag run us our land. Hashtag reparations. Hashtag you gonna learn today. Hashtag run us our money. Dude, this is like, uh, I think it's called Poe's Law. Like in one of those internet laws where it's like things get so ridiculous that yeah. satire and genuine content is indistinguishable. You know what I mean? Like, because there are times where you'll go to a site and you'll be like, this has to be a joke. And then you read more and you're like, oh my God. Like this person really thinks the, the world is flat. This is a real website devoted to people who think the world is flat. Like this isn't a joke. Like, I don't know. That's what this feels like. Because I'm sure you've been, I think we went to that website on the show actually oh, yeah. and looked at it. But that's kind of what I'm getting from here. It's like it's so ridiculous that the brain is like misfiring, trying to explain it away as satire. But maybe I don't know. Maybe parts of it aren't. But it's some sickening. of this it's just yeah, it's just written in a way that's clearly seems like it'd be satire. Well, from from my perspective, it looks like like everything I I, I see these days. I mean, I'm pretty I'm, I'm I have a broad circle of friends and the people on my Facebook are definitely like a wide variety from the amount of time I lived in LA and I lived in Canada and the people that I grew up with and all that. And, uh, you know, people from around the world, it's like, not like my Facebook is an echo chamber and I never left town. There's lots of voices there. And like, what I see lately is this like 
Okay, if we have a second, we got our. On Dennis Rodman's second trip. Oh, I thought that, that was me. It was an autoplay. <laughs> Let's so say we have our spectrum time we have, too. We have our we have our Nazis over here, and our Nazis are all the way on one end. Will the people that are on this end, that you know, fancy themselves opposite from Nazis, let's just say, uh, or you know, people that are Jeez. super duper duper not racist, uh, it's like there's a conflict because it's like all humans are the same. We're all equal. We should all be equal. And at the same time, it's like don't forget what white people have done and we are still benefiting or white people are benefiting from a white society like men and women you know uh can 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 do the same thing but let's also remember that you know men there is still a pay gap you know like it's like like everyone is a pay gap there's not a pay gap yeah, yeah no such thing. right, right. It's no, but it's a, it's a discussion. It's I know there's the the time factor related to it, but I'm just saying the fact that it's a discussion. It's like there's like basically what I'm saying. It's like everyone is equal. Everyone is 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 on a level, but also the conflict is people that could agree fundamentally have this debate where it's like no, not everyone is weak equal. White people have it better, and like that white people have it better thing is so volatile. It starts like a racism thing. Like it, it makes not racist people start to say racist things, even unintentionally, because like it's when you when you sector people and you put us all in burrows, it, it's you can't like it's hard to move past. But Isn't then that it, what at, saying white privilege is that's in, kind of putting people we, in burrows. Yeah, we can't we can't be, though, unfortunately, we can't be four white dudes in 2017 being like, let's move past it. It's like technically it's not our call. I'm saying our call. I'm Jewish, but like I get to wear a white man costume every day. It's literally not our call to be like, let's move past it now. Dude, but yeah, you just said that everyone's equal and then said that some opinions should be taken more seriously than others contingent on race or gender. I don't think that's that's I don't think that's still like that doesn't fully mesh up. Taylor's well, a powerful what I'm saying debater. Is, no, that's that's the debate. That's where there there is a debate that lies or a conflict that lies. But what, what I mean, like, uh, what, what I would say is, can you be racist to white people? Yes, 100%. But the one thing you have to remember definitely is you cannot oppress the oppressor. And, like, to this day, white people No, no, wait, but, but that kind of language is, just when you said oppressed and oppressor, that is putting people in burrows and segmenting people by race and gender. Like, that's why the whole thing of white privilege isn't that compelling to a lot of people, is because they go, hey— I know really fucking dirt poor white people out there who are not benefiting from the fact that their dad was a plumber and they're, you know, now they work yeah, at the but that's DMV. Not, that's not what it is. That's what well, white privilege isn't saying that, like, you automatically get the privilege. It's saying that your no, dad, you had a hard time because your dad was, uh, you know, not a busy plumber. Imagine he was black. It would be way worse. The thing that young people say oftentimes is that you don't recognize you have a privilege if you have that privilege, right? And when I first heard it, I was like, well, that's horseshit. You know if there's a privilege or not, a smile and a wink. If some guy tells me the price is lower because I'm the same race, then I knew that's a privilege. Never happened, by the way. But then I thought of another privilege that I'm envious of, and it's young women, particularly young pretty women. I feel like opportunities are thrown at them all the time or help is tossed at them 
No, all you're the not time. thinking. You know, just thinking. imagine you're trying to learn a pogo stick, right? And there's three dudes there and a girl. Those three dudes will circle the girl and try and help her in a way that they wouldn't do for anyone else on this call. But and, that, and, and, but and, and that so, also sounds terrible. No, if you're asking for help to get more help, that's not Make good. it not a pogo stick. Make it, you know, like, hey, I'm a girl and I'm interested in engineering. Oh my gosh, you special snowflake, you, you, you wonderful flower, you are a prize that everyone is going to be helping. You know, everyone wants to be in your study group. Everyone is throwing opportunities at you. There are scholarships for you that don't exist for a guy trying you've to be never, engineering. You've never, you've never found yourself in a situation where you've been like, I want to do this. And someone's like, oh, man, you do. That's so amazing. I want to help you. I want to help you. And you're like, this is so great. I get everything. Suck this dick. What? I don't want to. Be, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not helping right. you if you don't want to help me. I, it's I mean, that, that, that's a little like, bit hyperbolic and silly. Like, to say, like, oh, sexual favors. Let's yeah, be real now, here. It, Let's be real if here. there's two yeah. people if, struggling with their groceries in the parking lot, I'm not looking for a blowjob, but I know I'm going to go help that lady. Yeah. Every time, Granted. I'm never helping Taylor. Taylor can Granted. have both arms with but, bags lined but, up. Thick. That's, <laughs> that's different. That's different. I think it would be foolish of us to say, like, uh, you know, like, oh, it, it's so easy. Like, if we just, if we micro this scenario to something, we could all probably better get a, get a better grasp on. Look at how easy it is to be like, man, I wish I was a girl with uh, big, sexy titties. I would kill it on Twitch more than I do now. Yeah. You might get more viewers, but you're going to get so many more terrible messages. You're going to get every person questioning your integrity. Even if you did work all the way to the top on your own on hard work, you'll still have idiots like me on a podcast being like, well, she probably sucked yeah, today. But then but you know like, what, what, you'll, like, what you'll get on there, the exact opposite cost. side is people would go, oh, you only succeeded because you're a white guy. So like this whole thing of we're all equal and we're all the same and which, you know, we all do need to be treated the same. I, I want to state, that's, I that's state those, those points I brought up at the beginning were not okay. my points. I was speaking for what I've noticed is two conversations on one end of a spectrum where one is saying exactly what I had said that, you know, it's it's putting people in burrows. And then also trying yeah. to put a level I'm, playing field. I'm not trying to put any words in your mouth. I'm just trying to respond to it because I'm probably not yeah, I fully. Just, I, fully it was yeah. for the audience, not for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, sure I, they'll I, understand. I'm that not once. fully internalizing it, but like the thing is with like the white privilege thing, is you can't start the conversation saying, "All right, we're all equal. We all need to be treated the same. We're all you know equal under the law," and then say, "But white people, you are born with an original sin." A sin that no matter if you come from the poorest of poor Appalachian whites or the richest of rich Beverly Hills whites, you bear that sin. And so in a way, everybody's a blank slate. Everybody's got that, you know, carte blanche. But no, like or tabula rasa, if that's what but, it was like, but th that's not in, in the America. Same thing. It's like it's it's putting an right, identity in, in, on an entire group and attempting to garner things based on nothing more than skin color. And if you believe that. You can't really then go say everybody needs to be treated on an individual basis equally, you know? And, and Harley, well, you if we go, people. you have to understand, treat everyone on a level playing, like treat everyone as like, this is me. This is my opinion. We're all equal. We are a hundred percent. But I've come into a world where the playing field is not equal. So I'm not saying, I, I believe you can be racist to a white person, but at the same time, like, if, you know, uh, like I understand how if someone's going to say like, and, and I understand this now, uh, a, a white person wearing dreads is benefiting from white supremacy or from a white society. I'm not saying I agree fully with that angle. I see where that angle comes from. It's, I don't at all. 
No. It's well, it's it's a it's for me. I had read this article where this dude wore dreads, this white dude, and this mm-hmm. black girl slapped him around a bunch and got really mad, telling him he was racist. I saw that video, and I saw that, and I was like, "That is fucking dumb." Not only is it dumb, she's racist. She's yeah. telling someone she can't do anything because of their color. What I learned growing up is that's the definition of racism. <laughs> so I wanted to understand. Why would this happen? You know, I'll be honest. When I about 20, 15 years ago on Halloween, I dressed up as Shaquille O'Neal and I uh, I went full brown makeup head to toe and I had never heard the term blackface. And I guess a lot of people at the Halloween party didn't hear the term because I won best costume and it was celebrated. And Must I got have been good and tasteful. Yeah. And, and, and years <laughs> later, when I looked back on it, I was like, that's a terrible thing. And I know that now. I got kind of educated because at one point there was this college party and the people, Why they did blackface. No, it, it, it wasn't terrible. There's nothing wrong you, with if, it because you, your if, intent was, it's about your intent. If you went in and you were accentuating racist themes, if right. your costume was a poor black person, if it was exaggerating African features in some way to make light and fun of them, mm-hmm. that's right. racist. But you, but you went as one of the most successful, famous celebrated black men of all time and you chose to put to, to be him on your fantasy night. now i i you're I agree. celebrating the greatness I, I of a black man i agree with what you're saying totally except true. the thing is i agree with what you're saying because never in any billion lifetimes that i would have would i ever be affected by someone doing that but ultimately fundamentally of course not i'm not black like so if we there were a black person, like well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying we could sit here and debate if it's racist, if it's not racist. And I see what you're saying. I agree with you. I mean, someone can come to a party dressed like a rabbi and, and, and I won't be bothered. You know, it's different if they come and dressed as a rabbi with pennies and they're like, give me, give me money. Then I'm like, that's a little too much there, buddy. But, but like, if you come as the bear Jew from a glorious bastards, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. If I don't <laughs> no, there if, isn't. if this Halloween, I wear a Harley costume. I think you're gonna be like, that's pretty fucking funny, you know. He spent twelve weeks growing in that beard, and 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 what he did with the blue like, hair and was really but like, I, but like Harley, Harley, <laughs> Harley doesn't have a history of 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 you know slavery. So what you're saying is black it, people it all are goes too weak back. to be dressed up as in, for, as a Halloween costume. They can't take it like you can. That well, is it, what. I'm saying it's like it's kind of almost a paternalistic attitude to have of like, you know, if it, if they came dressed up as a Jew, I can handle it. It's not going to affect me. But who knows how those black people might feel if I and once again, to Kyle's point, if you went dressed as a, like a minstrel show from the 19, you know, oh seven or something. And it was like genuinely racist, like you put the lips on and you tried to be offensive. That's that's racist. That's fucked up. But you went there as Shaquille O'Neal because you're like, man, who do I really admire? Who do I want to be? Man, Shaq, I fucking love Shaq. I'm going to be like Shaq. No, I, I, and- so I get that. But the problem with what we're doing, and I, and I don't want to get caught in this part because we have to be honest and accept the fact that we're an echo chamber. We're four white guys being like, it's not racist to no, put brown no, no, makeup no, hold on. on. That's a little racist right there, saying that we're an echo chamber because we're four white guys. Do we all agree because of the color of our skin? Clearly not, because we're, well, we're no, having a good but, discussion. But we, we can't. We <laughs> yeah, can't. Yes. <laughs> I, the, last thing, the last thing I would want to do and, the last, and what I see a lot of Constantly. things that happen is I wouldn't want to go and, uh, you know, speak 
for you know uh, uh, the extent of what makes a blackface a blackface. All I'm saying is my point was just straight up that it I did blackface, whether it was a racist version of it or whether it was just a little bit of brown body paint, it was something I would never do again. And I wouldn't do it again because even though we're not offended and I'm not offended and no one here is offended, if one person out there is offended, then all I'm going to say is, you know what, I don't need to dress up as Shaq that badly. I will decide if I really want to do something and it's worth it to me, then I'll choose to do it or not. But if I know it bothers someone, then I'm not going to do it. And now I, I would say that it's it's very similar to if someone stubs their toe and we've all stubbed our toe. Someone stubs mm-hmm. their toe and they're like, ah, fuck, oh my God, it sucks. And I'm like, let me see, let me see. And I look at the toe and I'm like, oh, there's nothing. Stop being a bitch. Like, Deep down, there's a pain there. I don't see it, so I can't relate. So I'm like, you're being a bitch. Shut up. But, but what is that pain? Or it seems like we go back to slavery is, over and it's, over. It's so but, but look, if, if just if if the African slave trade is what gives black people carte blanche to to be offended and to set these rules and stuff, what about the Barbary slave trade where there were millions of white Christians enslaved That's in Northern Africa? Because because do so I not get is, any carte blanche? Is, Can't, well, like, this is from I, that. I brought up the Shaq thing. Those are my thing. ancestors. I brought up the Shaq thing. Lucky for you, I have a hood pass. I brought up the Shaq <laughs> thing to get to the to the white dread thing because it, it goes right in line with what you're saying, where it's like, well, if we can't wear dreads because black people say we can't, then black people can't wear T-shirts because white man invented a T-shirt. And let's start trading off things and taking things back. Listen, personally, I love cultures mixing. I love when people take things from other cultures and make it better My and at the end we'll kind have of porn. perfect culture. <laughs> but what's happening here is if you have dreads and you're white, you're a cool hippie. If you no, have, you're dirty and probably smell bad. That's what I think. If you have dreads and you're black, you're a drug dealer. No, but, you're dirty and you probably uh, smell bad is what I think. But to dirty smell bad the both, but dirty smell bad hippie and dirty smell bad drug dealer are different things. Like... The fact that these yeah, but this, this is hair- like that, that. I don't think people see that. I don't think like when I see a guy with that's, dreadlocks. That's who's, when I see a black guy and a white guy with dreadlocks and they both have it, my, honestly, my only reaction to dreadlocks is, how can you think that is good? That's exactly gross. right. So I would say, you know what? It's the same thing. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, white people should have dreadlocks because white people with dreadlocks look stupid. So I'm not going to fight for it. I'm just saying, if someone out there is like, that bothers me, and we are not that people, we can't put ourselves and speak from those shoes. So I agree with everything you say. All I'm saying is, it's a stub toe. They stub their toe, I can't see it. I'm just gonna say it bothers them. I don't need dreads that badly. And I don't need uh, I don't need to do uh, I don't so, need to dress so up like Shaq. Let me let me. Okay, I've got Kyle, a question. Kyle, jump in. Kyle, Look, jump in. Who is the ambassador for all black people then? Who gets to decide what all black people it's are not, or are not offended by? Not is it is it individually people, based? I, I know just, it's not. Let if I want to dress up as uh, Pancho Villa for for Halloween, then who is the Mexican who gets to decide whether that's offensive or not? Is dude. there one elected a Mexican official? Is it Vincente Fox? He's the most famous one I know. Like. Who do we go to? Is Do we take a poll? No. You find the first one who will talk to CNN and get angry, and he gets to decide, apparently. that's It's it's it's, it's just all of this reverse racism, which is a racist term to begin with. It, yeah, it's, it's just regular. Like, I don't like the thing of, like, I don't like the idea of 
the 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 claim that something is harming you is sufficient to shut down the thing you were doing. So if if uh, you or or someone Jewish, for instance, said, "Hey, I'm offended by that rabbi costume. We need something going around the whole campus that says no more rabbi costumes." And this is something that happens on college campuses now. Yeah, I, one I, or I two people will get offended. It. I would yeah. be Jews for rabbi costumes. See, I, and, like, and see, that's you're good. Talking, and it shows you, that you're in a, you, you're you're in that group, but you're different. You can like come in, to a party that I'm at. Like, you know, even like, like, you know, you, if you want to come in with a jar of pennies, that's just hack. Like you're not funny, but if you come in and like, you have a Holocaust costume on, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get offended. Like, I mean, that's pretty tasteless. That's tasteless. (laughs) That forget racism. Like, like there's a taste issue there at that point. I know, but I'm not, I'm just saying (laughs) example. I don't I, care. No, I, I, Personally, I'm, I'm good with all of it. But when you said who's the ambassador, I was thinking about uh, putting together a, a list. <laughs> now, it's not it's not because <laughs> I I think that, like, this is what I believe in. It's more stub-toe theory that, like, if this bothers people, I'd rather know because an, a, a huge portion of my life is in show business and the entertainment industry. And I saw Chris, Chris Pratt. He did an Instagram video and he goes, all right, guys, turn up your headphones to listen to this. And he got shit from the deaf community because he's turning <laughs> up your headphones. So they, he got shit for that. But How did they know? Day, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you're deaf, switch your captions to all caps. It's about to go off. The next, the next day, like, because he's Chris Pratt, I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, oh, my God, are you fucking serious? Really? Really? See, if but he really like wanted they, to win him back, he'd because, learn ASL. But because he's Chris Pratt, the next day he had released this whole this this press release, this like this updated version of the video, and he did it all in sign language. But that's because it's it's he turned it into a positive because he's in that line of work. Now maybe deep down he's like, oh my god. But of he, course you know, he was like that deep down because everybody sees it's ridiculous. Right. So he he turned it into a positive, and so I'm just saying. Here are a list of some things that I would put, and I I have called this the list, uh, an ongoing list of all things that may offend someone potentially in the 21st century. Oh, okay. Now this is important. This list Sounds important. is for ignorant people that want to be enlightened, because if you are already enlightened, then the simplicity of this list will offend you. But it's really like it's a list for people that are not enlightened. So we Harley, we're all very baby. woke. Yes. Let's just say all of us, I say I am not enlightened just so that I can be ignorant. You know what? It's not bad to be ignorant. And if I bother someone, I'm sorry. I'm ignorant. It's not It's not the worst thing. I, I can admit to it. Uh, I would just rather shield. not be racist, whatever. <laughs> but blackface, we spoke about it. Mm. Just don't do it. Unless you're Robert Downey Jr., he fucking killed it, got nominated for an Oscar. That shit was the best thing ever. There was nothing racist about that. Let's go through the list more quickly. I'm curious about it. (laughs) Blackface. Okay, that's number one. Are these in any order, by the way? No. Sombrero. Cinco de Mayo, you're white. Just don't put a sombrero on. Listen, I don't. I'm not saying this you is are, what you I are believe trolling. in. You All made the rules, is, bitch. You can't I'm disassociate just saying, yourself from the rules you made. I never saw a white person put on a sombrero, and it needed to happen. It never needed to happen. I so have. I'm just saying, if it bothers Mexican people or whatever, just please don't wear a sombrero. I, I want to hey, hear more. Sombrero of the is the best sun hat out there. Those people live in a sunny place. It, my but my then dad owns sombrero. Wear it on Cinco de Mayo. 
My dad gets on his tractor and, and, and like mows the big field. I'm He's just got saying, a hat so big. I, I just see them. I'm just saying these are, are a compilation of complaints that I've seen, and some of them obviously are extreme. I'm just saying yes. the list. It's not. I'm not enforcing the list. It's a list of things that may offend someone. Be aware. It's not a rule book. Just be aware. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, a rabbi costume. Once again, I'm Jewish. I don't care. You could do it. I even said you could be a, a prisoner zero eight five seven six whatever. <laughs> you could do what you want, but I'm just saying. Just know that there are people that would get offended by a rabbi costume. Okay. Indian. Uh, nope. Native American. Oh, oh, oh you racist scum. <laughs> I think you meant to say First Nations people and or <laughs> Aboriginal North Americans. Please, American sir. headdress. I, just so you know, I had it I had it in quotations to enunciate the whole point of it at all. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, See, I'm, 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 I'm 3% um, Native American, so I'm a little offended. <laughs> a, native, a Native American headdress or at a festival. Okay. Mm, all right. Well, you know that bothers people. Did you know that? I'm part Cherokee. I, mean, I feel like, like it's silly like one one hundred and twenty eighth or something. Cherokee. Can I rock the head headdress? I would debate yes. I would say like as far as I'm concerned, you could be you could be just a straight up white dude, and 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 you could be like this. This is is actually like passed down from my family and my grandfather was insane and he wore it every year on this day so i honor the tradition there could be a million reasons i don't know your life story just know that maybe the only reason you need though like if i'm going to fucking subway and i want to wear my headdress i'm able to do it and if, like i should be you, able to go stand in line and get my bmt and be good to go in my big headdress we killed like, so many of those people, they aren't enough of them around anymore to, to be offended. The problem is people being offended for others because that, that's yes. their that game. That brings me to my next one on the list. Perfect that's the worst timing, thing about Kyle. white people. The next one on my list is geishas. <laughs> now, at the Super Bowl, uh, Katy Perry did a geisha performance, and she got destroyed for appropriating Japanese culture, blah, blah, blah. Some YouTuber went to Japan and showed all these Japanese people her performance. And they were like, oh, my God, we love it. She loves Japan. She loves our culture. Yeah. And he was like, actually, she got in trouble for it. And everyone was like, why? And they're like, guess. And I guess, like, you know, smart culture, smart people, they were like, um, maybe if people think that she's not doing it appropriately, that it would offend Japanese people. But I'm Japanese, and I'm happy that she's doing it. So there is an outrage culture. This oh, list yeah. is a to an extent of outrage culture where everything can be offensive but at the same time if i'm gonna go and put blackface in here with the rabbi costume and stuff just know that some of the things on the list debatably to some extent can get to an absolutely very racist place just as a quick so aside, like when i'm like yeah it depends so like, how you do it it's, it's like I'm saying like, you know, a lot of it is in jest, but like some of these these things, if you go down a path, it's like, oh, you you're absolutely fighting for a, a, a racist thing here, essentially. But this Katy Perry one is a perfect example of outrage culture, like Americans offended on behalf of Japanese people because of some sort of like, you know, guilt that's attached. It's getting pretty extreme and, and far fetched there. You know, it's a little it's a little much, especially when we have. Japanese people being like, I love it, you know? So it is pretty goofy there. Uh, a white person with dreads, white person with cornrows. Mm -hmm. We went o we went over that. I was just saying that, you know. Uriah uh, Faber's a racist? 
fuck? He's on a podcast with Snoop Dogg. Does Snoop Dogg know that Uriah used to rock those cornrows when he fought? Yeah. Because Clay Guida too. Cornrows and dreads do not look good on anyone. Those are my two least favorite hairstyles. That's racist against humans. It's it's that. It's that like (laughs) specious. Specious. If you kept your hair natural, if you came into work, any of us with our hair natural, your boss wouldn't say anything. But like if a black person went into a work with their hair natural, they have to do something. <laughs> that's not no, true. Th- it, no, that's not true. My hair would be, a place would be a greasy was, mat. Dude, if a black person goes into a place of work with an afro or something or with their natural hair and a boss says, hey, get that taken care of. That's HR. That's suing. Dude, like, that's, no, no that, boss that goes, hey. Dude, that, that happens right now. But wait, that I can go the other right way. Here's the, the direction that I would take on that. I would like say this. Service? All a white know. person is required to have for their hair, really, is for it to be cut to a business style length. Mostly, right? Okay, it, but you don't have to comb it. You don't have to do much to it. If it's if it's the length that mine is, which is pretty short right now, and I don't do anything, your boss doesn't say a word. Black people, same thing. If they just hit that with the clippers and and that's what they're rocking, then nothing happens. But if you if you if you let your hair grow and it, and I can practically sit on it because it's just you know natural where I don't do anything for years, I can't rock that. That's not business appropriate. Yeah, no, like, I could like 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 show us your hair. Long. Yeah, is that my <laughs> hair is long? I'll tie it up. I tie it up. Okay, that's fine. You know, if if my hair were like like. Uh, of the same texture of an African-American person, like this ponytail is very different. It's diff- the hair behaves differently. The point is dreads come naturally to a black person's hair and it was their way of not conforming to a white society and white people like Kylie Jenner would have to actively seek out dreading her hair. Is that Whereas true? would happen naturally to a black person, a white person would have to put the effort in and then it's cool because you get the hood street style of your hair and the best part is you don't have to deal with the rest of it like actually being black and dealing with the rest of the stuff that comes with it. So I'm not saying if you have dreads, you're racist. I'm just saying I could understand how people would say being white and having dreads is someone benefiting from a white man's society. Could we at least agree that this world, we live in a white man's world? No, I think that's really ethnocentric to pretend that the whole world is just here in the U.S. and Canada. I mean, the thing America. is, here's where the angle that I want to take that on from. Harley, I know that you've hired people. Did you care if they were black or white or even man or woman? Like, I, I've hired people, and I, it was not one of my criteria at all. And if you told me that women were 30% cheaper, like, they, like some wage gap proponents say, I would have hired only women. Yes, every company would. They'd be like, wait, you mean women are 30%? Oh, oh my God, we can spend more on advertising. We can do this, we can do that. Yeah, bring a bunch of women Stock price would go through the roof, you know? Like, if you could add 30%, practically to your margins, assuming you're in a But you guys don't think that America is a white man's country? I mean, what what do you mean by that? I'll admit that white people seem to be doing the best. Uh, I mean, I wait, is, white, it, is it an I Asian think, country? Is it? Is think, it uh, does it I very think, much? Hold on, real quick. Does it? Does yeah. the U.S. unfairly give advantages to Koreans, Japanese, Asian individuals because they actually are performing better than white people at pretty much every echelon of society? They make more money. They graduate college at higher rates. They're actually penalized at Ivy League schools because their scores are higher. And that same thing happens to Jewish people, I believe. Like, it, how do you like the our Korean founders didn't put that into law? Like it, it just seems like really kind of simplistic. Founders? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was making, I was joking. But like, th- 
it's just saying that it's a white man's world seems like or a white man's country or whatever it really seems to undercut the contributions of everybody who's not a white guy and almost in its own way is like like almost no, that, it's that the low opposite. expectation. And it's, it's the opposite. What any white people it's, who has achieved. It's extra. No, it's not undercutting what people have done who are not white. It's actually extra points to them. Yeah, and that in its own way is like we, kind of we like said it, is, we is said paternalistic and saying you can't succeed without my extra help. You need the white man to come in and bail you out. Like in that way, it is kind of racist. Like if you if you say, say to someone, oh, you actually need a few extra points on your SAT, and Sung Lee over there, we're gonna take him down or her down a little bit to even it out. Like here's like the that's, thing that I think is racist that you guys might not. Whenever I see a black person described as articulate, I think ah like like. I suspect that the person who said that thinks most people, most black people are not articulate, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, like Barack Obama, he's a black guy and he speaks well, huh? How's that? Yeah. You know, for like Joe opener. Biden said, he's clean. He's articulate. This is what Joe Biden said about Obama. That's true. When the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Racist and, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, and, you know, Nazi. It, of course, it, it can come from people who aren't racist, I think. But when someone calls if a black different. person articulate, I, I think that. You know, maybe they have low expectations of black people. I, I can see where you're coming from there. But like and like the whole, you know, it's a white man's country that in its own way is kind of, you know, in it's a little racist towards white people because it's like, oh, that guy working at Jiffy Lube. That's the same. He's in that same white man group as a congressman, as yeah. a senator. Like you, you roll the dice or you reach into a fucking bingo machine and you pull a ball out of white men in the country. Right, but chances are that guy has no influence whatsoever out more than a normal guy does. It's I've never gone into a meeting or met a person that I don't know and instantly been like this person probably thinks I'm poor or this person probably thinks I'm not as well educated. Like you don't have to say that a white man is articulate, like to what Woody is saying, like there's truth and humor. And in South Park's like difficulty thing that we were laughing at before about, mm -hmm. you know, the harder it is, the blacker you are is like, it, it, it comes from a true place. Now I'm not saying everything I say is like, this is how I believe moving forward or whatnot. I could just recognize that, you know, uh, white people have it easier. I really do believe that some white people will have it harder than any black person you've ever met. But on average, I mean, men have it easier than women. I believe we control everything. I mean, we that's that's also not true. Like, how do like you're, you're taking white, these things white and making men it literally so black control, and white. We control everything. We what control, do I control media. What do I control? We control the country. What does Kyle control? What do you control? You're part of you're part of Team White Man. No, I'm not. You're if, a white when you guy. when you break no when you break things down into teams like this, you're doing what you said you didn't want to do a few minutes ago, which is no, putting people. I in was the never saying it's not what I wanted to do. I was saying on the opposite end of like Nazis, you have two parties, and the big conflict comes from people that are like evil, even playing field, and the other people that are like. But remember that it's not a level playing field game. White people have it easier, so that's the conflict. I could I could say that I I can agree on both sides. I could see on both sides, but I'm just saying but, if but fundamentally we're gonna sit here and be like it's not a white man's country. It's like well, come on, all the every position most of power. Uh, most voters are white women. There are more females in the country than males. Why are they not the ones who are controlling the country? Like, it they wasn't vote very the long ago. What, well, what was it like six months ago when the president and the attorney general were black men? 
I, I mean, I mean, how many how many Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell? These these are massive positions there, of power or, filled Loretta by African Americans. Eric Holder, Barack is there, Obama. Is there racism in the yeah, USA? Against like, white I mean, like, people, it, against black it, people, against all races, there is does racism. Does it hold, but like, does Jordan it hold Peterson people explained back? explained racism on Joe Rogan's podcast a little while ago. I thought it was pretty interesting. He says it's inherent in all people, all people. And, and he's like, you, know, you go way back, you know, to when we were evolving, I'll make up a number, 50,000 years ago. And you have a, a, a group of, you know, one group of one tribe and you have another tribe and these tribes hardly interact. And then they see each other for the first time. It's like because of pathogens, right? Like if I give my pathogens to you and you give your pathogens to me, in short order, there'll be neither of us. That's what happens. So instinctively, people just want to stay in their own tribe. That was his explanation. Mm -hmm. Only 13% of the United States population is African American. It's black. So why would you think that you would see more black people in positions of power than white people when we're 70% of the population? Shouldn't it be proportional? And, 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 and don't get me 70? wrong, I don't think we should aim for, proportion, for, for a proportional mix. I'm just going off. Yeah, Chiz says it's 70, uh, and, and, and he knows Chiz. all. He's got good. Yeah, yeah. And Chiz isn't a white man either. He's Spanish. So, so he knows. Yeah. It's, and it's and, and, and I am, I'm a First to, Nation person. That's, that's the group that I'm deciding to even, put myself I, I just I just read an article like two days ago. It was they put on, they were looking for someone to be a part of the, the Senate or something in some town. And they put on the listing as like white as one of the requirements. And I'd sent it out. And like it was an accident there. He said that it he would, was it, like local. He was, I don't know, experienced. And he was white like on his Facebook. Like as reasons you she. might like him. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? And you know what the response to that was? Everybody said, yeah, he, she's white. That's why I'll vote. Oh, no. Everybody was outraged. And it was a huge story because people don't like racist shit like that. Like when you see someone doing things like that, you go, oh, a racist. I don't care for that. Like, I just don't mm -hmm. like the the pretending yeah. that like, oh, this story is is actually indicative of a of a huge swell problem. It's like, no, it's not. It's it's everybody's outraged by it. It's an enormous story. And you're not seeing anybody on any side aside from genuine racists saying, oh, that's good. Yeah. Before we get away from it, before we get away from it, I did just want to say like, my whole point on bringing up the fact that I dressed like Shaq when I was younger <laughs> and reading about it later and then seeing how people would get offended from it, all I was saying was, oh, I understand now that that blackface Shaq scenario can happen again with other things. Just like with the white people with dreads, I look at it and I say, I disagree, but then again, I'm a white guy. So I'm just going to say... As a white guy, I can't imagine what it's like to be you with your stub toe. But if you tell me that it's a stub toe and it hurts, then I'm just going to hope you're actually telling the truth about it. And I'm going to consider that moving forward. I, I totally if understand your man... point. Like, I, I get it. And my only point through it is by, by labeling all white people as having intrinsic benefits by nature of their skin color and also saying that due to their skin color, their opinions are not valid on certain topics, not by nature of how good the argument is, but by nature of the fact that they're white, that's, that, is in, that is racist. Giving people more credence to their arguments, not based on merit, but based on color. Like, that's my only point. And if, if a black man wants to come dressed as a pilgrim to my Halloween party, you're more than welcome. You know, you want to put on that silly belt buckle on your hat and on your shoes and everything and 
you know, come in, beat up the guy dressed as an Indian, like do your thing. <laughs> like it's cool. It's cool. It. I'm, I'm sure it won't be a white guy dressed as an Indian because he would be terrified to is do it so. Okay, if he poisons the Indians' food with like chlamydia or whatever it is they use. No, because chlamydia. that's historically rub his dick all over it. Oh, oh yeah. Also, only. Also, never, never touch. Uh, the, the, there was like only two more things on the list there. Oh, let's hear them. I wrote St. Patrick's Day. No, they're white. Nobody cares. It's true, no, but no, I did gingers, see. A, fuck them. I saw. I saw. Yeah, no, seriously, it's the only people I hate. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I saw. I saw like a, a a post that it was just like, you know, like the whole leprechaun thing come St. Patrick's Day and like the Irish kiss me, I'm Irish thing, blah blah blah. Just saying, there's people out there. Um, don't touch a black person's hair. Now that one, I don't touch anybody's hair that I don't, don't know in public. You're right. Don't even talk about it. <laughs> on the black person's hair thing, that's the first one I lined up with. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch people. Yeah, no, yeah. but don't don't talk about it either. Well, that can't one... ask about it, like like because I because it's, I feel like a what? lot of white Just people don't, don't say I like your hair. Just don't. Secondly, actually, uh, don't um, don't comp. And remember, I did say in this list that <laughs> if you, it's for the ignorant. So if you are enlightened, the list itself could offend you in its bluntness. Yeah. Like I feel like I like like if I saw you wearing a yarmulke, I feel like I'm perfectly within my rights to say, "Hey, that that little hat you if I if I don't know. Hey, that little hat you got. Well, tell me more. Tell me What's more because I notice because in my religion we take our hats off and in yours you put them on to to show respect. I, I, I tell me more. Like it's not coming for and in the same way I feel like you, if you didn't know, you could ask a black person, "Hey, so I I understand that you don't wash your hair regularly. What's that I, about?" I agree with you because as a person who as thing. a person who values information, <laughs> you need to know a person that you are friendly with. But to go up to a person you don't know and be like, how'd you get your hair like all crazy like that? Is it naturally like that when you wake up? It's different. Or going up to a black guy at the gym and being like, damn, you got really good genetics. Like you're naturally really built. Who are these people? Yeah, let me do the black hair thing because here's the thing: black women don't like their natural hair often, right? I'm I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush, but whatever. So the hair they wear wait, in my mind, wait, hold on, I'm painting why. with a broad brush. I know it, it, it's it's almost a costume, right? Like they want you to think that your hair is actually what grows out of an Indian woman's head. That's where the, most of the hair comes from. So if you say to I don't know a 50 year old white woman, hey, your makeup. How do you hide the bags under your eyes? I know they're there. Tell me more about how you do that disguise that you have on. Then they might be like, you know what? I don't really want to talk about the bags under my eyes. Pretty ageist. <laughs> yeah, right? So when a black woman changes her hair so that it looks like, you know, a 19-year-old young Indian woman's hair, then you just say, that looks nice on you. You know? Is that is that cultural appropriation when when black women wear Indian women's hair? No, it, it it's also not, seems like they're taking not, advantage of a, of a group that's impoverished as well at the same time because those women don't want to cut their hair off. It's actually, I, I don't care about this. It's thing. actually <laughs> it's actually it's actually black people conforming to white people's beauty standards that have been set. No, don't you steal <laughs> agency away from black if people? If you think about don't it, think steal about agency it. from black people. That's it's racist. literally it's literally it is a white person's hair. No, it's an Indian, Indian person's, hair, person's hair. Right. hair. But but it is like essentially you can find white people with that hair. What it isn't yeah, is you can find not, Japanese people with it's that hair. It's not but it's not black people hair. And mm -hmm. you have to understand your country has a specific relationship with black people specifically versus every other type of people out there. 
Like white and black is a very big deal in the USA beyond white and Asian or white and Jewish or white and any like black. But why is it? Because we kept the Japanese in internment camps. We, we turned away boatloads of Jews well, and sent them back to be exterminated. It's built off of black people. We, well, and, and I'm telling you the, the, the equal atrocities that we did to these other groups. We turned away not, boats full nothing, of Jews and sent them to the concentration, is concentration the same. camps. Nothing is the same as, as hundreds of years of slavery and building the entire country and then literally, you know, like up until— How like much of the six, country do you think was here before 1865? 60 years ago. But up to, up to 60 years ago— well, hey, listen, I'm not going to go and, 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 and question America in general. I love the country. I, I really love USA. Like, I love it just as much, if not more, than Canada. I've lived there for two years. I, I visit all the time. I actually love USA. But, like, essentially, it's a country that was built off of slaves. And, like, up to even 60 years ago, it was like they had to go to different bathrooms and different water fountains. So, like, it's still pretty fresh. Like... Some of those people are alive that live during that time. Like, it's, it's a fresh yeah, it's thing. There are people who are alive who were interned in Japanese internment camps during World War II. American citizens whose family members were off fighting for our freedoms, and we locked them up in a, basically a concentration camp. You had a spotlight on you as you went to go take a piss I, I, at night, like George Takai. But, 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 but like, you don't see Japanese Americans coming up with any of this shit. You see them Japanese, rising to the fucking you're top. Saying, you're even saying a country identity already with what you're saying in itself. Like Japan, they have Japan. Like a Japanese American, they have a Japan. They have America. They they have something like being, you know, uh, black, like born and raised in the States. It's like it's different than uh, comparing it to a Japanese American just because I believe, like I said, the history of USA and black people. Specifically. What about what about all of the the Asians who were used as slave labor to build the railroads? Oh, the Chinese. Of course. Yeah. Listen, listen. Well, it's multiple, multicultural. In, in, in oh, this day and age, what I what I could just Chinese. It, it it seems like USA has always been the most racist to black people, in the sense that the internment camp didn't last like you know what two hundred years. The the most racist to black people on like the world stage. No, everyone is racist to everyone. Oh, I was just trying to understand what in, you meant. In fact, I actually, I would believe that Jews, I would debate that Jews are more hated worldwide than black people in the terms of racist world. And that Certainly I by capita. Well. I think, I think mm. white people are also one of the most hated people in the world in terms of racism. Yeah, and, but yeah, globally, you know I think, I think white do? people are a minority, right? I think yeah. we should hit them with an ad. Absolutely. Yeah, let's get, out of, let's get out of let's here. Let's get out of this. Want, if we can <laughs> you want to look good in your underwear and be comfortable, too? <laughs> of course you do. But that perfect balance is hard to find sometimes. Well, MeUndies are made from sustainably sourced, a naturally soft fabric that is three times softer than cotton. MeUndies will be the most comfortable pair of underwear you will ever own, no matter what your race is. Meanwhile, ladies will love the soft, eco-friendly fabric, and there's a 100% guarantee. And right now, MeUndies has an exclusive offer just for our listeners here. You can get 20% off your first pair with free shipping. You can't beat that. And don't forget about that 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love the first pair, you get a full refund. This is a no-brainer. 20% off, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. What are you waiting for? I'm wearing mine right now. I might show you in a second. Just go to MeUndies.com PKA to get 20% off. Free shipping and 100% uh, satisfaction guarantee on this softest, best underwear you will ever 
own. That's MeUndies.com slash PKA. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait much longer. Start wearing the best underwear of your life. It changed my life. It's time to let MeUndies change yours. Go to MeUndies.com slash PKA right now. I've got some What's that look offer? like it's uh, 20% off with free shipping. And if you don't like them, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So, you, you know, you get your money back. Nice. Can't beat it. Yeah, I'm wearing some right now that look like a checkered flag. I feel like if I needed to, if there was an impromptu street race, I could whip these things off and and, and just wave them in with a checkered flag. I'm, I'm really liking this this month's pattern. Uh, and the other one looks a lot like a Union Jack, uh, but but not quite. Um, and, and I like those too. I, I got a couple pair. Just yesterday, I got my uh, my fresh shipment of MeUndies. Big fan of those. We, I, we're not exaggerating when we talk about the the benefits of MeUndies. Not only are they soft, like they say, it's incredibly soft it feels like a bit like women's underwear to be honest it's kind of silky smooth and very very sexy you can you can masturbate through them just just start mashing it through the underwear Hmm. it's like you're using lubricant trust me you can you get (laughs) off in a parking lot somewhere while you're watching the ladies walk in to you know do do a little grocery shopping that's why i don't or you could you could just order some meundies and and wear them like underwear and enjoy it enjoy the support the structure that you'll suddenly have put them on Stand in front of the mirror and then just jump and shake around, and you'll be—it's like a—it's like a bra with underwire. Totally. I know our target audience here. Start mashing, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. And uh, also, want to give something to add? Uh, you should go. I just wanted to move on to Lyft and tell everyone that Lyft knows that their drivers are what keep them moving. So they do everything that they can to make sure that their drivers are happy on every trip. It's a simple formula. Happy drivers mean happy passengers, and that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating. You can earn hundreds of dollars per week, plus tips. If you want to earn more money, you just drive more. It's never been easier to give yourself a raise. Lyft was the first ride-sharing app uh, with, with tipping built right into the app. Uh, because getting tipped shouldn't depend on your passengers having a crumpled up bill in their pocket. That's 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 not the, the way we pay for things anymore. It's just not. You keep 100% of the tips, and they add up fast. Drivers have already been paid $200 million since that feature was introduced. And now with Express Pay, uh, you can get paid almost instantly instead of waiting weeks to get your cash. Nobody likes that. Lyft has even taken the guesswork out of pickups. The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. You don't want to be getting in the wrong car. So, join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyftlift.com slash PKA today, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's lyft.com slash PKA. Limited time only. Terms apply. Think about how badly you need 500 bucks, and then do it. Yep. You could- On your own time, you know, it, it's luxury. What a world we live in. You don't have to go out and, and you know, use a, a scythe and cut down crops. You can mm-hmm. just hop on Lyft, start driving people around, make some money. It's, it's a, a good excuse to, to upgrade your car, maybe, mm-hmm. if, that, if you've been looking for something for that. You know, maybe go a little past what you were looking to spend because you'll be using it to make money. Tax deductible. Look at that. Tax deductible. Look, look at Woody, Mr. Taxes. We can get back on taxes if you want. <laughs> we should <laughs> not, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no taxes. But you know what we do need to talk about is Game of Thrones. No, 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 Man, that Dick finale. Dick knows nothing. I, yeah, he's going <laughs> to... So, the, the penultimate episode, the one right before the finale, 
was one of the best ever, if not the best ever. I think Woody thinks it's the best ever. I think Chiz might think it's the best ever. I think you said that. Um, and, and I think it's in my top three of best ever. When uh, there, There's a couple of episodes that I think are a little bit better. But the finale was excellent because this, a lot of shit happened, right? The biggest thing for me wasn't the wall coming down, although that's crazy. And finally, boom, the story's moved that's forward. Cool. It's almost as, as big of a deal as Daenerys finally getting on uh, the mainland. The biggest thing for me was that the Starks finally got their shit together. It's clear that Sansa and Arya's little spat was real to me. And it seems to me, and what happened was, they went and talked to Bran. Sansa went and talked to Bran. They deleted that scene, but that was filmed and, and, and written into the show that huh. Sansa goes and talks to Bran, and he fills her the fuck in. They cut that out for whatever, whatever reason. Hmm. But that was a real spat they were having, because if you think about it, it's a little ridiculous for them to be having is- all of these... Theory yes. or confirmed, what you just said? Confirmed. Okay. So so it would have been kind of ridiculous for them to be having these conversations where they're going at each other and just assuming that Littlefinger is listening in. And he wasn't listening in, you know? It, they never showed us Littlefinger hearing Arya talk to Sansa about becoming the Lady of Winterfell by cutting her face off or any or that scary conversation they had on the ramparts where, where she's, she's holding the scroll up and reading it. Littlefinger didn't know about any of that. He set those events in motion, but he didn't know exactly what was happening. So Sansa goes to Bran. He fills her in on everything. And then that moment happens where they, they, lead, they lead Arya in. And you're, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Littlefinger might win the Game of Thrones. I, I, was, at that, I was in that mode. I was like, we You were are- that far? I, I, I thought we're one decision away from Littlefinger winning the Game of Thrones because all it's going to take is Sansa kills Arya, Littlefinger slides right on in there. Now he's ruining the Vale and Winterfell. He's the Warden of the North. He's so the man now. Do you think that at the point of this trial, Arya doesn't know? I I think I'm going to say that I think they uh, cut the scene. I think they cut that scene because, like. For Little Littlefinger or uh, Varys to be listening, you don't need the show to show you that they're listening because of at any point, if anything is ever done on that show at any point, you can assume that Varys and Littlefinger know. And so when the show was happening, I, I was with you, dude, right up until right before. I'm like, what the fuck is going to go on? Then she said Littlefinger. I was like, oh. <gasps> Sick. <laughs> I'm like, so like Bran is the evidence, like Sansa is the sentencing and, and Arya is the executioner. And it's like really like the one guy that really got Ned Stark and they all got to take a part of it. But what's cool is I, 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 I naturally understood why they had that Bran scene. But if they did cut it, you could just make it that Arya and Sansa were one step ahead of Littlefinger. And, and it wouldn't be that bad because remember when Littlefinger was spying on Arya? When he yes. gave her that letter, when I saw that, that bothered me. I was like, no, Littlefinger can't be that sick. She's exactly. better than him. Yeah. But now because, now uh, I can watch that scene and be like, she was playing him because they took that brand scene out. Like the brand scene kind of neuters Arya and Sansa a bit. I agree. Where if you take it out, it makes them kind of cooler. Like they're, they were conspi- conspirators, you know? And you don't get the tension of the like the showdown scene there, where Littlefinger gets the most unfair trial in Westerosi history, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like that was there, a kangaroo. There wasn't court. even a sentence. <laughs> there wasn't even a sentence. You, 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 you saw to just you nods need, and Arya. If you have Bran as evidence, you don't need anything else. Like I, Bran was there. 
So it's, Our little brother to... with the severe head trauma says that you <laughs> were, <laughs> did this and that and the other thing. That's good enough for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I get what Harley's saying with, like, wanting to believe Arya was tricking him there. But I went the other direction with it where I was like, okay, Littlefinger, this is all he's got, really. Like, he, his house isn't, like, super storied. He, like, kind of co-opted another house to get power. Like, his entire competency is being sneaky and clever. Like, that's it. And so I was like, oh, okay, it does make sense that he would be out-sneaking Arya because Arya is more concerned with yeah. kind of a broad... It was believable. Of, I wanna, yeah, I want to be a yeah. warrior. I want to be an assassin. I want to be this, that. Littlefinger's just all his points go into sneak. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that. Like, I wasn't completely blown away. I was just bummed out more. I was like, oh, I wish Arya was sneakier than him. But in the I end, I guess, like, she was. I was glad Littlefinger yeah. died just from the really superficial aspect of he's a very major character, right? Like, a, oh. he's he's right there, like, amongst the most major characters. If Varys He grabbed, he grabbed Ned Stark. Is, he grabbed yeah, yeah. Ned Stark and said, I told you not to trust me. He yeah. said this like, whole thing in motion. I wanted him dead like, since absolutely. that moment. Like Littlefinger yep. is, is behind most of what Game of Thrones is. And Virtually all of it. He yeah, had John so, Aaron killed, which brings Ned Stark down, down south. Then he kills Ned Stark. And the, the whole thing the, is him. Most major characters in the whole show, right? Of course, you have Danny and, and Jon Snow. Who's yeah. third? Littlefinger's on the short list, Tyrion. right? You might argue Tyrion, uh, but if I said Littlefinger was more significant than Tyrion, I'd have a strong argument. Well, here's here's what I would say about Littlefinger. Littlefinger and Varys, when they are on the screen, that's when it's like, shh, and you yeah. lean forward. Because those two guys, and when you get a conversation with Littlefinger and Varys, it's like, shut the fuck up. We're moving forward like <laughs> 10 seasons right now. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember in the first season when Littlefinger and Varys are having a conversation in the throne room? And they're like, ah, oh, what the last time I saw you or the last time you saw me? He's like, well, the last <laughs> time I saw you, you were doing this and that. And Littlefinger's like... Oh, well, the last time I saw you, you were speaking to that gentleman from the, from across the sea. And Varys is like, <gasps> he saw me conspiring with the guy that where I'm setting up. Yeah. And he, he was conspiring with this guy from uh, uh, Essos or something. Or, yeah, where, with, uh, with, uh, to get the Khaleesi over. You know, Varys has been working to get the Khaleesi over here since season one. And he was like, oh, shit, Littlefinger knows. And of course Littlefinger knew, but, it was, but chaos is a ladder. It was brilliant to mm. finally... Get that that sweet revenge for Ned Stark that you've been waiting on. There are more people who are responsible, I guess. Cersei, of course, is in some way I think responsible for Ned Stark death, less than than, than Littlefinger is. But I I recently found Joffrey out the guy plays a part. <laughs> and, and we already got him. He, he already got his comeuppance. The guy who swung the sword, though, whose name's escaping me. Um, that Ilan Payne. Ilan Payne, the actor, died. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Didn't know that. That's why we haven't seen him since. You know, you know the um, a couple a couple really crazy things happened this season of Game of Thrones that never happened before. In the episode, uh, not the like the third to last East Watch, it was the one where at the end they walked out of the wall and it was like so badass. It yeah. was like all the dudes and they were going out to the north. And they they were set on you know getting a White Walker, and I was like, that is so awesome, that is so so awesome, so cool. And I walked away and I sat and thought about it. I was like, that's so awesome. You know what's really weird is that I like 
the writing better than what I would come up with. And I come up with shit all the time. And if you asked me what to do, I would have said, well, let's go and get who are are my top 10 here? We got Jon Snow. We got the mountain. I mean, the hound. We got uh, Tormund. We got, uh, you know what? Let's even bring back uh, Hammer Boy Baratheon. I love that boy. Let's bring him back. Let's get, uh, let's get, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, Ser Jorah. I fucking love that dude. Let's get him. If, If this was up to me, I would have put that team together. And the problem with that is the show has never done what I wanted. And and now they went out there and and it was like fan fiction, my fan fiction. And that gave me a weird feeling because that's not what's supposed to happen normally. And then the, the next episode, when they went there and they, they, they fought the army of the dead, someone got killed by the bear. And I was like, oh, who was it? And I go back, I'm like, oh. <laughs> random guy i didn't know was on the crew <laughs> yeah and then i saw someone else die. i was like, who's that oh just oh there was another random guy and then then the hound and torment had a conversation which was granted the funniest conversation in game of thrones history mm-hmm. and when that. that conversation was done torment was like getting pulled by the, the 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 dead and it just seemed really weird that the hound pulled him out rather than calling him a cunt and letting him die but I get it because now the show's <laughs> what I want. And Game of Thrones isn't supposed to be what I want. Like, I'm supposed to be like, fuck, I can't believe they fucking killed Tormund. Like, that guy's the best. I hate this show. I love it so much. <laughs> and, like, that's what connects me. But going out with disposable good guys in yeah. Game of Thrones is, like, unheard of. To give, like, eight super strong characters and the only one you kill off is the one who has a history of resurrecting is really... It doesn't cut it. And then to have like when they're like, you run back, you're the fastest. And he ran back. And then they're like, go tell Danny. And she got to fly there. And it was like, damn, bitch, why don't you just start with the fucking dragons? Fly over there. See what's going on. Fly back. Instead, we took our eight best generals and stranded them there. They <laughs> and two guys. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like, I love I love the spear chuck on the dragon. Sick. Got it down. But like. Why didn't you aim at the bigger one that's parked with yeah. Vikings on it? And if you hit that one, Night King, you end it all. And, <laughs> and then on top of it, when they left. Uh, yeah, do you think he had two spears? Like He, he, he did. Kind of fired a couple he did. Of like three. Or so. Yeah, he had he one had for each dragon. So, and then, so one thing to keep in mind, and it's it's you, I think it's definitely like he the reason he left them on that island because the night king could have been chucking spears at john snow right like he could have been throwing rocks yeah. at john snow he's got a hell of an arm he it does. was a trap it was a <laughs> trap because he needs that dragon to knock the wall down and he knows it they're, they're, that's the that's the only thing was anyone else yeah. underwhelmed by the wall coming down so the wall had been built up as this thing for seven years right to protect seven, from seven to and protect a half from the white walkers years yeah to protect from the white walkers that's and that's what the knights did and, and the wildlings i guess to some extent but like it, that wall had stood for ages i don't know how old that wall is supposed to be they probably tell you but like thousands of years old or something mm-hmm. insane how many yeah. years did you say i think it's like eight thousand that's a yeah, number in my like head seven, it's a real long time so that wall is like a permanent fixture in the map you know in this play it, it's not it's not destructible if we were in battlefield here and then suddenly he gets a dragon knocks the wall down in like 15, 25 seconds, and the wall's done. Stood for 8,000 years, and now 
he gets a dragon and yeah. that's all there is to it. And I was just like, really? Like, I thought the wall would be tougher to beat than like a 15 well, seconds. Well, but because the wall is magic. It's, and they it, said that the wall has to be brought down by magic. And like, I was kind of disappointed. Like, Chiz just wrote this too, that I was kind of hoping that the the Night King would go up with like a staff or something and do some like wizard ancient magic and shatter it or something. But we, still, technically, that dragon that he resurrected, that's magic. And so he used magic to break the magic wall because it's clearly... I, 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 like, I like what they did, though, because you don't need to make the Night King any stronger, really, because mm -hmm. there's still so much mystery to it. But what it does is it shows you how powerful the dragons are and how crucial they are. And it feels like a really, like, Empire Strikes Back ending because it's like we just lost a big – we took a big fucking L. Yeah. Like like idiots, we brought three dragons to fucking fly around in circles <laughs> while we take twenty minutes to get on the fucking dragon. Oh, and, that's and the and biggest then, hindsight is twenty twenty in this whole John series. John Snow's like, John Snow's like, no, 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 I got, I'm almost, I'm close to leveling up. Get just a few more yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm two hundred XP I, from being fifty five. Come on. And, you remember how they don't go through? They don't go on the water, right? You know how they don't go on the water to the White yeah. Walkers. They go yeah. underwater, right? No, because remember they didn't cross the water when Jon Snow went on that boat and he just yeah. stared at him and they had that stare but down. When Jon Snow was underwater, didn't he have a lot of trouble from other White Walkers that were underwater? Am I crazy? Well, they're, they're holding on to him, but they're all sinking. They can't swim. They're just like, they can still squeeze I and stuff and grab. Sometimes they could definitely. I might not remember it right, but I thought they that cannot when he went traverse down there, water. He, I thought when he went down there. There were tons of sunk white waters giving him a hard time. That was part of his issue. There well, are, but who, they're sunk. Who, all I'm saying is, who put those chains on that dragon? Well, there's tons of white walkers down there. You just guide Where the chains. Where did those chains like, come from? Did you see the size of these chains? They're the size. They're dragon chains. I know. They're I know. I, I assume if he brought the spears, he brought some chains, and then he lowers them down. And there's <laughs> like 75 white walkers icicle. already at the bottom of the lake, and they're like, "Sure, boss, tie it onto the wings." We're yeah, talking about work. an icicle. <laughs> Versus versus a huge chain, like this chain is like it's the size of a truck, and like yeah. it was pulling the dragon. Oh, now listen, I'm not the type of guy to sit here and be like, well, I don't like the inconsistency at the beginning of the. <laughs> I'm be. not that person. So <laughs> that's not who I am. What I'm saying yeah, here is, we, are. Yeah. we have a show. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we have a show that has consistently give us given us nine on tens. That if we are not vigilant. Before our eyes, we won't even realize it. We're getting seven and a halfs and eights. Now that's still a phenomenal show, and that's still like high up in Breaking Bad episodes. As Breaking Bad went on one of the best TV series, but I'm just saying we get nines and tens, and I think we got slipped like two sneaky eights recently, and yeah. we got blinded by everything that we do these days. Hype. We're like, oh, look at my favorite characters working together, but that's not Game of Thrones. I like, Jamie Lannister should have fucking died when he was in his suit and he got into the water. Yep. You fucking sink. And I love Jamie Lannister. I'm glad he didn't die, and that's a problem because I'm glad he didn't die and he's still can, alive. Can I tell you, you how that should have been rewritten? That whole, like, like, there's a rewrite for that that makes a thousand times more sense. So, like, they, Bron, Bron jumps on Jamie, they fall in the water. Tyrion saw that shit happen. The dragon saw that shit happen, and the Khaleesi saw that shit happen. They're right fucking there. You can hit them with a rock. They're so close. You have the entire Dothraki horde at your beck and call. You can just yell loud enough, and they'll hear you. They should have hauled them both out of the water, taken the prisoner. Then Tyrion comes over and says, look, we got to make a truce. There are, there are dead things coming. Yeah. And, and ja Jamie says, no, I don't believe that. He said, it doesn't matter if you fucking believe it or not. You're going to go back, and you're going to tell Cersei 
what about this. Tell her that we've got we've got to have a truce. Now you go, but we're keeping Braun. Here's the best part of the scenario. You get Jamie to go do his thing. But now Braun gets to go up north of the wall and fucking get rid of Gendry because nobody cares about him. He hasn't been lifting. All right. He hasn't been lifting. My boy Taylor could whoop (laughs) his ass. Let's get real. All right. He just would get him an arm wrestling match. He's going to take that Baratheon right out. Dude's five foot eight tops. So wouldn't you rather have Braun up north of the wall than Gendry? Oh, a hundred percent. Up there, and Braun dies. That's you, so much. Honestly, so- I would have taken Braun dying by the dragon or Jamie. Jamie had a fucking. He has a gold arm, a gold hand, and full armor, and he somehow swims underwater like five hundred meters away from the dragon. Like I'm just yeah. saying, I'm not like a picky guy. It's just not like Game of Thrones to do this. You're so exactly I'm not getting right. mad at it. I'm just like, it looks like. We've gone into the realm of the TV writers, and it feels like TV writing has taken over from what the real writing was. Like, it feels like I really feel like it got passed off in these last three. Like, you know what was weird? When they're like, uh, hey, uh, uh, Sansa, I, was, I saw you the night you were raped. And she's like, oh, okay. And that's, that's it. And then there was another scene where Sansa's like, oh, what's that, Arya? And she's like, oh, just my bag of faces. And they're like, okay, like those would have been full episodes like three yeah, years gotta, ago. I've got to counter for that. Okay, we've gone to the realm of TV writers. I hear what you're saying. Me, and I've said this before, we've gone to the round of the playoffs, right? After watching the fucking Chicago Blackhawks murder the Phoenix Coyotes all season long, finally, the shitty episodes have been eliminated. Those things in season three where at the end of it, I say, you know what? Like, I feel like nothing even happened this show. Like, I, I could tell you all the plot advancement in 30 seconds, and that's a problem. Now we're in playoff episodes. Now shit does happen. The dragons come out. Danny fucks Jon Snow. The good shit does happen because it's the playoffs. You know, the... the Fucking, uh, I don't know, the Seattle Seahawks actually play the New England Patriots. That It goes down because we're in the last seven or eight episodes of the entire series. We're supposed to get good shit right now. These are the finals. I'm well, okay I with think, big things I totally happening. see what you're saying about that. Like, it's speeding up. But also, like, I, I do dislike how it's become more formulaic. Like, I, I don't feel, in season one, two, three, four, I guess, when a when any character, even main character like Jon Snow, goes into a, a conflict, I have none of the confidence that I have when I'm watching a show on TV or a movie where I'm like, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm watching it like, shit, they might, this might be the end for this person. Littlefinger died. Littlefinger died, but we've, we've but been But he's not even a good, we wanted that. Yeah, we wanted the good, deaths, oh, and the, the deaths okay. we don't want. I'm, I'm happy that Jamie okay. didn't die which is kind of anti-Game of Thrones, but because his story arc is not completed yet. Right. Before the end of this series, he is going to kill Cersei. He'll yep. do it somehow. He's going to stab her in the back, and that's going to be way more glo- way more satisfying to see Cersei die, so I'm not too mad about it. I have to admit, your chain point, I didn't even consider that, cha- and now it makes the chains. so much... How did they get those chains? Because those were enormous. Let me explain enormous. the chains, all right? So the, <laughs> Night, the Night King has the same powers Bran has. He has the green side, or whatever they call it. He can see the future to some extent. He's not completely omnipotent, just as Bran isn't. He didn't know right off the bat about the annulment. So, But, but he did know that, hey, if they're going to be on the island, Dragon Lady's going to come and try to save them. I need that dragon to knock down the wall. He brought the chains with him. Now, the origin of the chains, 
I couldn't say. I could I could make some did, assumptions. Did you compare Brand to the Night King on purpose there? Yeah. Because do you think, but, do you think he I is don't, the Night King? I think there's a there's, there's a, a strong possibility that, that yeah yeah I know all the fan theories. Um, you know there some people think that Brand travels back in time, but he travels way too far back for his own good. He wargs into the guy who gets turned into the Night King, inhabits his body for like eight thousand years, and he's been driven insane up north of the wall, and now he's trying to come up north to set things right. There's also the depictions of Bran in the Ice and Fire book. Bran the Builder constructing the wall, and he's sitting on I, like a, I a like, thing being carried. He's a I crippled. just like I like the idea of Bran because he's so stoic and weird now yeah. that like I like the idea of him. The one aspect that I do like is he's right shit theory um, that it's uh, <laughs> I like that he like the Watchman mentality, that he creates an evil only for the purpose of uniting the kingdoms together. Like, that aspect of it I like, that he controls the White Walkers only with the intent, like in the Watchmen, where you have this powerful evil and it's the only thing that'll make everyone work together. That would yeah. just be a bad theory, though, because it'd be like the smartest man in the world is like, I need to put this entire realm through unimaginable death and destruction so that afterward we'll have a small amount of peace and then they can get back to killing each other. Well, like, the like, Bible. He, he has more too people, much foresight for that. More like, he people died. That. More people have died by human hands than by the White Walkers. Like So, so far. You know what? I would say this also. I think that, like, I, I keep playing it in my head like this, and I know it won't be like that, but, like, I just imagine... Did you guys watch Lost? Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't. It, it, it's, it was about the people on the island, blah, blah, blah. But then season three starts, and it's on the island, but it's all different people, and they have, like, a society, and it's really fucking weird. And then the plane flies by, and they're like, you're like, oh, shit. We're with the other people from there. And you see that they're people. We actually, like, there is a society to White Walkers because you have the Whites that are these mindless zombies. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that, like, what if next season starts and it's like a little White Walker boy running like, Daddy, Daddy, don't go. And he's like, no, nope, <laughs> I'm off to fight the humans. You know, they <laughs> always with their damn warm blood and they're taking our land and all that. <laughs> and like, no, okay, Daddy, love you. And you're like, oh, shit, they're humans, too. They're just ice humans. And I it's like, <laughs> what if? I'm not saying I it would, would be hate like that. This. It's the cheesy yeah. 80s movie version. But what if they, <laughs> if they waste one of our remaining six episodes on they, some horse shit like that, I'll Sonny quit. Well, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> it just shows think the Night it. King getting have... bullied in middle school. Like, showing why he can be so mad now. It's a joke. Ah-ha, cold dick, If you think about, like, the best, like, villains or the best like the most timeless villains, you know, granted the Joker is the only exception to the rule. You have these villains where you're like, oh, you're not just like a complete piece of shit. And in fact, now that you point it this way, why are the humans so good? I mean, Daenerys is a fucking mad woman. Yeah, she might flee the, free the slaves or she might burn you alive. And <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like everyone <laughs> except for Jon Snow encourages lying, backstabbing, betraying. <laughs> they kill each other. They're like those humans. We're team human. So we're like, yeah, but like, do you really deserve Westeros more than the White Walkers? Are they really just mindless evil? They have mm -hmm. a communication in the books. They speak like scratching ice. If 
And I'm not saying it, it will happen, but if they humanize the White Walkers at the beginning of the next season, the whole dynamic of how we look at everything changes to an extent. But I'm just a million saying, times more humans than White Walkers. There's like 13 White Walkers total. And there's like there's literally like I don't know thirteen no, or fifteen true. million. That that guy was giving away his baby. baby, and they would take the babies and put the knife on them, and they made White Walkers like they did with the dragon with that ice blade. That's they true, but we've only seen a total in that scene where he does the thumb thing in the back. There are a total of thirteen adult White Walkers. I don't know what he, what what like like how did they raise those, those are babies? Just, just are they drinking ice water those milk just, or something? Those or? are just the main ones. Like yeah, those are these points. Craster. That guy from the first season who had that yeah. outpost up there north of the wall. How many wives did he have? Like thirty. Like yeah. he was putting um, a new baby out there every, you know, three weeks. And so they were doing that for how many years? Like, come on. Like he definitely was was filling their numbers up. And who knows? I, I think we're what, giving the writers know, credit. They're, they're shitty at their jobs. These are TV writers, like you said. And I think what's going to happen is uh, when the rest of the books finally come out, we're going to there's going to be some disparities there because. I, I wonder what's going to happen when Stannis finally uh, gets to Winterfell in the books. I think Stannis might win. Like, what are they going to do then? Well, I think I think what's going to happen is like, the TV the show is going to end. I think the last two books are going to be like they're going to say George R. R. Martin on them, but I think they're going to be like adaptations of the TV show to an extent. You don't think I don't think you're getting book George's books. George? Not even yeah, the next we're one? George's books. He's almost done with the next book. He's released many chapters. He's I don't almost believe done. It. I, I believe it. It, it. The timeline fits as well. He gets a book every five to eight years. It's been like seven or eight or something. We're going to get another book next year, and we may never get the the final book. He's hinted in the past that there needing to be an eighth fucking book. You know that, right? Like Christ. No. Yeah. Just just write, just write a longer seventh one. Yeah. Get but, forget all that. Do like, it like I, the TV I, show where, like, <laughs> hey, these are the playoff books. Everything, yeah. Every page yeah. has something interesting. Well, <laughs> Are there? But but let's let's talk about the final piece to this finale episode, and that is the boat the sex. meeting down south. No, oh. I, I mean, the boat sex was just man. What was the final the, piece? Well, the final piece. I don't mean chronologically. I mean if, if I view this them, thing. In, them, that first twenty minutes happened. was the best of the season when they all met. When you finally got like Daenerys, Jon Snow, and Cersei, I was like, oh my god, and I loved the Hound walking right up to the mountain and the mountain like the first time acknowledges another human being as not just an order and steps up to him and he's like you're fucking uglier than me i was like it's so good and like no it's coming for you i i I, I, I don't know if i want them them back to back smashing white walkers together or if i want them to kill each other in a fire or like i mean i you know what's really funny is a, a buddy of mine on this on facebook said this he was like wait after that episode, Beyond the Wall, he's like, wait, they lost a dragon because why? And my buddy commented, he goes, oh, well, obviously, because they wanted to go and steal a zombie to bring it to the queen who has a zombie bodyguard to prove her that zombies are real. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, it's true. She has a zombie bodyguard. And they had to go steal a zombie to be like, look, the undead lives. I have like, yeah, expected her during that zombie. scene when they cool. brought that box out. Like, I have, because we know how cunty Cersei is. I half expect her to be like, mine's better. <laughs> her zombie up and the mountain just cleaves it in two like that that's part what i expected but hey, I'm you glad know what happened. you know what and then kills john snow and daenerys too that's game of thrones <laughs> just there one was a clean se- sweep there you know shows like, over yeah <laughs> because it's this show like how how crazy would it have been like as they're waiting on cersei to get there if like 
troops just start filing in and surrounding them all, and they and they kill off three quarters of our good guys. I Did you notice that? For it. I was waiting for it. You never well, know. Did you notice that Braun that Braun takes Podrick off? He's like, hey, let's go get a drink. Do you know why Braun takes Podrick off and goes to get a drink? It's because him and the actress who plays uh, Cersei used to date, and now there's a clause in her contract that they can never be in the same scene together. Wait, who? Uh, Br- Braun? Braun and Cersei. They used to date in RL. Wow. And, and so What's Cersei will not... Cersei will not be on screen with him. She will not. The last time that happened was when Tyrion, it, Tyrion is the hand of the king, and Cersei has went in to like talk to him. And there's two glow, gold cloaks out, outside the door. Podrick goes to get Bronn. It's a matter of life and death. You got to come now. Get him out of the whorehouse when he's just about to eat some pussy. And Bronn is telling those guys like, "You better let me in." And they're like, he, and he's like reaching for his back dagger to like kill uh you know uh the one of the gold cloaks and then the door opens and cersei files past i don't even think that's really cersei filing past i think they got a double because they don't show her face she's just and like past him they're never on screen how much like how that's crazy i had no idea about that that is pretty unprofessional it seems like you're 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 pretending to be a a queen and if you're very good at pretending to be the queen you won't even remember this uh, this other surly fellow there there's an element of professionalism that can be said towards stating your weakness and if you are like listen i actually like this was in my opinion an abusive relationship and it's going to affect my ability to do my job then that is kind of a way of professionalism you know we're Uh. we're we're just taking the surface of it and dramatic dramatizing it and being like how unprofessional what a bitch move but like we don't know if like he hit her and they never made a big deal of it she just doesn't want to be she but, doesn't want to make a stink of it and just she wants to be separate. Even more professional would be not to have a weakness. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, I don't know. Everyone, yeah. But like everyone has a weakness. If you go on for a job and you're like, say one of your weaknesses and you say, I have no weakness, you failed that question of the job. My weaknesses are actually my strengths. Michael Scott. <laughs> I work too hard. Michael Scott. <laughs> I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're dealing with like he said, like just said, being professional is not letting your personal life affect your job. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To I, an extent, though, and like when you're dealing with something like acting, is you're literally dealing with emotions. So your ability to do your job, let's say, in I'm only going to use like a crude analogy here. If your job is to organize something. And it just so happens the stereo in the room that blasts the radio really loudly prevents you from doing your job. You're not unprofessional if you're like, this is causing a huge distraction. Does it need to be here? And if they're like, this needs to be here, then get a new job. But if they're like, you know what? This character's not even fucking alive in the books. We promise you he'll never be near you. <laughs> if Cersei then- was like, if her complaint was like, I am tired of this extra walking around with symbols, banging them near me during scenes, it'd be like, okay, well then we'll, we'll tell the symbol guy to settle down. But, but if like, respects- what's the worst thing that can happen with, with Bronn? Respects- Is it like, Cersei, honestly, we don't want you to come off as too cunty and unlikable as the character you play, so we don't want that around. We don't want you to come off as as unpleasant. Like, well, if anything, look, it would play no, into no, her but character. It is what it is. She's, and we don't she's know supposed why. To be, yeah, we she's don't supposed know. to be strong and cold and hardened, and there's a person with a direct emotional attachment. She's like, you're you're just making an obstacle for her. For what? Game of for what? Because it's, it's, it, it's a tertiary character. He doesn't even need to be in there with her. Here's my question. She, now that we know Jon Snow's true lineage, 
Yes. Who is actually the rightful owner of John this? Snow? John Snow has a better claim. He has the best claim. Can you explain it to me? Because it was her father, right? And he only had her. No, only hers left. So she would be the only kid. No, right? her, her. The Mad King mm -hmm. is John Snow's father. The Mad King's son is Daenerys's father. Am I right about that? No. Jon Snow, son of Rhaegar Targaryen. No, no, Mad so John, since she's the aunt, aunt she would aunt. be closer. Maybe someone knows this better than me. I think that when the Mad King dies, then Rhaegar becomes the king. So it was King Rhaegar who was fighting at the Battle of the Trident, technically speaking. And then when he dies, it goes to his son, Jon Snow. Or Aegon Targaryen, as we know him now. I think that's the deal um, that Chiz says I'm right. I found a really interesting thing about the incestuous nature of their relationship, and it goes beyond nephew and aunt because of all of the inbreeding in the Targaryen lineage, which is documented thanks to G.R.R. Martin. And he, you know, he breaks it down going back 18 generations. It's tracked in the books. So you can do the math, and there's a, an equation where you add up um, just how incestuous it is. And without boring you with, with that, and I don't know it off the top of my head, certainly, the deal was that 50% incest would be brother and sister, like, like Jamie and, and Cersei, or father and daughter. That would be like 50% incest. And because of all of the inbreeding in, uh, in John and uh, the Khaleesi's uh, ancestry, they're at like 46.5%. So it's almost as bad as brother and sister. They're so inbred at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I just try not to think about it. And it's they're all really fucking hot. It. That's what hey. hooked me up. First episode, I was like, what? Brother fucking a sister? I'm in John for eight years. I'm <laughs> in for the next decade. Watts before that scene. He, they were like, all right, um, Kit, your ass is going to be quite prominent because, uh, well, you know, she doesn't want to show hers. And it, it, we gotta. Somebody's gotta be on top, and we're shooting it this way to conceal as much of her as we can. Your ass is getting a lot of a lot of light. So oh, you sit on my face, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it's, I, I was like, damn, that ass is. Oh, it's John's ass. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, that, that's a nice ass, John. I, that, that's impressive. He's been doing his squats. He He's steroids? been working out. He's probably he's on lunges. Pet. Yeah, I don't know that John's on. I don't think John looks ped ripped. I don't. I, I really don't. Um, also, I think but, short like, people sometimes have an easier time getting that like wrestler's physique. Perhaps, yeah. I, I, I you know, I wouldn't know anything about that. I, I I'm all, I'm, all, I'm, I, I uh, what was the, what was Gabe's uh, workout method? It was elongate, lengthen. What was Gabe? Uh, Gabe is the really tall guy from the office who comes in with Saber. He's like the Saber Overwatch guy. It, it's a joke if you've watched The Office 15 times like I have. And okay. it, never mind. Uh, and then I guess the last thing to mention is uh, Theon gets his balls back a little bit, figuratively, figuratively speaking. Uh, he, he takes an awful beating <laughs> somehow, like. It comes out of it on top. Uh, I, I like they kind of show how he wins the fight, right? Like he gets that lucky headbutt in by after after surprising the guy by taking the crotch shots, and then if you watch his blood because he's so beaten to a pulp goes right into the guy's eyes immediately. And the guy's like, ah, my eye, I'm blind with blood. <laughs> and then he takes advantage of the guy's blindness and and you know 
ground and pound. With his three-fingered hand. Well, I think he's got more fingers in the show than he does in the uh, the, than in the books. In the books, you can't he, tell because of the gloves that he wears. But you can see some of the like glove, the fingers in his gloves are like sticking straight out in a way that almost looks like you like like blew up the corner of a doctor glove without without all your fingers in there. I noticed I watched, that. I, I watched how many he actually. I watched so many videos and explanation stuff, and and they literally explain like how many fingers he's got in the show versus how many in the books, and it, it's he's got a lot fewer fingers in the books, and and a lot fewer toes as well. You know, it's 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 rough time. Um, hard but life. but I like that. And if you look closely, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twenty good men uh, that he's got to go uh, go go get Yara. Uh, I'm excited about that. I wonder if he's going to the uh, Iron Islands. Perhaps that's where he is, or which would be, this is even juicier, is he heading off to uh, to follow the whole, is Yara with Euron with the whole fleet that's heading to go get the golden company of mercenaries? And if so, does Theon end up in the mix of that, over in Essos, in the mix with the golden company representatives and Iron Bank representatives, whoever that is and however that's mixed up? I, do we get to see the elephants, or oliphants, if that's what they call them in, in this, as they do in uh, Lord of the Rings? Are the elephants enormous? Because we haven't seen them in the show. Are, are they bigger than our elephants? You know what I mean? Like, like I'm excited to see that. If they march out with some Mumakil, those giant fucking elephants, like from uh, Lord of the Rings, where they got the big house on the back. Oh, yeah. oh I don't care see... about any inconsistencies. I'd be fine with it. Did you guys see I King also... Arthur, the recent movie with the guy from... Uh... Uh, no, I have, I have not. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's elephants in the opening scene of that that are perhaps the best elephants ever. Are they cool. real or are they CGI elephants? They CGI. have to be CGI because they're a thousand feet tall or something. No, I'm exaggerating, oh. but they're super. They're they're a lot like the Lord of the Rings elephants, but better. Yeah. How awesome <laughs> is uh, how awesome <laughs> is uh, uh, Jorah Mormont? Once he once he met back up with Daenerys, I was like, I think I clapped. When he saw her again and he was like, I'm here to serve you again. I was like, yeah, my dude, I thought this guy was never going to make it this far. Oh, yeah. And now he's like, he's back, like cured from an incurable disease. Like he's just like, he just looks so it's like it's, it's one I'm, character I'm that I really mutilated Mormont. me in a dark room in a, in a cell. It's me, Felicia, Jorah Mormont. We never considered his <laughs> own island. Is he, but is he not like every nice guy meme on the internet? Like, 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 he's oh, he's doing all these wonderful things for her. He's bending over backwards, but in the end, he's not just being nice. He's trying to get fucked. Of course, yeah. he is. In the and books, he's, he's totally trying to get fucked. He's he's very creepy in the books. He's like, he hits on her. He he's like proposing to her all the time. And he's much uglier in the books. They describe yeah. him as very bear-like, much like his sigil, completely bald. The guy that plays Jorah, I'm like, shit, give him a Wait, fucking. Oh, no, he's supposed yeah. to be. He's supposed to be ugly. Yeah, he's not... yeah in, the, in the books, he's quite unattractive. He's he's big, burly, very hairy, completely bald on top. And in the illustrations, his face is unattractive as well. But the guy that got playing him, it's like, come on, give this guy a fucking chance. He got all that shit scraped off. I mean, he's it's not be like he's a... so upset when he finds out John is plugging uh, Daenerys. He's yeah. like, Plug oh, you mean to tell me you've known her for three days now? And it's like, <laughs> you're already <laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard plugging you know, like they, very much, maybe ever. And I'm like, I can't figure out if that's like worse or better than fucking. Like, like where Honestly, on the crudeness scale is it? I was I don't trying know. to think of, of like a gross way to put it. You know, <laughs> 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 yeah. I read the uh, the comics. Like they had like a comics for the first book, 
and like they're really well drawn and stuff. It was before the show existed, and like the Starks are just like really dark, like hairy and like intense. And Arya is supposed to be ugly, horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like a little boy. And then the Lannisters are like really like beautiful, like they look like almost like the elves in Lord of the Rings. And it's like it's just kind of cool when you look at the pictures. Like they all, everyone looks good because it's a comic, yeah. but they just they got have- that right. The Lannisters. Brienne is fucking hideous. She looks a little bit like the Joker. She's got like oversized eyes and a really big mouth and a couple scars on her face. Like Brienne is in the book in the show. I'm like, come on, Jamie, hit that. Like, come on. Like, there's if you Google Brienne of Tarth naked, you'll find her full frontal nude with you know completely shaved and everything. You're you're already doing it, listeners out there. Mm-hmm. And hey, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Come on, Jamie. Especially after spending like a year in that cage in your own shit. Right, can't like, even masturbate because he doesn't have a hand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he can go lefty. You oh, don't think you learn. Acting... I've broken my arm before. <laughs> Same here. I've burnt the shit out of his hand. You go lefty, bro. And after, and you get good at it after like a week. You're like, ah, I may, I might not go back. Like, I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This may just be the new me. Hey, hey, <laughs> double time if I need to. You know, I'm getting a little tired over here. Oh. Yeah. I mean, but every show, every single show you watch, like they're uglier in the books and everything. Like, like they they kind of make everybody attractive. Like even Tyrion is a good looking dwarf. Yeah, got no nose in the books, man. It's a gaping hole there, like a ghoul. Yeah, the the, uh, battle axe wound was. It's almost handsome, like like ruggedly handsome in in the show, and it's supposed to be brutal. You know what I like? I like that part where he's having that fireside chat with the Khaleesi, and she's like, but you're not a hero, or some shit like that. And he's like, I have been heroic. I I led the forces (laughs) to the mud gate, and I... And she just cuts him off, and it's like, let him fucking finish! He's got a tale to tell Mm. here. He led the Horses through the mud gate and like won the battle of Blackwater Bay. Yeah. Like he was incredibly heroic. How many men did he chop down? I've seen Tyrion kill at least three or four men with his bare hands. Tyrion might I be saw more him. heroic than Danny. He is absolutely uh, individually, yeah. By no definition, doubt. it's like bravery requires fear, right? That's why Superman's not brave. Mm-hmm. The bravest character in all of Game of Thrones has got to be Tyrion Lannister. Oh, when he oh, stood up to the he stood up to the mountain and said, "Kill me." It was the best. I loved it. He slapped when he looked up to him. He goes, "Kill me now!" I thought that was so cool to have the tiniest guy, the tiniest guy, and the biggest guy, and there was no amount of fear that even Cersei had to respect it. You know, this if if you uh, like uh, read into about the whole Azora Ahai thing, you know the uh, that like they talked was promised. Yeah, exactly. Well, so yeah, they say the prince or the princess who was promised. Can you do a fast forward version for the listeners? What's that? Azora High. Uh, I have it right here in front of me. So Azora High is a legendary figure, uh, the Lord of Light. Thousands of years ago, he forged Lightbringer, which which is a sword he used to defeat the darkness of the Great Others. Um, and so this is a, a, a hero that they say the also the prince or prince that was promised. He wields a sword of fire called Lightbringer, and he's a legendary hero. And what's interesting about it is, like, the first thought is that you're like, oh, that would be Jon Snow. Like, you know, because he's just that, like, he just is that main character, or at least I see him like that. And then it's like the prince that was promised. But then they say the prince or princess that was promised. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that's that's interesting because it's like, 
Well, then maybe it's Daenerys and it's not quite about, you know, the, the, the prince that was promised. And it could be like that she is the one. And apparently a part of Cersei. It, I, I think we're taking it too literally, to be honest. Like, like a song of ice and fire is John. John is the song yeah. of ice and fire because his father, you know, the musician who like traveled around singing through the cities with a beautiful voice, sang, sang a song between ice, his wife, and fire himself, and made John. He is literally the song of ice and fire. I, the Azores uh, high thing is really interesting, but even more interesting to me is what I consider to be a fact at this point. I believe that Tyrion Lannister is Tyrion Targaryen. Yeah. I believe that the Mad King is his father. He visit the Mad King visited Castle Rock. He got he got a little little physical with Tywin Lannister's wife. Uh, it's well documented. He and uh, I believe that Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion is, Tyr all three of them. All three of them are fans. Targaryens. Tyrion is the only person other than Jon and Daenerys that have touched it. That has touched a dragon and not died. I believe. And that was when that fans. dragon was right in front of his face. He touched it and it didn't die. I think those three dragons. One was for each of them. And I wonder if we're going to get some sort of mega brave, awesome scenario with like a Tyrion and this like Viserion, this like ice dragon where it's like it's his and maybe there's like an element of no fear. And I don't know, like, can you turn someone back to an extent, you know, maybe if anyone can convince anything, this guy is like, it's like all of his points go into charm and charisma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Bran yep. can turn him back or ward him or something like that. Um, I believe Samuel Tardley wrote the books. Like the, 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 what we're seeing, I, I, I think that towards the end of Game of Thrones... Like he's R2-D2. I don't understand the reference, I guess. R2-D2 is the only person that was there from the beginning of Star mm -hmm. Wars until the end, and he on, always documents everything that happens. So they say that we're getting R2's perspective on the story. So it's like we're getting Samuel's documentation of... I this series i can't lay it out like one of those game of thrones analysis channels can but apparently like like as you as you mentioned you know samuel tarley's kind of got the knowledge he's got the whole thing and he's in the library and he's like not liking a book title and they're like well what would you name it i don't know something more poetic like the song of fire and ice like kyle just laid out yeah um i think that uh, maybe towards the very end you know the second or very last episode we'll see samuel tarley put pen to paper and like log game of thrones I hate that idea, but the only thing that makes me like, <laughs> like, 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 think that maybe you're onto something is the fact that Samuel Tarley looks a lot, a lot like a young <laughs> <laughs> Martin. He, yeah. Right? Like this big, yeah. fat, dark haired, like, uh -huh. pussy. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. I, that's the, the only thing that makes me think you're onto something. The first girl who even pays attention to him, he's like, of course I'll rescue you and take you to Old Town and, and raise your son as my own. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like you've met one Christ, girl Sam in your whole life. Like, my goodness. Like, he hasn't had sex with her, has he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, has. He has. Yeah. Yeah. Has. She oh, hopped okay. on. She 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 wrote him, and he went, "Oh my." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Oh my, Kitty. <laughs> this really erases the memory of those shit pots from earlier. <laughs> that's, the, that's that privilege. <laughs> Don't touch my fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a few uh, it's brothers of the. City. <laughs> there were a few brothers of the Night Watch about to throw uh, a good old fashioned Westerosi raping. And uh, Samwell comes in and, like, you know, puts up his dukes and they just whip the dog shit at him to the point where you wonder if they're going to beat him to death. 
and then Ghost comes in, runs them away, and then she takes him in the back, you know, dabs his wounds with that wet cloth like they do in the movies for some reason, and then hops on that Let's dick. get that nice and wet and festering. Yeah. <laughs> this, get, this, get this cloth I wipe my ass with. Hit, hit, yeah, yeah, use it for everything. She's a mother. She probably uh, Bring me too. that old bowl of water that I shave in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. oh. Well, I enjoyed yeah. Game of Thrones talk. Did we, did we do it justice? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think we did it justice. I, I think they were requesting a little bit of Conor McGregor talk. Um, Didn't we do I, that? I, felt like I we thought we did. It. Maybe it was PKN, though. Like, mm. just, I, you guys I, don't talk Star Wars? No, we don't, like, we don't like Star Wars. That is not true. I like Star Wars. What do you like, Star Wars? Uh, I, I don't like Star Wars. I don't think it's a very good... Uh, I don't uh, think any of them are very good at all. I haven't seen any of the new movies. I think they're all very good, but they have the reputation as being cinematic excellence unparalleled and if you watch them enough it's like uh these are just really good movies you know good first three are so boring that you can't i can't even sit through them and uh i mean i love epic long-ass movies when i see a four-hour movie i'm like mm. oh ho, ho. you ever see lonesome dub the miniseries that bitch is seven hours and 45 minutes or something i look forward to the like like next year when it's time to watch it again you're right like when they build I, a universe i love it long as possible they're, they're, they're so bad. They're such poor movies. They're poorly acted. They're way ahead of their time. Those, the, 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 the effects are incredible. It, it's great for like the 70s. But they're just shit now. And, and, and the, just the, the fan service in this last one was crap. I, it, it, was, it was a prequel about some stuff that didn't even matter. That I was, don't it, it like was fan service. Cash hate. grab bullshit. Like, oh, can you believe it? Like amazing things happened in this show. Everybody loved it. It sucked. Tell me a story that I can, that, that I want that I want to that I'm going to be interested in sucked into. Don't just drag Darth Vader onto the screen because I want to see it. Don't just CGI up uh, Carrie Fisher because I want to yeah. see it. No, like, the only fan service story. I want to see is the Blues winning the goddamn Stanley Cup for once. <laughs> but just to once. be fair, to be fair about Rogue One, um, you know what that is when you went into that movie. Yeah. Like that movie's extra. Like when I was like Star Wars, you like Star Wars. And if you're like, I think Star Wars is shit. I really like wouldn't even break down Rogue One with you because like Rogue One is like you go in it and you know exactly how that ends. Rogue, One, Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie ever made. Rogue One, every, uh, spoiler on Rogue One. Jump ahead if you don't want it. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. And I, I thought they like, dude, that's why we love Game of Thrones. Nobody survives in Rogue One. They, they just don't make it. Every character it, dies. Who uh, who dies? That's like big. Like I know Han Solo, right? And then no, no, no. But no, no. So Han Rogue Solo died one, in the movie before that. There, Rogue oh. One and Force Awakens, they're two different things. And and in Rogue One, it's not about like the characters were great, but they were single serving. They're not like any other Star Wars characters where they'll be around. So it's okay. They're not going to be the biggest deal. We're all about but the, the moment that. of it. It was the moment the Death Star plans. It was monumental, and it's almost like it was a prototype for these future movies that they would make. But, like, I get it. That movie is fan service. But I will tell you that there is an element of fan service that needs to be catered to when approaching things like Star Wars or Marvel or things that have a, a history. Because if you don't fan service then you will get fucked for that. They were more concerned with, with selling toys and action figures and video games than they were with telling a good story. The, the whole story of Rogue One goes, I, I, I'm gonna, I don't remember which Star Wars movie, but, it, but, but it's, it's, it's a 30, it's a three second 
comment in one of the Star Wars movies that they built an entire movie on, where they're like, they they pass off the plans of the Death Star and they like plug them in, so you see the hologram of like the 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 Death Star and everything, and they're like, a lot of good men died to get this. Boom. Well, That's actually, it. That's what in, in in Return of the Jedi is the second Death Star, yeah, and that's the one where they do the handoff, and they're like, a lot of Bothans died for these. That's yeah. a, the second Death Star. That's not the one we got, but regardless, we know that the Death Star plans make it. So when you're watching the last 20 minutes of that movie, you're like waiting for point A to point B that you know will happen, but this is where the fan service takes over. The section of Darth Vader b brutal, brutally killing those people, that's the new thing you get. Yeah. That's the extra thing you get. That's the payoff. That's the, like, for us, we knew where it went. But for showing it to your son or daughter, you can now decide which ones lead before which ones. Like, do you show Rogue One and go right into the old one? Or, like, what do you do? Like, like it's just... That there is so much fan service in Rogue One, you can't compare it to like Empire Strikes Back, which you still was don't so like. So gritty but... compared to that Brad Pitt tank movie, whatever that was called. Rogue One and, and Fury, Fury, and and like Fury, all the main characters died, and I didn't know all the main characters were going to die. They, they get you wrapped. People become heroes, and typically the heroes in movies don't die. But they did in Rogue One. We saw I, like two specks of blood. Do you like, know like, why? Do you know why Rogue One isn't important <laughs> to you, Kyle? Because you don't care about Star Wars to begin with. I want but, to. I uh, want but I'll to. tell you, if you loved the old ones, and even if you loved Star Wars so much that you forgave the prequels because they introduced you to a world that was like the double, like the double-sided lightsabers. Or like the universe expanding with the council. And even though they fucked up the movies, there was elements that George Lucas brought that were really excellent. Yeah. And if you cared about that, then you're like me and you're jerking off when Darth Vader is choking people and stabbing them. And you're just happy that you're getting that. So I understand. I give it like I give it five more points on the scale that you would never give it because you don't give a fuck. You're like, impress me more. I'm not just buying into it. <laughs> I want to love Star Wars. I love everything science fiction. I, you know, I've seen every episode of the X Files, every episode of every kind of Star Trek. I, I, I mean, I, I can quote fucking episodes. I, I, I know it all. I know all the characters and the actors who play them. I, I, I I'm this close to going to the to like the events. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have the collector <laughs> shit. I have the entire Star Trek TNG Pez dispenser collection. All right. I eat I out of Mr. Worf's face. I, I, I've seen every Star Trek movie. The Wrath of the Khan is the best one there's ever that, that, that's ever been made. I'm into sci-fi nerdy-ass shit. And I've seen all the Star Wars movies multiple times. I have suffered through them to try to make myself like it. But I just can't. It keeps... It keeps just, just, there's, so many, there's so many holes in the plot. There's so many missteps as they try to... We, it's like they're trying to weave together this patchwork quilt and make it all make sense. It reminds me of how Lost just went off the fucking rails because of the writer's strike. It, yeah, they retcon. They definitely retcon a bunch of things where they go back and things that were just uh, some someone forgot something that day on set has now spun off into a comic series that perfectly explains why that was not there that way, even though yeah. it was just like something that was an accident. But it's just it's like I watch Star Wars and I love the universe of it. 
You know, like I love like if you're not into it, you're not into it. Like I love Next Generation. Next Generation, I'm not like this or that is the best. What I love about Next Generation is sometimes it says something or poses a problem and mm -hmm. I'm there like not even paying attention for the rest of the episodes I'm thinking in my head like Star Damn. Trek episodes are always an allegory for our modern day problems and they're, right. and they're always so they're always so uh, they're, they're, they're based on the problems that are relevant during the period in which the shows are made. You can go back to the original series and there's so much race relations stuff. There's an there's a, a, an episode where there are these two opposing races on this planet. And the only difference is they're they're split down the center, like vertically black on the left side, white on the right side. And the other race is the opposite. They're black on the left side and white on the right and uh, on the uh, right side, and they're diametrically opposed. They hate one another. They, they they're ready to destroy one another. And Kirk shows them that their differences are ridiculous and makes peace between them. And of course, it's all race relations. Look at the crew of the Enterprise. Of the how, Enterprise. How does he show them? I'm just curious because I haven't seen it. Uh, he threat. He, he sets the ship to self destruct. And he's gonna kill everybody With on the ship. With a mirror? Ship. Are you serious, Chiz? He he goes. No, well, no, not all the same. <laughs> no, no. Chiz, Chiz doesn't watch the show. He sets the ship to self-destruct, and he's like, "Make peace, or we all die. Make peace, or we all die." And uh -huh. the, and they make peace. So if, a if you look at the crew, yeah. <laughs> look at the crew. And so this show's made in like the late 60s, 67, 68, 69. We're in the we're in the height of the Cold War. We're in the height of Jim Crow. Like people are Martin Luther King, all that stuff, race relations. You've got Uhura. As the communications officer, a black woman, Martin Luther King told her, your, your part is so important to black people. Don't quit that show. I know you're not happy with the amount of airtime you're getting. He told her this. You've got a Russian driving the ship around, or maybe I think he's the tactical officer in uh, Chekhov. We're in the middle of the fucking Cold War, and they got a Russian shooting the guns. You've got Mr. Sulu, a Japanese-American. We had them in internment camps. Literally, Mr. Sulu was one of the guys, uh, um, George Takai, was in an internment camp as a child oh, when he was wow. seven years old. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. Big fan of Takai, um, and uh, it just runs the gambit. And of course, you know, Mr. Sulu was also gay. Uh, but but you know, it. I love Star Trek and all the things, all the allegories. Star every, Trek. Well, Mr. Not not openly gay, but Mr. Sulu was gay in RL, of course, and he is. You know, George Takai. Oh my! That's a large cop. I just like that. That would have been way more progressive than I ever imagined there is Star Trek a, if there was a gay captain or missile shooter or whatever the hell he does. The, the very first interracial kiss on television is Captain Kirk kissing uh, Uhura. Huh. I actually knew that. Yeah, most people do. But but what I'm getting at is like, that show is so, it, it means so much to, to in so many different ways. It's, it, it's I, just, I don't get that from fucking Star Wars and I want to. And, I, and I'm not sold it's on the characters. Like, to me, when I think of if you were to ask me which show is like a bigger part of American culture, I would say Star Wars. You know, like, like when I think of the things that go down in cinematic history and kind of live forever, Star Wars is a bigger deal. Luke, I am your father is more like known and ingrained than anything that's ever been quoted. Con! Yeah, I, 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 well, Luke, I am your father. There's more yeah. hours of Star Trek, so it, it wins default. Uh, the, default. Let, the, me, the, let me slide this ad in. Let me slide this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Draft Kings, you've been waiting for this since February 6th. Mm -hmm. Football season is almost here, and there's no better way to get closer to the game that you love than with DraftKings one-week fantasy football. To celebrate, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest that is totally free to enter. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Uh, with DraftKings, there are many ways to play. You can choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. 
DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. So get to DraftKings.com now and use promo code PAINKILLER to play in DraftKings' free week one contest for $100,000 in total prizes. And if you don't draft the perfect lineup, if you do draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion, as I said before. That's promo code PAINKILLER. With a B. That's promo code PAINKILLER to play for your shot to win $1 billion in week one. The contest is totally free to enter. You, Why wouldn't you try for a chance to be a billionaire? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I have a uh, PKA AMA question. So people don't know, uh, PKA has a, a Patreon. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. And in that Patreon, there are levels where you can ask questions to us and influence the show, and it's pretty cool. Anyway, what are the coolest things, physical, edible, or sentimental, that you've been sent by a fan and why? So, and I, I was like, I bet Harley's got some cool stuff, too, that's been sent to him along the way. I, mine, I, so I've been sent some cool stuff. Uh, someone sent me a knife, that they, a couple knives that they thought I'd like, and I'm, I'm kind of into knives. There's people who are more than me, but I... I, get, it was, I liked it a lot. But the one that's burned into my head is uh, a guy took a piece of steel. It was like a quarter inch thick. And he must have used a laser cutter or a plasma cutter or something. And he, he carved out the Woody's Gamer Tag logo. It's like, it's square. So it's like a foot, you know, from corner to corner. And I bet it weighs like eight pounds. And it's just kind of a hefty, neat thing. I've got it hanging in the stable. And I feel like I'll have it until i die you know i i wonder if it's the same guy i didn't get one quite as big but i do have a laser cut steel thing with epic mealtime logo and it says epic mealtime across but it's a small thin plaque i wonder if it's the same guy that'd be really interesting which wouldn't be far off because if you got it around the time that we were all collaboing like you know there's a possibility that there was some sharing there so who knows um i mean i get i get like now i get like edibles sent to me and like 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 bongs and stuff i did a, a, a <laughs> one of my one of my vlogs i like referenced marijuana a whole bunch in it and stuff and then i started getting like bongs and like uh like edibles and stuff like to to my office which i'm just like i can get in shit for the oh yes well of course <laughs> yeah i can get in shit for this stuff and uh i have uh also um I told you this before, I think. It was not through mail, but it was in person. A girl had, like, broken off all her fingernails. And, like, she was like, I have something to give you. And I put my hand out. And she, like, this was, like, in a public place. And she, like, just op- put it in my hand. And I, like, opened up my hand. And it was her nails. And I was like, what the fuck? And her hand was right there. And she just, like, closed it back up. That's crazy. And I would have been, I would have been down to fuck her. So I was all like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll keep these nails." Harley likes them crazy too. <laughs> Kyle, did Harley, you get like severed heads and stuff? Someone sent a cat head one time. It's been maybe six years ago now. Someone sent a fucking cat head, and I always tell the joke. It's like, did this guy say I'm gonna send cat- Kyle a cat head and go murder a fucking cat, or did this guy stumble upon a dead cat and say, "Oh, I know Kyle, what I could what? do with that." Kyle would like this. <laughs> this, this, and, and it just bizarre. I want to do Tinder talk. I got to piss. I want to do Tinder talk when we come back. I want, I want to talk. I want to see what Harley has to say about Tinder because recently, Harley, I and Chiz introduced Taylor to Tinder. He, he was not on, he was not on Tinder. He was not using it. He saw it as, as just a thing for women to get 
like, uh, um, how do you put it? Validation. Validation yeah. from men. It, he thought it was like this big silly game where women were just like picking and choosing and sitting on a throne. Now I think he realizes that it's Huge the, the pussy. It's right the here. pussy like uh, slot machine is what it is. And uh, and and I want to I want to know uh, uh, what what dating apps you use and, and what your experiences are. I, 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 but I'm about to piss on myself. Harley, are you <laughs> are you presently dating anyone? Like where? Yeah. Yeah, oh. but I, I I've had I've had time on the uh, on the app and I've, I I know my way around it. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, I um I stopped dating about twenty years before Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the funny ones on Reddit. That's my background on Tinder. Um, what are your your big tips? Big <clears throat> tips for if you have any. Um, well, do you have your uh, phone in front of you right now? Uh, no, it's charging in the other room. Oh, it's really far. That's unfortunate that we. It's can't. really, really far. It's really unfortunate that we can't take out your pictures, and I can give you a live criticism right now and tell you what you. <laughs> well, there's no way I'm showing my fucking profile on here. There's <laughs> oh man, I. I Why? It, I wish it. it here's, must be here's more private thing. than I think. It, this like, is the, this is this is the first thing to understand. Going on Tinder. I've realized has this aspect where it's like, oh, motherfucker's got to be desperate if he's trying to fuck a girl inside the telephone. And it's like, <laughs> listen, people are busy. Like I said this, I say this to, to other YouTubers that I know, and some of them are like, you know, they're quite famous and they're female. And they're like, I will not get caught dead on Tinder. And I'm like, relax, bitch. <laughs> like you're acting like you can't be seen on Tinder. God forbid someone screenshots you. Like, what are you doing? You're just cutting out the bar. Like, if you go out, like we're not we're not embarrassed to get all dressed up and put gel in our hair and be like, oh, look at you. You think you're gonna put gel in your hair and go fuck some girl tonight? You think you're a hot shot or something? Relax, buddy. Like, <laughs> like we we have no qualms getting dressed up and going out to do that, but we do put tinder in this box where it's like you gotta be fucking desperate even when i see girls being like oh look at this dm that i got on tinder and some dude's like oh damn baby why you gotta go on tinder you must have an easy time meeting guys and it's like i don't have fucking time i just want to get on and you know what do you like my face you don't perfect i'm glad i didn't have to buy a drink to figure that out and like you just go on you figure it out and you connect and i was very fast if you match someone the longer you wait to meet, the worse that meeting will be. The more of an endeavor and pressure it'll be. I used to meet, I used to match, and I would be like, do you want to go grab a taco right now and see if you hate me? Because then we don't need to waste time. And like the biggest thing you could do that waste time is match someone and not meet them. So when you match someone, set aside 45 minutes because truth be told, you're probably not going to fuck someone the first time anyways. So get that one out. Make it fast and be like, hey, I have X, Y, or Z in two and a half hours from now, meaning I have an hour now. Do you want to get coffee and see if we hate each other and never have to waste time again? Or maybe we could talk. Then you could meet. If it goes exceptionally well, you have a kiss at the end to let her know that you enjoyed it. If she turns you away, handle the rejection like a pro, like a man. See her again. That second time, you've raised the level up so much higher that you are in the realm of being allowed to make a move or get fresh because it's not quite the first date. <laughs> get fresh. Getting fresh. Coffee oh, that, that's a good name for a podcast. Getting fresh with Harley. <laughs> I would also say that if you're if you look at your pictures since you don't want to bust them out right now, um, what I would appreciate is if you read to us what your bio says. No. 
Oh, okay. so let, me, let me jump in on this like, topic. It, your, when I was buying bio, house, I said this. I, I was like, hey, I, we, I don't even think we put a bid in on it yet. But I'm like, we found a place. It's not that far from me. It's got some acreage. I'm really excited about it. That was what it took for people to like post the Zillow entry on the PKA subreddit and be like, I figured out where Woody's going to go. And uh, I had well, no idea that, that Taylor had any prayer of keeping his Tinder profile private. Well, here, think about this. Tinder is private. The only way you can come across someone's Tinder profile is if you are in within the range of them. But you can set, and they your, are you can set your location. We learned that last week. I can no, say so you can, I'm in you can You can go California. and swipe. But like here, here you go, Taylor. This is a perfect example. If you are too bashful or too shy to tell me what your bio says, then you don't stand behind your bio enough to confidently present it to a girl. That's a really clever attempt to get me to read it, but it's not a fact of I'm, I'm not confident in the bio. It's that I'm not reading it on, on the podcast. That's but, not but what it's for. Also, it's your bio. It doesn't say what are your sexual preferences. It's your bio. You By that. all accounts and purposes, right. all four <laughs> of us are capable of creating a bio for you right now and we don't need to know anything about you in your brain. But if it was sexual preferences, I understand that's private. But your bio is hardly private. Like, hi, I'm Taylor. I really like St. Louis blues. Like, is that really so outlandish to say right now in this scenario? I only want to help you. It sounds we can to only me step your game like up. Harley should be reading us his Tinder profile. I'll tell I mean, you. And, and, I, and I, Harley I perfectly pegged me as you. a very shy, bashful person. You know, here's, obvious. <laughs> here's exactly what my Tinder profile used to say. I'm tall and I have a job. That's exactly what it said. Those were two things that I noticed while swiping were things that came up. If you ain't got a car, if you ain't got a job, all that. Now, I don't agree with the tall thing, and I think it's fucked up, because if I was like, if you got a flat booty, swipe left, that would be <laughs> fucked up. But like the whole short, tall thing, girls are apparently allowed to do it, but it's okay, you can't be sexist to men. Um, <laughs> but the whole tall thing, like I noticed that, so I just said, I'm tall, and I have a job. And That's what that it. was okay. is being concise. The second you say, and I don't know if you do it, but let's just pretend, Hey, I like St. Louis Blues. Wow, hockey freak. You like hockey so much you have to mention it in your fucking Tinder pro. I dated a hockey player once. I want none of him. The less you say, the better. So the what you I if I better. were you, okay. if I were you, I would say uh, I, I, I'm, on a, I'm on a successful podcast. And that's literally it. It's bragging a bit and it's kind of mysterious. Maybe it opens them up, but they'll be like, oh, he's charming. He's a talker. He knows how to have a good conversation. You could even say like, I'm on a podcast. I know how to have a good conversation. That's it. You like talking. That's all there is. And if you say successful podcast, they won't question that you're living in your mom's basement, talking into an iPhone, calling it a podcast. <laughs> Make sure one of them is outside because otherwise it looks like you're a homebody and you never want to go out. Another one of your pictures, absolutely 100% smile with teeth. If you don't have a single smiling picture, that's a problem. If you do have a smiling picture, but none of them with teeth, then you have no teeth. That's what they will think. <laughs> that's literally how it goes. You have to show your teeth or you have no teeth. That, that, that outside and teeth one, that's excellent. excellent. No, I, I disagree. Smiling is a sign of submission in primates. I never smile. <laughs> 
Harley. He has his whole, whole other batch of rules. Taylor's I a clever him. guy, right? I believe Taylor could come up with a Tinder profile that would be memorable, more memorable than the ones you're coming up with, right? He could say something that would make a girl be like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I adore him. You think that's a bad strategy? I think that you will hurt yourself more than you will help yourself. I believe in this introductory process, the girls will write a lot. As a guy, if you write too much, it will bother them. Girls write with emojis a lot. If you emoji with them back a lot, they don't like that. They're not looking for a girlfriend. They don't want to be like, they, they value mystery. Why do you think Tuxedo Mask got all the sailors fucking wet? Because they didn't know who was behind the mask and in the tuxedo. Sailor Moon reference. I yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't get that one. So the girls is, value resources and strength, right? The guys value like you know fertility and 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 pretty, and and guy and girls want resources and strength, which is why it's so nice to be a guy because we die old and and we die we get stronger and we gather more resources. Where so we're born poor and we get rich, whereas women are born rich and get poor. Their you know their fertility and their uh, their prettiness it just fades. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Why not have a Tinder profile that somehow accentuates your resources and your strength? I guess that's but what like, you did. But, I'm processing but, but, this. Yeah. You, I'm uh, tall uh, and I have picture. a job. You basically said, I have resources and strength in your Tinder yeah. profile. It's, it's <laughs> concise. It's got to be so concise. The second, imagine if I said this. Um, I have a popular cooking show. Well, now that means I have an ego. I'm famous. And there's going to be other girls that are trying to fuck me too. So like I've given three problems. Now girls aren't us. We look we look at a girl and 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 she can she can have something and we're guys we'll be like damn that ass though. Like she could be like I have uh I have a uh, uh, seizures every 20 minutes and I violently swear out loud and uh, sometimes I'll randomly punch the person I'm with in the face. We would look at it and be like, damn, those tits are nice, and I bet her punch isn't that hard. I'm going to yeah. take a shot at it. <laughs> for every girl on Tinder, every time they swipe right, it's a match. They match when they say heart. They will match. So because of that, the whole thing is entirely skewed to the point that you can say too much and damage yourself. You're better off just being like, if they like your face, they like your face. Nothing you say will change their mind. But if they like your face, they like your face. Say one sentence, and hopefully you didn't fuck it up. That's interesting. I like the the uber concise thing. The to be fair, the fact that you're like six five or something makes the tall thing easy. I'm six foot, and so I'm taller than most men. Okay, so put okay, put six one. But I already get irritated by all the five ten, five eleven liars who that. say they're six foot. I don't want to be that guy. Who, who these, these girls? Cool. Are these no, girls that do that? Right there. I'm not one of those 5'10", 5'11", liars. Six foot. I've said that in that, a message no, to a girl right. and she laughed. That's, yeah. that's the bio. Be like, I'm 6'1", and a real 6'1", not oh, like these 5'11", liars. You need someone next to you with a, with a tape measurement <laughs> oh, or, or, or like coming out of a convenience store, you know, with the with the thing or whatever. <laughs> or, or hold like a 7-Eleven. Hold a banana or put a banana next to you. Be like, here's a banana for size reference. Mm. Or like, just like, you know, like something next to you like that. But I, I like that angle hey. personally. Okay, here's that's interesting. Fun. I like that. Here's something fun. Okay. 
go grab your phone. You won't say anything. You won't show us anything. But let's go speak. Let's go respond to one of your messages together right now. You don't need to say anything. Just need to say what was the last thing they said. And I'm going to set you up real nice with a solid fucking line. You're going to end up marrying this chick and she's going to discover this podcast. And, and she'll love it. It'll be, gonna it'll, it'll play at the shit. wedding. That's I'll, it. She's going to use the wedding. I'll come MC it. In the divorce proceedings. <laughs> I can do You know what? Like, it's, it, if you look, you know what? Not not this time, Taylor. What you do, go go check out, and this is great because I get to plug my thing real quick, youtube.com slash Harley Moore. If you go look up my Tinder videos, I have some with my friend Amir. And I fully respond on his account and change up some things. Like for him, he showed me what he wrote. It said it, it like he matched this girl and he wrote peekaboo. Yeah. That was his opening line. Nice. I saw him like, dog, you need so much fucking help right now. I <laughs> I'm like, peekaboo, that's what you led with? You're, you look like you're trying to fucking kidnap her kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, like right. what's she supposed to say? I see you. Like, like where is like, she going? Peek-a-boo. There's no response to that. What does she say? It also sounds T- like yeah, if I was up a Tinder match and they said peekaboo, I would be like, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Master of None. It's yeah, a Netflix special. Good. That guy from Parks and Rec, Azir, is already. He's sorry. Thank you. Um, he's in it. And they, they use Tinder in the show. His opening line, he uses it all season long, is, hey, I'm going to Whole Foods. You need anything? You like? It, it, it's good, but it's 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 really specific to a location. Okay. That's, I don't want to offer to buy someone anything. No, no, but that's but that's that's really specific to Los Angeles. No, he lives in Los Foods? Angeles, isn't he? In Los Angeles, there he is. But Whole Foods is nationwide. Is that no? But like Whole Foods in L.A. has like a really intense culture to it. Oh. Like there's like you go there, you can grab like a fucking drink and like an Amazon Echo and like your groceries and people are chilling and it's like it's like a it's like hot girls go there. It's like I actually like a- I I shop at Whole Foods more often now because after the first time I went there, I was like, oh my god, like this is a different group of women than I'm seeing at Walmart. Dude, yeah, you like, gotta swipe. You have to yeah. stand there and swipe there. You have to swipe in Whole Foods. Ooh, how interesting! You go there to swipe. No, no, the high school. Oh, here's what another tip. This, here's here's one that uh, that actually an actual Tinder tip that uh, that a fan sent me that panned out great. So you know how you can set the distance to it. Okay. If you like, just want to skip through the bullshit and just find the people who have already matched you. If you set your range to one mile. And then go back and keep that as your setting, and then go to to the tindering, and it'll like say searching for people around you. It'll show people that are way more than a mile away, but it'll only show people who have already swiped on you. So if you're like, oh fuck, like there's four more girls, bang 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 bang, like they all matched with you already. And so there's a there's a pro that tip is interesting. that a nice guy on the Reddit. Harley, how low do you set the age on yours? Bottom to top. Same here. So 18 years old and up. bottom to top because like even some people have their a glitch on their Facebook and the age is messed up. But I'll tell you one thing. You want to hear an advanced move? Yeah, oh, I'll yeah. love to hear it. Even I do. Okay, now we're getting really advanced, though. If you really want to get advanced, if you really want to care about this stuff, you want to make moves. <clears throat> do you go to a gym? Uh, I work out. I don't go to a gym. You what? He works out. I home. work out at home. I don't go oh, to at gym. home. Um, do you go to, uh, 
Do you go to a restaurant with cute waitresses or do you frequent a place often where you come across cute girls? Yeah, the park. Like the park. Okay. Go to Instagram and search up places and then look at the pictures tagged in those places, especially like if you go to a gym, girls that work at the gym tend to take selfies at the gym and tag the gym girls that uh or if you if you go to like a, a a shoe store or something and you notice like there's a couple cute employees you can look up that place on places on instagram and find the employees they take pictures of themselves and they geotag the location now it, it could be considered stalking except this is public and they geotagged it to the extent that they want it to be seen mm-hmm. so it's not quite like harassing someone but if they put themselves in a place and they tag the location, I think it's free game to then slide in the DM and be like, I notice you go to my gym. Or, hey, I saw you the other day. I was getting shoes. Um, what's interesting is if you start to look up places and you look at their Instagram profiles, if you have friends in common, the cookies from that will pass onto your Facebook and they might pop up in your suggested friends in the Facebook realm, at which point you could add them on Facebook and be like, oh. I've been in your shoe store before. Facebook recommended we be friends. How weird. I guess uh, this advanced Facebook algorithm says we're perfect for each other. That's very, very, you know, you won me over. I was thinking it was really creepy, but then you said they're geo-targeting it. They're doing it. So uh, you're just using the information available to you. So that's not creepy. Yeah. Okay. I'm sold on that. I'm going to do that. I'll make an Instagram. (laughs) You can have a Facebook too now, though. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I'll make another Facebook. (laughs) If you take a girl, any girl you go to see on on Tinder, if you set up the date through Tinder within the app, you pay. I mean, I, you mean like I pay for the whole thing? Yeah. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you pay. I mean, I always do that. Okay. Like I, I feel more comfortable paying. I'm not, but I'm not one of those guys who like. If she says no, no, I'll pay for my half. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I insist. It's gonna be like, all right. Like I'm not gonna let you call my bluff and then expect me to go. No, no, no. I, I do it again. It's like no, it, this isn't a. I insist. No, no, no. Me. Like no. If you say you're gonna pay for half of it, you got the one shot, and I'm gonna respect your decision. You're paying for your. Half. I yo first you got it, that. Okay. I'll be like, let me get this, and then she goes, no, I insist. I will say no, absolutely not. And then if she insists again to insist, first insist is a test. The second insist is the real one. I don't want to be fucked with. Or <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You're trying, you're trying to be fucked with. You downloaded this app with the sole intent of literally being fucked with, fucked on, but fucked not all up and way. down. You will commit to the fuckery, okay? <laughs> not you will be fucked game. with. And if all goes according to plan, you will get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you... you that's true. You did sign up to get fucked with and to fuck. So, all right, all right. I'll add an additional no to my repertoire. I'll now take two no's and then the third you do it. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Solid tip. Solid tip. Exactly. <laughs> this, exactly. These are these and are great I'm lessons. Saying, I'm just saying this. The girl that takes it, maybe that's not the one who you want to be or have a partnering with or whatever down the line. But the girl that that pays for her own coffee isn't going to suck your dick. Maybe. No. I mean, that's just kind of a g- giant sweeping thing. It is. And let's just, let's just like, I mean, let's pray for the best and expect the worst. And let's just <laughs> assume 
she, we're going to lean on the side that she's not going to suck your dick if she had to buy you the coffee. Let's just oh, well, say she's that. not buying me the coffee. If we no. operate on that, if we operate on that, it's just a safe way to roll. Just just to say. And I'm not saying everyone would be like that, but I'm just saying like if she bought her own coffee, it might be harder for me to get like uh, a hand job or whatever you want. You know? I mean, that's 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 definitely fair. <laughs> I and I would do the same thing with coffee. I'd say I'll take care of this, and then if they say no, I got my I got my coffee. I say okay. Like, but now I, I, I know I'm supposed to take another no, like a fucking car I, salesman. If, you know? she insists, if she insists again, be like, fine, you could pay for your coffee, but you're still gonna lick my butt, right? <laughs> so, so escalate quickly, right? That's what you're saying. What, should I do that, that while I'm still in line? I'm kidding about that part. Oh, also, I've done this. This is very stalkery. I see someone on Tinder and it doesn't go well. Hmm. No match. So. Sometimes they have their Instagram tagged. Yep. Send them a DM on Instagram being like, so weird. I swiped you right on Instagram on Tinder and we didn't match. I think it's oh. a malfunction in the algorithm or something, some sort of glitch. Cause um, I doubt actually, I think there's a malfunction in your algorithm. You are stalking <laughs> the fuck out of me right now. I am reporting you to Tinder. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, okay, Kyle. Or, uh, hey, Kyle. Once Har again, Harvey, she, Har she put her Instagram there cause she's using it to see to, to get, you know, people to go look at her Instagram. If you slide in there and like, it's true, maybe you do have more followers than her, maybe she cherishes that. You slide in and you say something like, oh, I, I swiped you right, but we didn't match, which is weird, because I mean, I don't think you would swipe left on a handsome guy like me, blah, 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 I'm so funny. She'll be like, oh, this guy's kind of cute. Now that I'm looking at 50 pictures of him, instead of the three ugly ones he chose, this <laughs> is a chance. It's just a second chance. If we framed getting Instagram followers as a way to help Taylor get laid, I'm pretty sure he'd be at like 25,000 after one episode. Oh my God. This is a good idea. <laughs> I need to start. Okay, I'm going to make an Instagram. Guys, next week I'll come guys, back and give it out. People listening, if you follow him and you get him into the 10K plus, his efforts at getting a girl on Tinder goes up way more and it will lead to uh, much more interesting podcasts in the future. Mm. And he'll and he'll be happy to share his bio with us and stuff. So go check out it. Go, go look at his Instagram that he's going to make. Taylor's yeah, going to upload his first video in like the, a year. Uh, Follow me on that's, Instagram. Yeah, that's all that it'll be. I haven't made a video in so long. <laughs> yeah, that's the move that Dan, Bil Dan Bilzerian does. His Instagram is fucking off the chain. Of course, he's got well over a million, probably well over two or three million now. And, and he uh, he's sitting next to me on the couch, like showing me his Instagram. It's it's otherworldly. It's 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 not next level. It's 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 an incomprehensible level of just pussy and tits being being piped into him constantly. And he's just let not nah, too big, too small, too big. He, he like like pick, talk about picking and choosing. It's just like ah, oh, that one's an eight. Ugh, get out of here, Asian. No way, not today. Asians are on Wednesdays. He's that's a like, business <laughs> opportunity. Like these girls get famous just by being next to him. I have a pair of friend who's a photographer, and um, a decent part of his business is just helping girls look extremely hot for their Instagram. And and you know often there's lots of nudes or semi nudes or something like that. And uh, and he just you know he frames it and edits it and puts it up for him and and it's a piece of how he makes his living because the and, and like it must it tells me like damn well there must be a living on the other side of it too you know the girls who are getting their pictures taken something is happening for them because of their Instagram they're not hiring I, him for nothing I'm gonna really internalize all of your your tips 
Harley, except for the the last one, sending DMs on Instagram. That does feel a little creepy. Like if if they're not into you, you know that that one that one's a little creepy. Yeah, but like, so what happens is then I'm they just the don't respond to you for an answer. Yeah, they just then, won't say anything. Uh, this ties into his. It takes more than one no philosophy, though, right? Like you get a no on Tinder, it's like you know what. At least get a no on Instagram. Don't just stop there. If one loss turns you into a loser, then that's what you are. Ah, there's enough yeses on Tinder already. You don't need yeah, to go okay. fucking sleuthing about. <laughs> I'm just fucking through about. Instagram. I don't know anything. Well, do you have Bumble? <laughs> no, I don't. Is that should I get it? Yeah, Bumble's the same thing. Except if you match, the girl has to message you first. Hey, uh, we've talked about Bumble. Bumble's more relationship based often. No, right? no, they're all the same. They're all maybe you fuck, maybe you get a relationship. They're all like it's all up in the air. That's the like, dice roll. <laughs> I, I went I went and I met girls and I was like, oh, let's go meet. And then we'd go and we'd meet. And like after like 15 minutes, I'd be like, this isn't really a thing. And they're like, no, but like I hung out with those girls after and we were friends after, and there was like no sexual connotation to it or anything. It was just like that. And that was on Tinder. Tinder wasn't like an automatic fuck thing just like bumble isn't an Could automatic use fuck plenty thing. of fish listen if you want a guaranteed fuck then you download grinder <laughs> that's, mm. that's the gay one and it, it is guaranteed i guarantee yeah well it's the gay one technically <laughs> or you can say that you're only looking for trans women and then maybe debatably it's not gay okay do you use plenty of fish? But would they be on Grinder? Tell me more about their yes. jawline. <laughs> Strong as fuck. Looks like, a, looks like, a, looks like a, a college wrestler from Ohio. That kind of jawline. <laughs> Built like a brick shit house. No, do you use plenty of fish? My dad is 62 or 63. I think 63 maybe now. Uh, maybe in April. And, uh, and he and my mom got a divorce maybe a year or two ago or something like that. And uh, he... I, I was my cousin has always been on POF for like forever. And uh, and I guess that it spilled over to my dad. And I'm sitting there with him one day and he's like, this who's is your cousin? Uh, Scott, you met Scotty Gator. Yeah, that's right. Like I met Gator. So to say Gator adds so much more context to this. Yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Gator's bitches better be wearing jimmies. So my dad's <laughs> sitting there. He's like. This right here is the greatest invention mankind's ever come up with. You'd be surprised how many women are looking for an old man. <laughs> he's, he's, I, I, and like, like he came over the other night and I cooked dinner and uh, and I see him over there on his phone and I'm like, you fishing? He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like he's got like five or six like middle-aged women on there at any given time. He's traveling like a hundred miles in any given direction to go like meet up with these women or vice versa. They're traveling like sometimes a hundred miles to come see him because. He's oh, you know, man, rural. Yeah, like they'll come down from North Carolina. They'll come out from Atlanta and stuff and, and vice versa. It's it's like I find that hardly any of it on Tinder, at least, is like the actual Tinder app. Almost all of it gets done in the texting once you got their number from the little chat. As soon as yo, as, I try as soon and move as you it match as quickly as possible. I, I forgot to tell you, as soon as you match, you got to be like, oh, wow. Uh. Uh, like, uh, I don't use this app a lot at all. I'm going to delete it. We should swap numbers. Here's my number. Send me a message. Because then it's like I'm not living on Tinder and I don't stay on Tinder all the time. I hate this app. And then you can get off and it encourages her to get off the app as well. And then she won't be spying on you as much as, I guess, if you're you know still popping around there or whatnot. But okay, getting, app, getting off the app, anyways, it's important. Uh, I could tell you another really crazy move. 
Go, I'm, I'm loving it. Keep, keep them coming. Okay. Where do you live? St. Louis. St. Louis. Um, what you do is you find, you change your Tinder to swipe in Canada. Okay. You could swipe Montreal, for example. Swipe in Canada, and you, first of all, you'll see how beautiful Montreal girls are. We have very beautiful girls here. You'll see that firsthand. I don't know if I gave you guys the history lesson of it, of why you did, actually. Yeah. You, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you swipe there and match a girl and uh, and bring her down for the weekend. It's getting expensive, but like, like pay for a plane ticket for some random yeah, bitch see, from I, Canada. Saying, like, I don't want to be telling tales. There are too many women. There are millions of women in St. Louis that I can fuck. Like I'm saying, I'm saying. I hope you have an aeroplane set up and you've been collecting points. Fly that <laughs> pussy in on points, and lock it down. And I'm well, just that saying, bitch like, is flying it's, southwest. It's, it's, it's fun when she's around the corner. It's fun when she's around the corner. But like, if if you're looking at like eights or eight and a halfs, if you're putting like this this trip into it, it's almost like a little long weekend vacation. I mean, you might be able to hit a nine and a half, ten, because she's getting a trip out of it too. Oh, I got the I got the trick. Forget, I believe you about the women in Montreal. Don't get me wrong. Right now, you need to strike while the motherfucking iron is hot. Hmm. Put that shit on Miami. I knew you were going to say that. Put that shit on Miami. Be like, get away from the storm and come see a storm lord. And like, like, <laughs> like, like sing dressed as Robert Baratheon, who's the storm lord, and fucking kill it. Fucking kill it all day. Those flights are capped off at $99 from JetBlue. That's probably like 30 oh. points. Oh, come this on, is bro. actually a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, all right. I'm going to set my location at a refugee center just outside of Miami, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to swipe there. There's a, there, I'll, I'll let them shower first. I have a like. girlfriend. Gonna I go have great. to say, she, my door's open, and she's been hearing me yell about Tinder this entire time and all these strategies. I need to say, I'm not on it. I'm not on Tinder. This was once upon a time. This is something that has happened before. This is Andy. This is my girlfriend. No, we we swipe right and left together. Actually, There's yeah, a, it's like okay. a duo, duo. Yeah, yeah. It's a swipe right. You get both of us. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen those accounts, and it's annoying when it's like uh, the the chick on there, and then you get like five pictures in, and then it's her and some dude, and you scroll down to the bio that you didn't read because you saw on the top level that she likes ice cream and is an adventurer, just like fucking every other chick in there. And you, you scroll to the bottom, and it's like, looking for someone else with my, you know, to have fun with my boyfriend with. He's bi. And it's like, ah, like, are you really duping people with this? Like, are people showing up? And then there's just fucking Ian in the corner. And, you're like, like, and he's like, well, I'm all right. I already drove out here. Like, like no, <laughs> how is that going to work? You, you, like just make it up front ah yeah I, I don't like that and i do like did you notice that you smirked when i said the adventurous thing harley yeah have you noticed every single girl is adventurous well on those if, apps if, i think it's you, because they want an adventurous guy and so they think that the the prospect of adventure is as endearing to us as it is to them adventurous no adventurous is a way of saying i don't want to suck your dick on your couch hmm. adventurous you means i'm not going to a movie you're not coming to watch a movie here i'm not going to watch one there adventurous means get the fuck up and get the fuck out it okay. means like 
no Netflix and chill. If a girl says, like, I like staying in and watching a movie, every guy's like, I got a lot of movies for you at my house, baby. <laughs> Netflix, ever heard of it? Non-stop movies. I got Lord <laughs> of the Rings on my couch. Extended edition. Yeah, we, we, you're, you're in for 12 hours of fun. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps trying to, like, put her hand in your lap. She's trying to put her hand in your lap. You're like, no, no, you're going to miss it. These are the leaves of Lothlorien. This is important. <laughs> this is extended shit right here. Come on. Stop. Not you, you probably didn't leave the scene where Saruman falls off of the Tower of Orthanc. Oh, Shut up. Get right out of my pants. Get out. You know what? Get, I don't need you for this. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the man of Rohan? It's all this to say. I'm, those are those are mm -hmm. some some very interesting tips and some very good ones. I'll I'll reevaluate, think about that. But it's as a whole, like I have Tinder in my mind now. Like I said, I was the biggest hypocrite. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a way for fucking women to get validation. And then immediately when I got it, I'm sitting there like getting validation, and I'm like, huh, yeah, right, as if like, like that. <laughs> and but like, the you first know what? Time I did it. I didn't know how it worked that well, and so I just like swiped right until it said you're out of swipes. I'm like, all right, let's see what reels in. And then like as more of them come in, you're like, no, 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 yes, yes, no, or whatever. And then. Uh, someone told me on the PKA Reddit that it rewards you for for declining more often to show that you're not like, or that you're like I, I don't I don't you're understand. Not, it's because spam bots spam bots auto auto oh. accept everyone. Then yeah, that's so probably if it. you're if you decline someone who has a high rate of getting declined, then you're likely a human with the ability to differentiate, and so they benefit you for that because they don't think you're a bot. I mean, you could also try and get onto Rhea. Are you Is aware? It's uh, it's uh, the number like the number one rule is you don't talk about it, and it's uh, it's Tinder for the uh, for the rich, famous, beautiful, and exclusively selected. And I say this because I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what gets you on or not, but like. Like you apply to it, and all of the girls are uh, are curated manually by people that have selected like the best of the best or famous people. Um, I'm not allowed to actually say who I see on it, but uh, I did see f literally famous girls from movies of like the past year, and you could swipe, and if you screenshot on the app. It says right away, it says like one more screenshot and you're kicked off the app. And so you uh, get one freebie. Yeah, you get one accidental <laughs> one, to be honest with you. Isn't it? <laughs> and uh, that is one that you should RAYA and uh, try and download it. And, uh, and, and I mean, if that one works, it's like, dude, she's, she's flying you on points. <laughs> I mean, that would be like she's sending you on a trip. Wow. Yeah, but what is, what is looking a like woman a bit look of a gold like digger here. who is like, who is sending me wonderful. on a trip? It's gonna be some like you know maybe a seventy-two year old in Montreal who owns a you no, know she's, few boots. She's not a, she's not on Rhea. No, but she, she would be because Carly just said that it's for super rich, famous people, and so if she was, it super would rich, be like you're talking about someone from the Golden Girls, and at yeah, that Betty point, White's get on the plane on and lick that pussy. If Betty Sorry. White asked, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for the rest of your life. Hooking <laughs> up with, with Betty White? I, I'd uh -huh. fuck Betty White. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Or the rest of hers, like, which is like six months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nah, she'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. She looks man, spry. that's really interesting. Rhea. It's almost like uh almost seems conspiratorial the way you described it. Like, oh, does it really exist? No one knows. Like Yeah, that's interesting. And you've had uh you've had good luck with that one? Um, it's the, the people that I matched have like very prestigious jobs. I am obviously not on it anymore, but what you can do is you could change it also in this app to collabos. Like, I mean, not to collabos to like willing to work together rather than like have the heart. It's like a check mark. So it's like a business type thing too. Oh, that's uh, cool. And what's really useful is everyone on Rhea in St. Louis when you look at the map of it on Rhea, it has a burn map of where are the most people that have Rhea tonight, which location? And it has either blue if it's bumping and pink if it's really bumping. So when you go on it in like if you were like on it in L.A., for example, or New York, you would literally see where are the clubs that the richest most famous people are at frequenting because the app tells you from the geotag where they are so you can kind of usefully see like what are the new up-and-coming spots before they become mainstream you know mm -hmm. what i mean because you see yeah. the 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 upper echelon of like what is basically it's all douchey the whole thing is very like it's got a douchey vibe to it i'm sure it's not intentional but you know like to sit here and be like the exclusive app it has a douchiness to it you know but but I like I'm just saying I sound like a douche saying mainstream like people if you're just listening I'm doing finger quotes and shit while I talk. Um, this is uh, it's something that like you could you could see like the the, the spots like the new spots you know what I mean. Uh, but I mean yeah like people that I saw in it were people from TV shows and people from movies and uh, yeah yeah but was... this sounds like something that I have no chance of being accepted to. I'm not famous. I'm not a millionaire. Like it's all it takes. Is like, for example, I got well, onto on the it. Internet, you can be both of those things. But oh, I, I can lie, right? My friend, you know, yes. My friend has five million Instagram followers, which is basically like ten times more than me. And uh, she's like all like a model and stuff, and she didn't get accepted. And like I did, I assume at the end of the day, someone might just like the cut of your jib and accept you. So you just should take the shot. Because by all intents and purposes, she is like 10 times more famous than me. But maybe someone just liked the cut of my jip or they were like, oh, it's that baking guy or something, you know? Like, you never know. You never know. Play up the Mashu Lapidit like you may have seen me in Inglorious Bastards. I was hiding Jews under the floorboard in the first scene. Uh, myself and Christoph Waltz had a lot of chemistry. I'm sure you picked up on it. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll lie about who I am and, and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I that's, watched Glorious Bastards last night because I, I saw your, your profile picture. Like, I don't know, got me thinking about it. And I watched it. That movie is shit. It, it, let, let me let me rephrase that. The whole Shoshana part of that movie is fucking dog shit. What's the it Shoshana should, part? Where, the girl. Every the one bit who of runs the, the theater. Yeah, the the whole oh. part of the with the with the Jewish French girl, or maybe they were in Poland, whoever. Like all of her scenes are worthless. It's it's a movie called Inglorious Bastards, not Shoshana's Revenge. Quentin Tarantino yeah. is so obsessed with film and filmography and and like 
the nitty gritty film stuff that he 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 devotes two thirds of this movie called Inglorious Bastards to like background information about film stock and how it's flammable and all of this uh, all this stuff about German directors and Jewish directors from the from the 40s and, and all of this film stuff and then he even makes a like a faux film within the film like mm-hmm. like he's so obsessed with that crap that he can't get beyond it the cool shit is michael fassbender the british guy coming in doing the german accent the it's it's hugo stiglitz the uh the the the, the nazi who's a turncoat yeah. um it's uh it's donnie donowitz the fucking bear jew how much better would that movie have been if you got like double as much of them like, like, don't kill Michael Fassbender off in his second scene, which is literally what they do. And also, use Mike Myers a little bit more. They had so much talent. Yeah. And I watched it last night, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do do this again. I don't have to. i got a fast-forward button. And I literally fast-forward through every one of her scenes after the first scene with Monsieur Lapidite in the, in, the, in the farmhouse and everything. And I loved it so much more. It, it cuts it down to, like, I don't You're know, right. 80 minutes. And uh, but but it's called Inglorious Bastards. Every time Lieutenant Aldo Rain is on screen talking about, and I want my scalps. You're like, fuck yeah, you do. How didn't you want to see them get a few scalps? How, wouldn't you have loved to have seen them setting up ambushes and like maybe getting a little trouble? And then Hugo Stiglitz comes in with that MG42 and fucking mows down a bunch of Nazis. That's what the we movie only was saw the bear. You, the bear you kills one guy with the bat. I to see the trailer. He was gonna be going yad left and right. No, no, and you it, get it, Shoshana uh, hanging out in a in a in a French restaurant waiting on the creme. You get you get her and her lover plotting her like revenge story. You get that 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 uh, guy who was like the German the hero sniper. and all of his, yeah. You get all of his scenes, which that are lame. Was, that part of that movie, the fact that you're talking about it now is bringing it back up to me. That whole sniper and Shoshana thing is so fucking boring and so useless. Because there's no de- actual development between either of them. It's just he goes from wanting to fuck her to wanting to fuck her. And she goes from not being interested to really not being interested. And then she shoots him eventually. Yeah. Like that, it, You're right. It, that should have been a movie about a bunch of ambushes on Nazis. And there should have been a lot more bat deaths where it wasn't like an honorable, uh, wow, look how tough and disciplined this Nazi is as he sits there stoically on like, like that Nazi died with class and that was the only guy you got to see getting beat to death with a bat. Like there yeah. should have been ones where people like the Nazis were screaming and he was chasing them down like and he throws his pistol down because he'd rather use the bat, you know, and he keeps like, that's what I wanted to see. More that intensity. Movie- that movie was marketed that way. It was marketed as this alternate history where where this this ragtag team of Jewish guys go in guerrilla warfare st- style and get the revenge that, that that we all wish they could have gotten on the fucking Third Reich. You know, Hitler kills himself like a coward and you know cyanide and all that stuff and dies so, somewhat painlessly. It's it's not much of an end for this for this so, torturous so many of mass his movies are revenge porn. Quentin Tarantino's, where it's like, oh, this is about revenge on the Nazis, or oh, this is revenge on uh, slave owners. It's like, the more you think about it, it's like, huh, like that—that's a big theme for him. I've noticed. Sorry, Harley. I was going to say at the uh, at the end of that movie, I I very specifically remember he does the swastika on the forehead, and then he says, "Now this is my masterpiece." And I always felt that was Quentin Tarantino specifically saying that to the audience. Uh-huh. That he really cherished this movie a lot, yeah. and like I feel like it's it's for him, like it's I do not too. for us in a way. It was kind of like it's his own shit, you know. And he was I agree. like, "This is my masterpiece." I thought it was like his thing. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent There, there's just so much. Quentin Tarantino loves two things in this world: women's feet and film. 
and 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 the worst parts of the movie are all about that. Like like do you, you, if you watch enough of his movies, there's plenty of women's feet close up. Even in Glorious Bastards, there's the scene where uh, Hans Landa, the Jew hunter, takes Va- Miss Van Hammerschmark uh, in private to that office, and he's like, "Put your foot in my lap," and she's like, "You're embarrassing me." And she puts her foot in the lap, and he slowly, like with his close-up, unbuckles the shoe and takes it off and puts the other slipper on to prove that she's the conspirator. And it's like, yeah, you managed to get a, a woman's foot close-up in every one of your movies. If I yeah. was a female I, actor I, in your movie, I, I'd be like, no. I know Close-toed shoes. <laughs> I, I know people that, uh, that like have actually like been with him or know him personally and have – said that like that's just like a real thing he loves like the uh foot thing and it's funny that you said like to any female actress she's got to be prepared for that i saw this picture it was like a meme and it was like uh it was like uh a kid like looking i forget which one it was but he was like looking at a book and he was so happy and it was glowing on his face and it says like when white people get a quentin tarantino script that has their character saying the n-word a lot (laughs) it's like Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio had such a hard time saying it around Sam Jackson yeah. that Sam Jackson consistently berated him daily and and enticed him to to say it to like yeah. be comfortable it. saying it. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that as well, and I can understand it. Like it's just flowing the whole time. It's uh, it's about as rough as it gets. Yeah. He has a I love Tarantino, that word. <laughs> um, but 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 I always thought Inglorious Bastards was gonna be when when I went into the theaters with my dad and watched that shit. I was like, this is gonna be Saving Private Ryan meets Pulp Fiction. This is like this is literally the, gonna be the greatest thing there's ever been because I love those two movies. That those are those are two of my fa- favorite movies of all time, and I thought this was gonna be them coming together, and it just you know it fell short of that. That's a big. That's really ambitious though. I didn't even I thought it was gonna be great, but that's like that movie sounds fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you guys want to call it a show? Yeah, that's a show, buddy. Oh, I want to do one more AMA. Can we? Yeah. That? Yes. All right. Here's the one I got picked up. What are social issues or ways of looking at life that you thought were right about then, but with age changed your mind? You throw some out there: parenthood, religion, marriage, drugs, politics, etc. And uh, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't really have one. But then, when I was in high school, I thought everyone that smoked pot was like like their life was over and they hopelessly had no future that was my impression and yeah uh, yeah i had yeah. that too i Did all you? through elementary school and halfway through high school it was like if you smoke weed you're a loser and then like you realize or i realized like oh a lot of people smoke weed what i wasn't prepared for is that as an adult now i can't believe how many successful people do cocaine like, I can't believe how many successful people I've seen myself around that blatantly do this extremely expensive and powerful drug. And I've always been like, cocaine is like, that's hardcore. That's a thing. But like, I guess like, you know, living in LA, living in Hollywood, like I'd be around, like I've been around other YouTube creators and I've seen them like carry like a vial with them or a bag with them. Like, you know, like even like, innocent girl channels or not just the party guys I've hung out with. And it's amazing. I'm just like, I'd go back and like uh, meet with the other guys on EMT. And I'd be like, I can't believe that person's a cokehead. Like you wouldn't ex- like, I never expected that. Like the weed was one thing, but I got past it. But like, then I was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe how many people like 
do cocaine, which is, you know, the ultimate, ultimate. I always thought like you touch that drug, you could die instantly. You know what I mean? Yeah, as a so, kid, I thought it was only a little behind heroin. Or that's the way I remember it being explained same. to me. Is like heroin is the the grand poopah of evil, and then cocaine will get you too. Is yeah, it, well, the way it, I recall it. For me, like it, heroin, I think is still the grand poopah of evil. I don't know, but meth. Okay. No, heroin beats it. No, but here's why I disagree. Because like when you get anesthetic. Um, like, like when you get morphine, that's, that's heroin. Like I've had, I've had that. We, any, like, like when they, uh, um, you know, took, when I had burnt my hand, it was like the second and third degree. They had to scrub all the skin off and they gave me morphine. So it was the equivalent of like doing but a you fucking, know, I'm just saying, you know how those, you know, those meth ads where it's like meth, not even, not once. even once. Right. Cause you do it. And then like the, not even once the next picture is like a cracked out person. <laughs> yeah. The heroin one would be like heroin, not even once. And the other picture is a dead body. Mm. like heroin's like you play for keeps like heroin is like russian roulette with a syringe like heroin is it's the only like that's the only drug that i know of a person directly to me who has died directly from a drug died from a heroin overdose and that like i've always just since then been like not only did like i find it so crazy of a drug already but like i know someone that died and like let's be honest you have to use a needle like yeah. You're using a needle like you're like on such a like like it, it's like you you're at that point where like you're you're at the end. This is the final boss. <laughs> this is you can snort if it. You too. want it to be the drug game. This is the final boss. The needles. You can I, snort heroin as well. I know that's like like I, I was watching Artie Lang today. Poor Artie Lang's on there. He's he's definitely back on something. He he was on uh, Anthony Cumia's show with uh with Voss and Voss is like. Look at this guy over here, because because he's constantly wiping his nose. Like Artie's wiping his nose, it's running, and then he'll like zone out a little bit, and he'll, ah, and he's like laughing at like he's being weird. It's and I think he even admits he's like, yeah, I'm I'm fucking high, uh, I'm, I'm fucking high again, and it's just like, oh shit, this is why you got fired from the Stern Show, man. You were falling asleep in the studio and showing up late, and and then making up lies about it and shit. It's so back, rough. Back to the AMA, like my change on drugs. Like when I was a kid, both. Uh, Cocaine and marijuana were like, just you know, awful. Can't touch them. Whatever. And now both of them have kind of dropped to the point where marijuana, like, I don't even think much of it. Like, if someone does pot, it's like telling me they enjoy a beer after dinner or something. Like, it's not exactly. my cup of tea. But uh, that's where it yeah. ranks to me on the that's, evilness that's where I scale. Am too. Um, I'm on that level of the scale. It's yeah. like a beer. And, Abortion. And, Oh, I thought you were done. Oh, and then I was going to say cocaine was, you know, like, like uh, Harley did it really great. You know, the next block is death. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, cocaine's, it's not something to be fucked with, but it's somehow, they made us think that in no time at all, your nostrils would connect and you're, you know, get burnt out and like terrible things. Anyway, that, that, so drugs, uh, specifically pot. I used to think that it was a a terrible, awful thing. And now I think it's uh, like alcohol or less. To me, it's abortion. That one changed. Uh, my opinion on that changed because, uh, you know, I was raised very religious, not very religious, but, you know, de- definitely like a Baptist sort of Church of God sort of background. And it was like, ah, yeah, I can't think of a reason why I, why anyone would murder a baby. And then, and then you know, you become an adult and, you, you, you know, you need an abortion. And it's like, ah, I can think of a reason to murder a baby now. <laughs> I can think of a whole bunch of them. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's it, you, you change your mind when you become an adult and these things actually matter to you. It's really easy to to stand in your glass house over there and being like, no, 
I want to disallow you from doing a thing that has nothing to do with me and that I'll never need ever and I have no interest in. Like, it's easy to take that right away from someone when it, you know, you don't, you don't value that right. But it's kind of like speech. Like, all free speech should be protected, including hate speech, unless you're inciting uh, violence. Like, hate speech is free speech. And in the same regard, like, regardless of how you feel about abortion or flag burning or anything that's like that, that's this weird hot button issue that's kind of 50-50 down the middle. It's like, no, that's, that's, that, that should be legal. That's the thing. There's plenty of reasons. Like, and not just accidental pregnancies, of course, everything from incest to rape. I, usually that those two go hand in hand, but you, you get where, and, you know, birth defects. And uh, um, now they can test and find, oh, this, this baby's not going to survive past you know, the first few days, and it's going to be in pain the whole time because it's going to be born with this heart on the outside. Or you're going to die, ma'am, if you carry this baby to term. You're not, you know, whatever your physiology doesn't will not allow you to have a birth. And if we give you a C-section because of this other complication, you'll you'll either bleed out or die from the anesthetic, or your heart will stop. You know, all of those things are real life scenarios in which an abortion is not only practical but like it's right. it's it's you can't put humane. off your chemo for eight more months. And you can't carry it. Yeah, you know that's one that happens. I, uh, Perfect. One thing I don't like is that I've got people in my circles because I'm older. They're pro-choice until their kids hit like 20, and then they flip over to pro-life because they're out of the they're out of the red zone. They're out of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that's the drug one's good. Uh, I'm trying to. Th oh, religion. Like mm. I went, I flipped on that, and then flipped back to where like. I flipped from being raised religious to like, fuck this. This is awful. Like I've, I was lied to because like when you feel like you've been lied to, you get very upset about it. You're like, God damn it. Like these people probably kind of knew on some level that this wasn't 100 percent true and they were still forcing it down my throat and, and being kind of manipulated with it. And that's then why Kylo Ren I, freaked out. I, 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 I don't, he I don't know Star to, Wars. He was lied that Darth Vader was his grandfather. Oh, well, and he, you know, he that found out when everyone found out it wasn't public knowledge. And he was like, damn it, everyone knew. Even you, Luke. Even you, Leia. And then he's like, well, fuck it. Team Snoke. Anyways, I have to take sorry. your word for all of this. Thank My you. bad. <laughs> no, you're good. And then uh, after, like, hating religion for a while, like, I kind of came back around to not being religious myself, but just kind of being like, oh, you know what? Like, I was kind of being a hater. Like, this does make a lot of people live better lives and they enjoy the structure it gives them and it makes them better members of society, more likely to give charity, more likely to do X, Y, Z. Like, and I flipped back on that to like, you know what? The world isn't as simple as just, you know, oh, I'm so enlightened because I fucking watch Bill Nye and know who Carl Sagan is. It's like, no, of course not. Like, there, there's a lot more, there's a lot yeah, more intricacy to it. There's that, a lot of reasons that those rules and religions are the way you, they are, like for forming structures and forming civilizations. Like it's it's way more impactful than I gave it credit when I was, you know, oh so smart at nineteen or whatever. You, you actually, like, uh, yeah. you actually did this with Tinder too. Hmm. Yeah, that's the yeah, big one, really. Uh, you thought you were so smart. Like, <laughs> thought you would go get all the pussy yeah. that you ever needed at the local bar, and then you were like, you know what? Technology. Let's let let's let science figure this one out a little bit. Yep letting science do it. And so that's two things I flipped on. Religion and Tinder. Equally important in my world. Mm -hmm. Actually, one's way more important. Tinder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harley, you got one? But... Um, I mean, like, a lot of these are, 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 are similar to an extent. Uh, the religion one, not so much, or the abortion one, not so much. I didn't think much of it, but it's not pressed as hard in, on, on my society as it is in yours. 
um, but mostly the drug thing. Uh, also, uh, when I was in the fourth grade, one of my good friends was this black kid, Richard, and this guy, Joel, who was two years older, uh, said to him, was like, you know what, Richard? You're an N-word. But he didn't say N-word. He said the word. And I just knew that word as like the ultimate bad word to say. And Richard was the nicest guy I ever met. And I, I ran and told on Joel right away and was like, can't believe it, man. Like racism here at school, they taught us about this. Can't believe it was like that. And when I got older and I got to high school, I met different people, more people. And white people that I knew, and I, I played football, and I was one of three white people on the whole football team. Not those three guys, but like guys that I grew up with in school and stuff, casually using the N-word amongst their friends was so shocking to me because like I could tell that it was like a thing that it's like, you know, 15 year olds like we're not allowed to say this word. (laughs) This is our word that we're going to say and no one's going to know because it's a secret. And I was shocked how casual and, and prominent that was. And it was never a habit that I got into or became a part of because half of my time was spent playing football where like I would never in a billion years even like think the word let alone make it part of my habit or something. And like, I've been around people that have like said that word casually. Like I, and that was a shock to me that like racism was as casual as it is, or people didn't realize that they were doing it as much as they did. And I have to share this terribly cringy story of this particular scenario. I went to a friend's house, um, and he's a buddy of mine, and he's one of those guys that, like, he's not a, a bad guy, and he has uh, black friends, but he's he was one guy, and it's very weird because I'm a joking guy, that I had to say, like, don't, don't say this word. Don't say F word and don't say N word. They're super sensitive words. Um, and the I F was one, too. The F Faggot. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I was, mine was yeah. four letters. Anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, we've been um, saying that all night. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> oh, no, not that one. So yeah, they- I'm, I'm with my buddy, so white guy that casually drops the N-bomb when he's around. Like, I'm sure you've all played Xbox Live. You know what it sounds like. Uh-huh. You hear it ringing through your ears. So I, I knew people like that, and it's hard to tell them as your friends, but it's a thing that they've all grown out of. But this white guy that would casually say it, and my friend that I played football with who was black. We sat down at my buddy's house and we played Dead or Alive. Do you remember that game, the fighting game? So we were casually like smoking, chilling, watching. We're like 14, 15 years old. And my buddy here, he finishes the game. Now, when you finish the game, you could put in three letters for the high score. So he puts in his name, which is three letters. We're going to say it's not this, but I'm going to say he puts J-I-M. Jim. And then Jim is one of the scores. So there's a hundred high scores. And my buddy has clearly beat this game over a hundred times because we are scrolling through all the top scores in the game now. And they're (laughs) they start from 100 and go all the way up to one. And every single score was named N I G. (laughs) <laughs> oh no 
So every like, like we literally looked at this. This guy beat the game a hundred <laughs> times, and that's what he put. Not like because he's racist, but because he's like, it's my private space, and people say I don't can say this word. I need to do what I want. I'm gonna say this word, whatever it was. A hundred times he set the record and put the the score as nig, and I sat there with my buddy right next to me as like it takes like thirty seconds to, <laughs> to get through all the racism. The third highest score, Jim. <laughs> One Jim. And it locks there, and it's sitting there, and, like, I feel like shit. I feel cringy. It's all terrible. And then my black buddy just goes, huh. And it was like that was the only thing said. Anything done, whatever. I spoke to them both individually after the fact, and those guys are buddies and stuff. But it was one of the first times they met. And it was just like to just be there. I was like, "This is exactly." You know, you know what you do that is you say ninety-eight my, times and fix it. What you have to say <laughs> is, "Hey, my uncle Nigel is really good." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad I, I finally like, got on the board. One for Jim, huh? So you know, Harley, <laughs> have you ever had a period in your life where maybe you were a little racist? Where like you like when I dressed phase? up like Shaq. Well, Dude, but, that's not racist. No, I'm we kidding. I'm that. kidding. I, uh, yeah, of course. I, uh, I grew up absolutely saying and believing racist things without understanding that I was being racist because they were so casual. Things as simple as seeing a man with a turban and saying, look, daddy, a genie. Now, that's me being racist at six years old. Uh, but uh, It's just you being a curious kid. And not it's you being because, misinformed. That's not like... But, you you what lab, a lot man. of the racism, a lot of the racism that I commit today, or that I see people commit today, are uninformed, it's or ignorant. It's the mine's same worse. thing. Like, tell mine. I, 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 I wouldn't use, I wouldn't use uh, uh, racism and and compare it directly to, you know, the whole the whole the whole gender thing that's going on and the fascination with gender that we have now. But like, I mean, it's like, I. I would absolutely misgender someone or say the wrong pronoun or whatever, and it would be because I'm ignorant. Like, I have some trans friends, and literally one of the first things I said was, because we were all fucked up, I'm like, so y'all got dicks? And that was a fucked up thing to say. But I didn't know that because I've never been in the position. But luckily I had a friend with me, and she's like, Harley's cool, it's fine. And I was able to ask questions that if you ask these questions even to your Twitter, people would think you're a scummy, idiot, ignorant, racist, sexist, whatever. But if you can find yourself in a position where you could sit down with, like, imagine I were actually a black person with dreads and I did really could explain it from my perspective why it bothers me if white people do. It's just everything comes from, like, I've never been racist and known what I was being racist about and been like, I don't care, though, I fucking hate Mexicans. I know I'm being racist and I don't care. I don't have that in me. There's nothing in me that like I've ever been racist and meant it and stuck to it. And because where I come from, it's a mosaic. America is a melting pot and Canada is a mosaic. A lot of the cultures retain their cultural identity. So you have Italians, Jews, uh, black people, Asians, and none of them at the beginning of the day 
pledge allegiance to the same flag. They all have their own individual traditions and whatnot. So I've never, it's a different, it's a different upbringing. Every, all, all the racism comes from, it starts from, you know, the generation before essentially. Not according to that Patterson's pathogen thing. He thinks it's biological, but um, I'm trying. So the high school version of me and the current version of me were, very much against racism. Th- thinks it's wrong. Thinks the world should be even, fair, etc. Everyone should have equal opportunity, etc. But there was a year or two when I, I went to this college. I went to William Patterson. It was the first college I went to back when I was swimming and such. And uh, the school was like, it, it didn't have a heavy concentration of black and Hispanic people. It was like 8 and 8% or something. But the on-campus presence of these guys was huge. Uh, and, and even this sounds racist, but it is what it is. Uh, it was mostly a commuter school, but because of the way financial aid was, it was really easy for black and Hispanic people to live on campus. And uh, um, so, like, I would, I don't know, go to the arcade. There was an arcade there. You know, you stand up and you play the games. Uh, and uh, the black guys would take it over. Like, I don't know. If... if Heck, all right, so they'd own the jukebox. There was, like, a little jukebox. You'd put things in. It would play songs, and, uh, and it would play these rap songs or whatever. And if you put on a song you like that they didn't, it was like a hunt. Like, who the fuck put this on? You know, like, how dare you play you know, something other than, the, than the, the, the songs that they would have preferred, the rap music. And uh, you're, like, on there playing Street Fighter, like, what? Like, it's not okay? Like, I like, I like ACDC. Like, that's not okay. Like, I put a quarter in just like you did, you know, but these are all things I'm thinking. You're like, I like the spin doctors. That's perfect. That's like what I would play. Yeah, that was yeah, it. That was like the not, music of the time. Stop shitting on John Denver. <laughs> no, no, no. But it would be like the spin doctors. Like I put on two princes or that Superman song or whatever. And, uh, and like, so suddenly I'm like hunted. And uh, like, if I'm on the elevator and like four black guys come up, they might not let me get off on my floor, you know, like, like. Why? Why? Like I'm being bullied by this. And uh, um, if you're if you're walking on the sidewalk, it seemed like, you know, like it was always the black people who would walk four breast and make you go onto the grass. And uh, like this happened so much that eventually, you know, whatever nineteen year old Woody is like just it's pattern recognition, man. Like what it, about the some, elevator? That was one. Yeah, I just when I just well, said that. You know they, what? What you're describing about the elevator that like I need to go more in depth, but yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me off on my floor. And they said like, like uh, there's something about white people not being able to use it or something when I was on it. I don't recall at the moment, but when I, when I was in, uh, when I was in high school, I noticed that, um, like, you know, I, I was Jewish and I had a couple of Jewish friends when I first went to high school and there was a lot of black people at my school and there was quite a few uh, Indians and quite a few, you know, Italians, Greeks. And I'm not saying that, like, black people automatically get along with black people. Mm-hmm. But when you are black and you see another black person, it's clear that you're both black. Sometimes there's the same fraternity thing going on there. Right. And because I'm white. I'm also Jewish. I look at another white person. I don't have that fraternal base foundation of like brother, nice, you know, like in a way I don't feel the need when I'm there to be like, 
white people, we got to stick together. I don't have that, but I think there's an inherent black people, we got to stick together thing. But you knew bullies also. Those aren't like, obviously, at the time you said pattern recognition and they happened to be black and you were probably running into the same 10 people that were friends. No, you know? it, it was widespread. And uh, William Patterson's not the greatest of schools, so it didn't attract the greatest of students. And uh, it, it, I guess it, it, this is where it gets racist. Like, I, I'd see 150 black people or 250 black people who've all whatever shoulder bumped you on the fucking sidewalk like assholes and then maybe i see the 300th one and i think i bet he's a shoulder bumper you know and that's what racism is it's prejudging yeah, it's prejudice i i i understand but you know what like it, it it's funny because like it's racist to say this i'm white it's technically racist like it, it revolves around race but we're not using it in a bad way but even to be like, you know, this guy is white, that guy is black, that guy is brown, that guy is Asian. Like these are uh, – it's a racist statement. It's just not negatively charged. It's just like – it's just the basis of the statement is race. I mean I, I see what you're saying and I mean I can't – like it, it just sucks because you just met a bad batch of people. You had a bad encounter with people and like you never know. You, you never know like what your body language was like or when you get to that 250th person, it's like you're getting like the self-fulfilling prophecy of like bet it's a shoulder bumper. Might as well <laughs> just put my shoulder into him. And this guy's like, oh, this guy's coming. I'm like, I don't know. You know, yeah, but obviously, I don't know. no, not like, all black so, people. So, you know, obviously, not all black people are bullies, and mm. some black people like the spin doctors. You just went to a particularly. It was a bad couple of years. When I grew up in high school, the point that I was making is that when I was younger, grade seven, eight, like the hard forming years, a lot of my black friends were tight with all of each other and friendly with all of each other and comfortable. Whereas myself and a lot of my like friends other friends we were a little awkward during these years and quiet and introverted but this group of black people in numbers they were comfortable and they were they they controlled more and they were like i don't want to say like like bullies but they were more comfortable and it made me uncomfortable growing up to an extent but that was just me and my own discomfort in the situation i wasn't comfortable in that situation you know what i mean um so, so the school, William Patterson, was near Patterson, the town named after the same guy. And uh, it's like Jersey's equivalent of Ferguson, Missouri or something. Like it, it's, it's a place that socioeconomically is just not doing well. Uh, my wife grew up on the edge of Patterson. And you could take her like three blocks from her house and she was lost. She just wasn't allowed to be there. It was shocking to me. But like that direction, like just whatever it is, like you can't head south. It's a, it's forbidden in this house for those girls. She's a two sisters. Uh, they weren't allowed to go to that part of town. They'd be completely lost, just a, a mile away from the house. And uh, so yeah, it, I I went to school in like it's imagine Ferguson College, and uh, it was. Uh, you get enough bad behavior and and. But you're not racist now, right? No, it's easy no, not to are. be. We're all good. It's easy not to be when you never bump a when you never interact daily in Ferguson yeah. or Patterson. 
Why do you got to say that? I got to be like, I'm like, are you, you're not racist. So, and you're like, no, as long as I don't have to bump into them every day. Yeah, I guess I said it wrong. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 no, well, it's like a certain forgiveness. Now I'm trumping you know, for, for the people that uh, are fucking up. Right. Like I, because it happened to me temporarily, I get how it can happen to people who are otherwise good. Like I can see why like they, they get their mind all twisted because a smaller group fucked them up. Yeah. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, you're benefiting from a white man society, so don't worry about it. You have white privilege and all that. So, Well, yep. thank goodness for that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we should check that box on your next I'm tax just, return. You get 5% <laughs> off. I, I'm just kidding. I just know I could pull another three hours out of Taylor right there for sure. <laughs> no, no I, I agreed with you. We all have white privilege. It's, it's something that we're, we're born with, sin. Yep, totally agree. SJW for life. There it is. Well, I'm glad we put that at four hours, 28 minutes, and no one gets that far, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming again, Harley. This is like two quick uh, recurring spots. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like being on. Uh, Guys, check out my stuff, youtube.com slash Harley Moore and Epic Meal Time every week. Uh, Harley plays on Instagram and Young Toy Boy on Instagram. I Actually, I've been taking pictures of my dolls. It's great content. Trust me. I have so much. Young that toy out boy, Instagram. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to be with young boy toy. <laughs> you know, you say tomato, <laughs> I say guy. tomato. <laughs> P- That's funny. P- yeah, check out our sponsors down below in the uh, in the description. There is uh, Bombfell, very important sponsor. Loving them. Me Undies, Lift, and DraftKings for that billion dollars. Get after it. Check them out. PKA 351.